Welcome back, one and all, to the very best in DC Comics podcast. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And we're about to get down and dirty with this week's books in episode number 177 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Yes, we are, Eric Lowe, a one and all to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, the official and official podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of May 26, 2018. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks uh, Network, the Batman uh, Podcast Network, and the Tangent uh, Podcast Network. Proud. We're on Facebook at Weird Science DC Comics. You proud of that there, buddy? You proud no. of that, the, the Facebooks? We're on so Podbean. So I still have a Facebook. Yes, yes. We're on Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com. We're on Twitter at Weird Weird Science DC, and of course, we have a website that I mentioned, award-winning WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we try to review a ton of comics each week, much to Eric's chagrin. We also have a Patreon account. It's at Patreon.com slash WeirdScience, where we have a bunch of shows, including a show picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, and that is the Patreon Spotlight, where we have two books that are picked by them that are only featured on the Patreon, and this week they picked the Terrifics number four and the silencer number five shh eric uh we also have a regular spotlight that is on the feed that you're listening to this podcast right now where we feature one book and kind of go into some detail about that and that is super sons number 16 the end of that series the end of that series eric but we've already mentioned those badasses now eric we're gonna freaking get really going here we're gonna be on hot pursuit we're on right now because we're gonna go to the badass roll call. All right, Eric's just lit up and we're ready. We got Ron Freelich, Kenny Vengeance, T Funk, Merv the Perv, Eric, Josh Vermillion, Abuse Mom in the Verizon Hole, Aldrin Stoja, Day, uh, All New Day, D Men, Havlin, Batman Beyond Mark. Eric, I'm not going to mess that up again. G Men, Manship, Brandon, Bobby, Reggie. Andrew and Belfast, Fred, Freddy Boy, Bill Bear, Eric Gilslam. He told me, say Eric G. I don't listen to him. <laughs> Eric G. I'm telling you, I want to say his name. I wish he would have said. It's, it's a tough one. It's a tongue twister, that one is. Uh, the Cellar Dwellers, Danny the Street, Luis, Zach, Ulysses Jones, T. Hakeem, Double A Ron, Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Dave J, Ian, Missy T, Rob Lewis, our man Rob Lewis, Pete from NYC, who we'll hear from later, Lone Wolf, Marv, Jazz, Ruben, and the OG Christopher Hyden. I I want to I want to I wanna apologize to Eric. I'm telling you, it's probably not even that crazy a way to say it. It's just when I see these letters together, they they scramble in my head, Eric. It, That's called it may dyslexia. Be, it may be my dyslexia. It may just be my uh, dumb dumbness. Is that is that oh, the way they say it? my dummy dumbness? But yeah, everybody that we I just mentioned, know. you badasses, we love you. We thank you for Mwah. your support. I like the killing. And uh, yeah, uh, everybody else who. Supports us on Patreon. We also uh, salute you as well, you guys. We we really do appreciate it. Now, before we go off to the books, uh, I do want to mention we have a Marvel podcast, Eric. It's called the sure. Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. And if you want to go over and listen to us talk about Fresh Start, 
Fresh start. There we go. You, you are a trained monkey. You know that? I love I know. it, too. That's what I like. I want you to sit there after the show. Go and get some symbols. <laughs> You're doing that. Oh, it'll be so good. I'll film it. We'll put it on the Patreon. But, yeah, we have a Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. Me, you, and Brandon do it, uh, Eric. I'm not sure you're aware of that. Uh, you kind of show up. I, you're a little out of it those nights. We, it comes out Monday. Not a great night for Eric Shea. He no. seems to be, you know, dipping into the bottle sometimes. Uh, I'm going to have to I talk wish. to you about that. Yeah, really. But, yeah, me, you, and Brandon have a podcast. I'll tell you it's supposed to be uh, curse-free. Brandon, that's that's for you. I'm, I'm saying this so that when Brandon hears it, he can remember it again. Guy likes to drop <laughs> drop the curse words, and you would think of all the people in these podcasts and things. I probably do curse the most, and yet I have not said one word, uh, uh, no curse words since we've decided to do that. So if you want to listen to that, want to hear about the Marvel Fresh Start books, Fresh Start, you go over there. It's on its own separate feed. Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. Uh, this week coming up on Monday, we will be talking about Black Panther number one so we're going to be doing that uh as jimmy boy's favorite oh yeah and as this goes on these podcasts uh starting out with have been about a half hour or so there you know it, it might shock you uh that it's that uh small a podcast but it'll get a little bit bigger because we only have like one book each podcast so far with the fresh start fresh start yes uh with that so yeah go and check that out as well but hey eric you know what we're gonna do now Eric, <laughs> I asked you, you know what we're going to do now. You, I didn't you, know if you were actually you were asking me. Just, no, I'm asking you. I don't I'm know what we're doing you. now. We're doing books? Yes, we're going to the books. Holy moly, Eric. It's, what is this, a fresh start? Fresh start. Yes, and here we are, Eric, with the books, the books, the meat and cheese of the podcast. We mm-hmm. haven't had a lot of books uh, recently. We have a little less books than what we usually do, and that's all going to change. We were talking about it this oh. week. Well, we were talking about it this week, and I was just, in my mind, I was just thinking, like, boy, I like the pace of these books. This oh, week, yeah. I you had three reviews, I think. That's how many you had written yep. reviews. I had three and a half, maybe you'd call it, because Super Sons, we didn't get the review copy, Eric. I have still yet to do it. 
I have had a problem. I was thinking too. There's at least two or three books that I reviewed almost, if not all of the issues, except the last one. Uh, Batwoman was one of them that when we, when I started, I just, you know, I wouldn't miss a week and then never did the last issue. Yeah. Uncle Man and the others kind of skipped out of sight, out of mind. Uh, what's it? Infinity Forever Man and the Infinity People or whatever that Infinity Man and the Forever People. I, I don't even know which one it was. Uh, I bailed from that one as well right after I saw Did you Bat ever finish Quarian? Clarion, I probably did not. I'm telling you, I don't like to put the, I don't like to close the book on the chapter. I, you I don't, don't like, like to close the endings. cover. No, and they make me sad. I will be doing Super Sons on the site someday. Someday my ship will come in. You're a dirty liar. Uh, no, but with that, we we're talking. And I said, boy, you know, we have a lot of these podcasts where me and you have to talk about like six books between just me and you. And sometimes, though, it's 12. So I'm like, I really like this pace. And you know what? Not a lot of books have been announced. And then you reminded me, no, no, a lot of books are coming back. Like right yeah. now, we don't have action or Superman. We don't have or Titans, Titans or Teen Titans. Titans. Yeah. I'm telling you. And now Supergirl as well. So it doesn't, it doesn't take – New books, these continuations are going to be back, and yeah, we'll, we'll be back. Oh, imagine too. if Cyborg didn't come back. Oh great my goodness! Oh, just imagine, Eric. I, I could not I mean imagine just because a world. the book's terrible. You, you mean with N Jin? Uh, how could we deal without N Jin? <laughs> I, I would never know. And and most people, you shouldn't know what I'm talking about when I say N Jin. Uh, but with that, yeah, I, I'm just mentioning because we've had a couple of weeks in a row where I think these are the least amount of, you know, podcasting hours that we put out uh, since we've started. Uh, usually we'll have a five hour episode. That's like an annuals week, which will be next week as well. Uh, and then we'll come back strong with an 11 hour. That's not the case, Eric. Me and you have had some time off, my friend. Still it's doesn't nice. feel like it, though, does it? No. I mean, completely like time off. Well, the would thing be is, very I say it nice. feels nice because I can't imagine what it's going to be when we have to get back to that and how terrible no. it's going to be. No, are we ever going to get back to that? Are we? I was I getting know. yelled at earlier that I should, you know, turn up that, you know, or turn off the mic forever. I was being told that I'm miserable and a jerk, is what Tanya was saying. And so, where that. was she going wrong with this? I don't know. Well, what she was going wrong with is I have to go in now and talk about this stuff, and I'm in a bad mood. I mean, oh. Right away, I'll let everybody know. You hear me scream and yell, that's usually when I'm in a good mood. Just imagine now, who knows what's going to go on, but this is the meat and cheese. Like I said, the book section starts now, and if you want to read our reviews, Sans Super Sons, you can go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com. That is our award-winning website where we do have all the written reviews, including a lot of other things, not just DC stuff. And recently, we were put on the IDW review list. People, they're, they're banging down the doors, Eric. And uh, a lot of the people in the Get Fresh Group, boop, boop, boop. they have stepped up and they're doing some reviews themselves uh, and doing some IDW stuff. Stuff like uh, Ron is doing the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Urban Legends number one. You got Joey doing some Star Treks. You got Wheezy doing some, you know, some 13, Eric Department 13. Factory 13? Factory Department. I, I don't know all the books, but yeah, if you go over and Andrew doing a ton of books, he, he's oh, yeah. Mr. Image. He, he is my, uh, image man. Uh, so if you go over to the site, you can check out all those reviews, but we're here to talk about DC and we're going to start with what should be the big book of the week. And what is that, Eric? Justice League No Justice number three, written by Scott Snyder, James Tynan the fourth, and Joshua Williamson, with art by Riley Rossmo. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Marcus Two, Hi-Fi, and and World Designs. It's time for the four teams to get their act together and get these treaties activated. 
or deactivated if we're talking about Team Wisdom, but even though our heroes have finally gotten on the trolley about what they're supposed to do, it seems that they're too late, and the Omega Titans of Wisdom gobbles up Kalu. Hopefully our teams can make it back to Earth to stop it from sharing the same fate. Yeah, uh, with that, uh, is there any possible way that you have Kalu, and you see by the end, like you said there, Kalu is swallowed up by the Omega Titan. Is there any way possible that Riley Rossimo was on that planet at that time? Eric, please, tell me, because I, I don't want to no. see his art ever again. And I know this is nasty. I know it's not something that a lot of people would say, but boy, it's it's horrible. I see that art, and it just makes me want to just throw the thing away, and it's a shame because it's that distracting. It's so distracting, that art, that I, I couldn't get into this, but more distracting to me. And what's crazy is as we go through this, this we finally found it, Eric. It's finally been solved, the story by Scott Snyder that you like more than me because I'm usually the guy who comes way yeah. high with these. I'm not, this isn't jiving with me. It really isn't jiving with me. And what's not jiving with me is totally – uh, what Brainiac set up to make this. And maybe I'm just focusing too much on that. Now that he's dead, maybe I should just go on and, and have some fun with this. Yeah. But this idea of him going to get these teams, setting up the teams, uh, that's fine. And I even like it where in the Starro even calls out like, why would he even get me? Or that's why he got me because I, I'm lame and how I can do it. I like that. I like the idea that they're trying to figure out why or what these teams are. But the idea that these suits are on and they can't take them off is so forced to me. I'm looking at some of these clothes. that Wonder Woman, uh, she could. it's like a, a, a washcloth. You would think she could take it up. I actually just think they don't want to be nude. But you have that. that well, me? Not really. I, if I'm by myself, not with anybody else. But uh, with that, I, I can get that. But the whole idea that Brainiac went to Earth, he collected this this band of heroes, set them in these and teams villains. or whatever, and villains, just these teams, what would be his heroes, takes them to Clue, where you have these trees growing, and he's going to spell out that the big problem is, you know, I can't say fully everything was a plan, not a plan, because unfortunately he did die. But it seemed as if he was setting up this idea, and he said, listen, if you guys lose, if, if Clue goes down, Earth's next, making it seem like this was something that was not inevitable, but, you know, that. Or just saying, like, he didn't come off like, hey, Clue's kind of like your practice rounds here. If you can beat him now, your Earth will never get touched. But it, it made it, plus when he died and it activated the seat on Earth and how we were talking about it, it almost was a fail-safe that they said right. that alerted that. But it still seems to me that it didn't need a fail-safe because Earth was going to be next anyway. That's never been fully cleared in my mind. But also the idea now that we find out Brainiac's plan was to save Kalu and then have the Omega Titans go to Earth next, which seems, again, inevitable, even if Kalu is saved, which that's something he didn't tell them. But no. and, and then destroy Earth because the idea is that Brainiac can, can rule Kalu. Finally, he, he does his greatest victory and then doesn't have to worry about Earth and their heroes bothering him because they're dead. But he's brought all the heroes or the main ones. I mean, some heavy hitters are still on Earth, but he's brought them to Kalu. They're there. Now, yeah, they would go off and fight on Earth, whatever. But you, you would think that in his plan, I'm, I'm going with the idea where he is the smartest guy. You know, you're going with the smartest guy in the universe, something yeah. like that. So his plan is to kind of teach them on Clue how to defeat 
the Omega Titans that he wants them to lose to later, and also the way this is spelled out and the way that it's worked in progression, it seems to me as if he had a failsafe if he died, then they'd go to Earth as well. But that doesn't make sense because, number one, I don't think Brainiac – Brainiac is a little pompous. He's not a guy who's going to think anything in his plan. He's not a Batman who thinks, you know, he's ready for everything. He thinks he's going to do everything right. There would be no failsafe of him dying. If he dies, I don't know. He, he plan has been over. beaten over and over again yeah, by these wh- heroes. What, what would he, but I'm saying die. Th- this failsafe is him dying. What does he care if he dies? Because number one, if he dies, it's almost set up by Brill Doxit. He's like, hey, he knew if he died, Kalu's done anyway. So right there, his his planet that he wants to save and rule would be dead yeah. in his mind. So why have a failsafe? Because then they're just going to Earth anyway. We've already seen they're going to Earth after that. So it just this overall backstory of it to me just is there and is not well thought out. It just doesn't seem – now, issue four may prove me wrong, kids, but it just seems as if – it's things are happening just to happen, and really the big things will happen on Earth because here the, it seems like they do at least what the plan should have been. Now you know Brainiac's not there. Well, obviously, that's the thing but is the, the plan is actually different the way they're doing it now because when Brainiac put them the in these suits, but the result is the same. The result no, is even it out. The whole idea was the, not even even it out. It was like you know you're activating these things. Brainiac's suits were meant to absorb all the energy into the team, so it should go right into his cortex. And even Brill Docs himself is supposed to be yeah. absorbed because that's what the suits are programmed to do. But then what does that Which do? I don't understand. That would have filtered all of the energy into Brainiac yeah, the energy's himself. in him. So yeah. that would mean to me, then the Titans would come back and try to fight him because they're there for the energy. So that right. doesn't even make sense to me. Why then would they leave and go to Earth? If all of a sudden the energy that they're supposed to get and supposed to be even out on Clue, the big plan of Brainiac in the, in the meantime was to filter the energy. You tell me then that he would defeat the Omega Titans and kill them with that energy? Well, even that, I'm telling you, if he has all the energy, then it would all be balanced out within him. Yeah, but it's also, but then what does that mean? Does that mean that the planet's saved? Or I'm, does he, he use that's that? That's the way he suspected it or, to be because but, then they would move on. Yeah, but the, the problem is, though, is that it's equaled out in this issue in a different way, and they don't move on. So I, I don't know, understand. I, I, just, I don't understand what the plan is at this point yeah, because and, and what we were that, told, it seemed almost to be like a fairy tale told throughout the universe about how yeah, these and I things get, work. I, Scott Snyder's very much like that with the fairy tales. That I mean, you had Court of Owls, you had Metal. Mm-hmm. All these were based on, you know, we even had the Forge and the, yeah. you know, the dragon that was the same thing. He's very big on these mythical uh things that end up being true it just doesn't make sense and i don't have enough information about what these omega titans are still are they going i I said to you before we started if it was something where the omega titans they create they they seem to have set up or you know go a little bit further and they were the ones that set up the universe maybe these four brothers are the creators of life uh, with these seeds originally, with these energies, the energies they go, they plant the deal from that spring's life, and you get life. And at the end of this thing, they go, and it seems like the source wall breaking open is what led them to this. They go to a planet, and they want it to be equal. To them, you'd have all the brothers, and if it's equal, that to them is the perfect planet. That's the Omega Titan planet of, of dreams. And then they move on, like, okay, you guys did it right. Thank goodness you did it right. Let's move move on to earth they get to earth and like oh my god you know what the wonder tree is bigger it isn't working out you had all this time to work out we're going to absorb your planet and restart it 
to try to get it right this time. But you don't you don't get enough to grip. They're just going and it seems like a contest. Oh, these are and, just big fucking yeah, monsters that just go about. You don't just really know monsters. anything about and them. I, if you're going to do this mythical, you know, myth of creation kind of in these Omega Men Titans, to me, that is, number one, one of the most important things in the story for me to grip what's going on and that was really pushed aside. Even to the point where right in the middle, Harley breaks in and like, I heard that fairy tale too. <laughs> And and so you go from that. Then the next bit is Brainiac's plan. I know he died. He's not going to tell you the plan. Now we have real docs, and they're going to get the. It looks like they were going to try to get the plan from him if it was downloaded. But then it doesn't matter. Clue's dead now anyway. And so everything leading up into this, it just seems like it happened to happen. It, it's not. It this has gone from that first issue where I thought, boy. Now we're having an event. I don't care what they're spelling out, how this, you know, on the hierarchy of stories, this seemed better and bigger than even metal that we just finished that this kind of sprung from because it seems so big and so cool and fun. And now I have, I have to admit, people who thought metal seemed like fun at first or whatever and then kind of got lost in the translation and the avalanche of, of info and stuff, uh-huh. I'm there now with this because we are now one issue left. And I really don't know what's going on. I, I don't know the basis of it. Yeah, I can have fun with some dialogue with the, the characters. Now, unfortunately, because of all this I'm saying, when, when you have Riley Rossimo's art kick you in the face yeah. and knock That's out the at least we had 14. Some two great issues with Francis Manipal yeah, and Francis, then jumping with this. Then, yeah. Where you would think right away that a Martian Manhunter looks like Darkseid. I thought like, it was Darkseid. You, know, you turn the page and Lex Luthor yeah. looks like he's a goddamn yeah. ventriloquist puppy. Yeah, really. got problems. And the problem is, in this deal, in this land, landscape dark side is going to be on justice league odyssey so yeah. all of a sudden seeing a guy i'm like the hell did he show up? plus in this panel without the eye behind with starro I yeah. thought that I actually thought that this was dark side looking in a, a goddamn crystal ball <laughs> Ooh, what do I see? Oh my goodness! I'm still walking I on the spy beach with my little yeah, I'm eyes. Telling you, he's still no walking justice. around. Yeah, he's still walking. <laughs> he's walking around nude. He's like, uh and then he's like, huh? I think this involves, and he goes through Batman's purse and sees a picture of uh, Brainiac. I think this involves Brainiac. He's doing all the tricks. But yeah, the art, and and so. When we had the first two issues, and last issue, if you listen to our podcast, uh, I had some issues. I started yeah. complaining to you, but I, I actually think at that point, Eric, a seed uh, uh, was planted in me, oh. and it was a seed of doubt, and I couldn't really grip what I was trying to say. I'm telling you, people listening were probably like, the fuck is he going on? Because I couldn't really verbalize really what I really wanted to say. Now I kind of get the idea of why I'm upset with this. Uh, and mainly it's because it's not explaining the very important things that would be, you know, the foundation, Eric. Now it's made of sand. And uh, from going forward with that, everything else leading to it. I said in one of the books or something I said before, it's like learning a language. At the first two years of school learning a language, you don't pay attention. You're screwed. You, you can't yeah. build on that. And that's kind of what the story is getting to me now to only lead what appears to be the last issue, a big battle on Earth. And if you're going to do that, one shot. Have a one shot where the Omega Titans, why have Kalu in the first place now? Just have them go right to Earth and attack. That's the first planet. You said even the DCU is based on the idea that Earth is the center of mankind and, and of the that. universe. So, so do that. 
go right to earth. Don't, this nonsense is just nonsense to make it a month, it seems. And I really hate to say that because, yes, I am, and I'll admit it, Eric, I am a, a Scott Snyder fanboy. I really yeah. like his writing. It's starting to get a little bit odd to me of why I'm not, it's not hitting with me as much. And yeah, well, the I thing is, like you said, there is a big problem with this whole four issue, like aspect to this because we're thrown right into the thing, into the story. And where our heroes don't know what they're supposed to do, like we can, we have no idea what the overall yeah. like you know reaching aspect of this whole thing is. And then when they just come like in this issue, I'm telling you, this is probably one of my favorite if- issues yeah, of the yeah, art so far. That. If it wasn't for the art, it would be up there because my score reflects the art mostly because it's such it takes you right out of the goddamn story. But yeah, when our heroes just get together, like the first one when you have Team Wonder and they're at their tree and they're talking about their diminishing, you know, like you know, uh, magical powers because of the suits that Brainiac has put them in. Yeah, yeah. And Wonder Woman's like, look, I don't got the internal magic like you guys, but I got this, you know, my golden perfect here. Yeah. Hey, just believe in me. For wonder, and just yeah, because that just because. we have it, the trees active, like, you, you are yeah. just making things happen now, and you're and, not explaining anything. And this anything. is the problem. This is where I, where I, you're more in tune with the story than me because I think there's a lot more than just that doing that. Uh, you have Viral Docs there that you know he just knows everything because of who he is and stuff. Yeah. But and then you have Amanda Waller on Earth talking to uh, Green Arrow. She seems to know everything. Kind of, maybe you get the idea. She did download. They downloaded the info from Brainiac. Yeah. Uh, but what did he know and not know? What would he have that would be able to be downloaded? I don't know. Uh, the other the thing. Entire that, mind. Well, yeah, the mind, Eric. Uh, with that, though, I just seriously, I'm not joking. This is full out no jokes, Eric. Knock, knock. Who, who's there? Banana. Banana I'm, I'm who? Just, I'm trying to do something stupid. Now, here is my idea. Here is no oh. joke. Now, I'm not going to joke. Where's my wrong turn joke? My my thing is – It was a joke. You lied do, to me. Do you think – no, here's what I was going to say. Just as I tried to stress that, I, I got a little off track. Uh, would the story be better if Brainiac was alive? Because I think it would be. If I think you it had, would be as well. What you have if, now if with have what the story is. have a knows something that's well, going and on not even and just that. that? Just on. imagine that when you're doing this as you're going. The Omega Titans are there. Brainiac fully explains to these teams, this is what we're doing. You go there. Hey, Lobo, you go over there. Hey, Starro, go and plunge that toilet. Grab that guy's arm. Y- you have all these things going on. And then when they, they win. There's a big celebration. All right. High five, Brainiac. Wait, wait, where are they going, Brainiac? Ha! I tricked you. They're going to Earth, you suckers. That would have been a better story. And not that, only it, that, because then we still have to deal with the Brainiac situation as well on top yes, of the Omega just, Titans just going Just to imagine Earth. at this point where you had issue two, where they stop these Omega Titans and the, the, uh, the cliffhanger is them going off to Earth and now the heroes realizing they were duped. Instead of waiting till issue three, getting it from a third party, what the story was that they were going to be duped. And then it's just not as good as what you are being told the and original what plan was. Here, the whole idea, too, where like I, I'm complaining because the heroes don't know what they're doing. We don't know what they're doing. But – the whole aspect we really grabbed a hold of in that first issue that got us excited. Oh my God, they showed us what the, you know, the, the task force XI yeah. is. And then, oh yeah. my God, they end up killing Brady. We haven't seen them. No, fuck I actually, in, in my mind, path to our story. You, yeah, if you told me, because at one point they looked to be going nutso. If you told me that they all lost their minds and they are done, I, I, I would tell you that I could see that happening. Yeah. It's just the whole idea of getting every bit of info secondhand now 
just to lead to them going, oh, and then Kalu being destroyed, oh, no, we have to go to Earth, I think is so much less of a story than well, if even, we even thought that Brainiac... Even second hand from Vril Docs isn't yeah. working out because no. he knows the idea That's that Brainiac I mean. had, which we have to go against now because there's no Brainiac. Brainiac can't absorb no. all this energy, including Vril yeah. Docs into himself. So what are we left with? Is that why, you know, like is Brill Docs is escape now? I'm trying to I'm even the idea of Brill Docs being the force of entropy that gets everything going on in this whole thing. The and whole that's idea just, of entropy. And that's itself. the weird thing about it. The entropy to me then is based on just the emotional attachment that the the planet had. I can see that, but entropy for him just it doesn't really make sense. It it does no. And and with that again, just imagine. I I can't get off this fact that if you had the the beginning, the first two issues where they're going, oh my god, you know what's so great about the story, Erica, is that we see Brainiac working with Earth heroes. This is crazy. It's it's really cool. Have even where Brainiac then, you know, is discussing things with Lex Luthor, things that it would be cool. Even doing something with Superman at one point, where they're you know save somebody together, something you never see. And then you then you find out he tells you what that we need to know all this stuff, and then we find out he's duping them. That's that seems more exciting to me because in this, like you said, they're at these trees. We really don't even know that much about them. Well, you're, exactly. You're, I'm telling you, the whole idea where Wonder Woman just activates the Tree of Wonder because she just for a wonder and yeah. throws her lasso around. Okay, we're done there, and I don't know why. Yeah. And then we go to the Tree of Wisdom where Cyborg has to shut down his tree because that's the main tree, and Harley just says. You gotta try thinking outside the box, yeah. though. You've been way too literal. You gotta, you know, plug a unicorn into it into and download a tornado. a tornado. You know what, Harley? You're right. I have a mother box. <laughs> I'm telling what? you, I, I want, I want her to say, "Listen, you're doing it wrong. Way too. You're plugging A into B and then downloading C. What you need is to plug into a unicorn and download a tornado." I want him to be like, "Wait a minute." What the fuck are you to get this woman away from me? This is I'm having problems thinking. Hey, this nonsense, and then pro- and then stop and say, "Time out. Who is this? Because I don't recognize her. This Harley looks terrible. Get her out of here." And uh, yeah, and then he plugs it again. He just plugs into the tree. Uses mother box. That's pretty cool. But then all you get with that, oh no, it's too much. It's too much. All right. There you go. And and the big thing too is that it's such a weird story because then that seems to be like, oh, we got real docs. Entropy. Am I am I right? Am Let's right? go. And then you have Wonder Woman lasso. Wonder, am I right? And, and even got- the whole idea, too, where we go to the nursery on Kalu that has all these planets in this yeah. freaking dome and whatnot. All right. The mystery this will cause when we unleash all of these worlds the and make mystery. a whole new sector. I'm like, okay, we got that done. And I have to wonder at the end, did we not get the job done because these planets weren't brought out know. like quick enough? I because we know. do see Sinestro create a construct to wrap yeah. around all of these domed planets, Big uh, or like bottled planets and whatnot. But we never see them activate. So is that the reason, like, you know, we never see them know. go out into the world? I don't know what the rules are for these trees. And, and but- with that, yeah, it's and it's weird, too, because – in my mind, there's something with that that Scott Snyder wants to get rid of Kalu. You know, he does. Yeah. Uh, and then somehow somebody in a, in a, in a freaking, uh, what's it called? Somebody in a conference or a, a you know, a convention. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Snyder, but Kalu got destroyed and they had this planet. So is that gone too? That's all the reason was is to get those planets out. It's because one person's going to ask that in a story before that they had had a bottled planet. I, I don't know. It's just why have that? There's a lot of know. things in this. I'm just like, 
Why? You have the idea that Amanda Waller knows all that stuff. To me, that's going to be the setup that she downloaded pretty much all of Brainiac, and he's going to be able to get his AI back from that download thing oh, or whatever. Yeah. The, you know, that, that, but that it's so, you know, so forced on with well, this. Even the whole all idea I want where, is fun. You know, uh, like Starfire really has nothing to do except no. for, you know, yell at Sinestro. A lot of people don't have So then we have to do. add this connection. Oh my God, one of these planets is Tamaran. Oh my God, we got to get this thing out of here. I'm like, if you don't set this up like the – and honestly, the only reason I think it is set up that way is that we have something going on with Tamron later on with yeah. you know, Just League Odyssey yeah, or something exactly. like that. But That's, yeah, it's just thrown in there. I'm like, she has nothing to do. Like, nope. why does this have to be here? I don't know. Uh, you do get Lobo being able to call Vril Ducks. I, I don't know if Vril Ducks I would call a scuzz. Uh, but but that's what Lobo says. I mean, really. I don't think he's changed his clothes in a while. Ser- seriously, though. I'm looking at the panel, Eric. A and B. A is Lobo. B is Vril Ducks. Who's the scuzz? I, I'm looking at Lobo right now. Lobo, you're the scuzz. Shut your mouth. Uh, but, but it's just the art. And then you have the whole thing with Amanda Waller and uh, Green Arrow. Oliver, Green Arrow. And they're, they're at the, you know, near the Fortress of Solitude. They're going to the seed. And again, Amanda Waller's there by herself, which is very odd. Uh, it's odd from the get-go. She, she's not really a person who just goes places herself. Probably wouldn't even go in general. She has a lot of other people probably at her, you know, at her disposal to go send in case shit goes wrong, which it does seem to. Uh, but she's there and knows everything. And again, is being used to tell Oliver everything, and a lot of it we know, and a lot of it we're thinking, like, why, and this whole thing of Brainiac going and maybe setting a failsafe that, you know, activated whatever, and then Amanda Waller's just like, we're just going to nuke this. We're going to nuke this, and Oliver comes to the conclusion that if we nuke it, we're never going to be able to get a hold of our, our friends and, and the heroes. That doesn't make any sense, especially what she, you know Amanda Waller's explaining to him. Uh, this isn't a portal. This isn't no. something like that. And, and Oliver's just – it's just set up so that she doesn't – like a lot of the stuff in this book, and this is what I think. Maybe I can really verbalize it this week. A lot of the stuff that happens, you said just happens, but a lot yeah. of the stuff happens to get rid of – questions later about why they didn't do something like you know you should nuke that seed there's no reason not to but i don't agree with nuking well there's no you think that that seed is what gets them and draws them there it's a beacon you get rid of it it's done and it's at a place with no population so why not do it you don't have anything to lose if that seed the way they're thinking and explaining if that seed goes out these guys are just going to be alerted to the next one it, that's what it seems. So why not try to get rid of it? Why not get, say, a Supergirl or something to rip it out and take it and throw it in the sun? Take yeah, it to another the, planet. Put I'm it on I the don't moon. know enough about these seeds. So like all these things of like everything, like I said, you have Vril Docs there. He's there to tell you Brainiac's plan. You have the idea that they downloaded uh, the AI, you know, the memories of uh, Brainiac. Brainiac. That's so that we can get them back later. You have the t- everything just seems forced to answer a question that nobody asked. Or to just force it forward, and it just—it's—it's it's not that much fun anymore with me because of all the things I'm thinking. Because at the end, it seems like they do what they have to do, and then it doesn't, and then Starro, for um, no the, reason, has to sacrifice himself. And and I like Starro. We have I don't care about Starro. This is the most well, I like Starro. This yeah, is actually the, but, probably the coolest part of the book. Yes, this is the problem, though. This is. You know, this is like Red Lanterns. Uh, what's his name? Mad Ball Red Lantern. 
that that ended up dying in the new 52. Zillia sucks. Zillia sucks. Uh, that nobody liked him. He was a joke. By the end of that series where he was everybody's favorite and then you had him die and everybody was upset. This is too soon. This Starro – he was starting to kind of be cool. He was starting. He wasn't really the street talking tough that we saw before. I like the Starro. The Starro who's like big uh, bravado, but he also has like a sensitive side that he's worried about what he is and whatnot. Keep him on for a while, then do this, and then you're going to hit something. But he dies, and they just have to tell you. They, oh, no. The Titan, it killed him? And I'm like, oh, Okay, he's dead, and it didn't hit. It, it really didn't hit at all because we, it's like we hardly knew ye. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, all of a sudden, the other bit of the plan that out of nowhere, you're starting to get people on ships to to get them off the planet. I didn't even yeah. know that that was even an option. I thought that they were going all out. I mean, they have. It, it's almost like, hey, Eric, we're gonna win this championship game. It's game seven. We're gonna win this game, but. Did you get those tickets to go to Bermuda tomorrow? Because, you know, we may not get there and we'll just go off. And it just – all of a sudden it was almost again like Scott Snyder's like, whoa, I can't have all these people die. Let's get them into ships. And then all of a sudden they're on ships. Why weren't they on ships before when this Omega Titan showed up? I would have gotten the hell out of there. Uh but yeah. But now the point the point where Starro goes to, you know, uh, Ryan Chuin's like, can you like, you know, hit me with this white mm-hmm. dwarf energy you have, put it in reverse, so he can become this Omega, you know, Starro to try to wrap himself around the face to take over this Omega yeah. Titan. I'm like, that is a really cool aspect, but yeah. we like I've said, we don't know enough about these things. We just no. know it's powerful to the point where yeah. He can just grab a hold of Starro and rip it off because yeah, Starro yeah. is not powerful enough to take over the mind of this monster. Yeah, and and with this, is this supposed to be one of those things where, uh, you know, we we did go back to this a couple times, but in the Avengers with the uh, with the Celestials, when they show up dead and the dark Celestials come, and it's like one of those like, oh my God, the big thing that we're fearing yeah. is actually fodder to this new thing. I don't think we know Starro enough. You, you're gonna have to go with the idea of, boy, he was a big deal before. He fought the Justice League in the past and things like that. This Starro has been played off as kind of a joke, so yeah. I didn't really get that, and I, I just wasn't connected with him enough, and he just ended up dying right away, and then you just have, I think it is uh, Harley. So the Titan, it, it killed him, and then done. And just like just as we were winning, and then you even go to the point where Starro really, it didn't matter. They, they lost anyway. It would have been nice if they would have gotten out. They did get some people off the planet probably because of him. Uh, but they lose. That's it. It lost. And that's when the trees spring forth on Earth. Amanda Waller says to Oliver, yep, your friends are dead. This is the thing. Again, kind of a little bit too much info uh, for what she would know and not know. Uh, I don't know because I don't even know that Brainiac would have known exactly the progression of what happens unless he studied these guys, but it seemed like Kalu was the first planet, but still they have a little standoff. It's cool. Oliver shoots his arrow into the Amanda Waller's gun, so she can't fire. And then you have the uh, Omega Titan seeds. And also Oliver trying to get a hold of the Green Lantern. Yeah, he's trying to get a hold of the Green Lantern. And we don't know if it's he can't get a hold of him because of an interference 
interference from the source wall or something happened after that. I don't know because you would think that they would be on there. There's got to be a Green Lantern for the sector that Kalu's in. Something must be wrong with them that's pointed out there. And uh, the trees spring forth, almost springing forth right on Amanda Waller and, and <laughs> Oliver just comes up. And they go and you have one in Star Labs, one in Bell Rev, Tower of Fate, and the Fortress of Solitude. And, so you uh, have to think that Star Labs, the Tree yes. of Wisdom, Bell Rev, the Tree of Entropy, Tower of Fate, the Tree of Mystery, yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the Tree of Wonder and the Fortress of Solitude, the Tree of Mystery. Yeah, and, and with that, the, the Fortress of Solitude Mysteries, uh, a little, uh, and really, I, I wonder why they didn't have little placards for each of those. It, it shouldn't be that much of a, a question or a mystery. It'd be nice to see. You kind of go from uh, the look of them, maybe. The, yeah, and then what yeah. you got from Kalu. Yeah, I know. what Bell Rev, that, that matches up. Star Labs, you can go. But Fate and Solid, I don't know. It's just like, why the Fortress of Solitude? It just seemed odd. But yeah. Well, it's the well, same thing. Like, why would Superman be on Team Mystery? He's a mystery. Yeah. And, you know, with that oh, being a relation to Oh, he's a mystery, all right. And <laughs> then you go. And, and they're, they're basically then... The thing that makes me laugh is the fact that we were getting the idea that the, you know, the, the, uh, Mega Titans were already there, the three. I mean, I can say that maybe they just got there, but it's very uh, much of a coincidence that they just got there, because she's like, oh my god, if these are springing up, I guess the Titans are already there, and you look, I mean, they're pretty goddamn big, unless they, they can't be seen, and it's just showing you that, but uh, then you see uh, Brainiac's head ship coming as well. Then we we know our heroes are in, at least we yes. think that that is the one. It, it looks beat to hell. I like at one point, too, they're going into going to the ship and Lobo's yelling at Pearl Docks while he's just dragging him like like he's got him t- attached to a horse and then, come on buddy he's just dragging him around I'm like you don't want him to die I mean really you, you know treat him a little better scuzz but yeah what'd you give it towards the end of this issue though the art really did pick up when yeah, Marcus Two Spitz came on but when you jump in with Riley Rossmo it throws the whole bit and like every character just looks god awful and it's, yeah. it's just terrible but Dark I am in on this there. Dark sides here. I'm sorry. I actually really did like the dialogue for all of our characters in this issue oh, for I what they're too. dealing with. It just like you know the situations just were a little bit too forced though. Like the whole idea of you know oh we got to do this out of nowhere. We got to do this and it doesn't work anyway. And I don't know what the rules are, which yeah. really bothers me at this point. But I still am on board for the final issue because I'm hoping beyond hope that it ties all together. Yeah. It's a fool's errand, I know, but. I gave Devil's it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, my – what was that I yelled right when you said a that? 6.5 okay, out of 6.5. 10. 6.5. I'm just worried that really all this is is a setup for afterwards for Batman to say, you know what? Us working on these different teams kind of worked out. You know what? Team Odyssey, Team Dark. Every team event Radio. always just leads to another I book. I know. And th- this is what I said. Uh, it's even going to come up in the next issue that we talk about. What happened to the days when like a book would end? And not I'm not saying cancel. I'm talking like a Grant Morrison would be on a book. I- I'll tell you right away. New 52, Batman Incorporated. Goddamn bastard killed off Damien. I mean, he wasn't resetting <laughs> anything. He was not resetting stuff. He was not. You get this all the time. We said, ah, oh, they got to put the toys back in the toy box. But why? Why do you have to? Why can't Some you have a run? Some motherfuckers to come out and break why, the yeah, toys Why and couldn't go you home? have a run and actually make it mean something years from now because yeah. everything gets reset and these events – there's not really an event anymore because these events just end up by the end. You're like, I was just duped of setting up the next thing. Yeah. And I just, why can't they have this event 
that just, you know, really does something. Yeah, you killed Starro. You, you have a brainiac. But you, you think that he's going to be gone forever? You're foolish. But, and I'm yeah, telling you, just, even Starro, I don't think he's going to be gone because no. he's a starfish. He regenerates. Yeah, yeah. They'll just say that. They'll show him, you know. Well, we haven't had Starro much anyway. It's not like they're using him tons. Yeah. But, uh, Seems like Scott I, Snyder likes him now. Yeah, I like him, and I, I like this version, and then he killed him because I guess he didn't have any use for him down the line. Uh, maybe he'll just show up out of nowhere next issue. But yeah, uh, I, I'm not enjoying it. This There's too many things that go through my mind while I'm reading it to just have the fun. I'm still waiting for this popcorn big movie summer event starring Will Smith, possibly the rock Eric. Uh, and we're not movie. getting this because it seems again, like this is what, when metal was first announced, Scott said, it's metal. This is going to be an action movie on the page. You're going to get this and that. And then I think that uh, some writers just, and maybe Scott Snyder's one of them just like, eh, I don't want to be that dumb. You know, I don't want to write a dummy story. So I, I have to make it, you know, mean, I, I, they make it bigger. But in the process, to me, it actually makes it less. Well, that's the thing. They make it bigger enough. and bigger until you lose perspective of what well, it is. Yeah, that's it's what so I'm big. saying. The bigness of it is the, you know, this mystery around it and this half notions and things. And it's not, it's not hitting with me. So I'm going to go 5.5. And yeah, a lot of that is Riley Rossimo's art. That's, it's yeah. nonsense. And I, I'm telling you, Scott Snyder's writing this thing. It's only four issues. Please, Francis Manipal, pl- please do four issues. That's I, it. I have that's no all idea we need. Next issue yet? I could have looked so far, but, but I did not. That, but he, I really hope it's Marcus too. We're back to yeah, well, Manipal. With that, you have this issue coming, and you can only think because we're you know we don't know and we're dummies. You can only think that at one point they were like, oh my god, Francis Manipal is not going to be able to do this issue, and there was not enough time to have one artist do the whole thing. That's the only way that can be ex- explained that there's two artists on this, and one is awful. Like, please delay it a week if Marcus Two could get the whole issue done and not have that garbage at the beginning. I can only imagine getting the proofs and Scott Snyder, and, and he's like, he would never badmouth anybody. I know he wouldn't, but he, in his mind, he must have been like, well, that was a good story I had going there. This is gonna freaking put a you know slam it right into the wall. But yeah, what did I say? Five five. Five five. Well, let me tell you, we just talked about. I, that. I went. I went to go look to see who's on next issue of Justice League No Justice, and I don't think I downloaded that issue. Now, uh, you know what? I don't think. I don't even think I saw it actually. Yeah. We'll, so maybe we'll, it doesn't come out next yeah, week because we'll the annual week. Yeah, we about that. Yeah, I, I, but it's supposed to, right? I thought uh, so. It's, gonna, it's a weekly. Is this going to be? Is this what they're doing now? They're not like Super Sons. They didn't give us the the review copy. They're they're keeping us honest there. Keep it. Maybe it's one of those that something huge happens and they're going to delay giving people it so that it doesn't get I, – I don't Because, yeah, now that you – I don't think that it was in there. But that is behind-the-scenes nope, stuff. No, nope, it's there. It's oh, is there. it? Okay. Well, while I'm doing my blurb, I would love you to pay attention to it, Eric. But you can yeah. look to see who's on art on Detective Comics 981, written by James Tyne the Fourth, art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Andreano Lucas, and one Sal Cipriano. Sal Cipriano, Eric, are you there? Are you there? Are you looking it up? James Tynan ends his run by tying up some things, but leaving so much still on the table. I hear rumors that we will never get word on who the first victim is, Eric, and I got that firsthand rumors. But 
Oh, I guess rumors are never. What a first-hand rumor! Well, somebody heard somebody say it, and to me, then I didn't hear it specifically, so I'm saying it's a rumor. But the idea that brother, I was introduced earlier than normal. The fact we never found out what happened to Ulysses and a bunch of other questions made me angry. As the book ended with half of it being the generic victory lap, we keep getting in these type of books and these type of endings. Yeah, he was at a convention. Uh, this weekend, and maybe one Joey Galvez of the MCDC podcast, Eric, he may have told me that in a question and answer thing, it was hinted by James Tynan that we may never find out who the first victim was, that that's something that maybe it's supposed to always be out there. Aren't we all the first victim? In in our now. own way, in our own way, Eric. But I, eventually, maybe they'll get back to it. Like an annual, he'll come back. Man, I don't know. Well, but I can't t- find the credits page on this No Justice no, number four. It there. does say on the cover though that Mana pulls on it. It just doesn't okay. look exactly like man, like what we had before. Eh, maybe it, it looks really good though. Okay, thanks. Thanks for that bit of info. Yeah. That's secondhand rumor. Uh, first-hand rumor. First-hand rumor. Uh, this is James Tynan's last issue, so he's gonna have to tie some things up. Uh, the problem is going into the story and what you know what started out when Tim came back with the Tim of Tomorrow, Savior, all this stuff with Brother Eye, Ulysses. There was other things before that that weren't tied up yet. So he's doing this last story and he tries to tie up this last story and kind of leaves a lot of other things. And I talked to some people, Eric, quote unquote, yelled at some people about uh-huh. this. And where there, some people are saying, oh, he tied it up perfectly, 100%, you know, airtight. And there's some things like, I'm like, well, what happened with, you know, even Ulysses in this, but what happened to the idea that the Gotham City Police Department and the mayor pretty much had shut down Batman and said that he's no longer allowed in Gotham in this whole whole theory is nonsense and He's basically together a military force yeah, and, ba- take and, him down. and how by the end can you ever say to me it, with a straight face that jacob kane walks away with nothing there is no way it, really he if avoided you, a court-martial no, if, if you have this he gets court-martialed but they're lenient on him because he helped but he's still court-martialed there is no way that he walks away free also you just end with this with if you think about it the things that batman did in this series with having clayface on his team colony attack whatever gotham's been destroyed seven times over and yet it's just like well Looks like it's time to get a new future. And, and swinging off and everything's supposed to be fine. That doesn't jive with me. And what people say when I'm like, oh, well, what about this? What about that? And they're like, oh, uh, that, that's for the next writers to deal with. I'm like, really? That, that's what you think now? There, there's one thing about putting the toys back in the toy box and this, this series with this Gotham Knights and all these things. It is a weird one to just end with the team there. Now, he's already been taking the team apart. The team has been, you know, pulled apart for, you know, months now. So I don't think so. I, I would have doubted that he'd be like, oh, hey, Gotham Knights, you know, what's going on next? All right. No, we're gonna do this. No, you, you know that you have to get rid of that. And he yeah. does that a bit. But he leaves so many things unanswered to the point where it seems as if this brother eye, Tim of Tomorrow, Savior, Tim Drake, Batman, Gotham Knights story really didn't matter. It really didn't matter at the end because it's so ended like, boom, you snap your finger. It's like fucking silencer. Snaps the finger, now we're, we're done. 
And it just is odd. Plus, I do not know who got a hold of Eddie Barrows and told him or at least described to him uh, what Ulysses looks like because I have no idea who this is in this issue. In he an issue, each issue. In an issue that looks great. But at least for the most part, he seemed like a young kind of chubby kid. Uh, it made sense to me. He kind of reminded me of myself, Eric. And then all of a Weird. sudden, uh, once he got those star tattoos on his forehead, holy moly, he also hit the gym. What does he have and, time for all this? I don't know. He got himself a Well, maybe it's one of those things. Like, we never saw Ulysses without a shirt on or anything like that. Maybe his old haircut just framed his face wrong, made him look chubby. Yeah, but he always had the Batman shirts and things. He always looked chubby. Now, you say to me that at one (laughs) point uh, he says to Tim – Hey, Tim, buddy, you know, you like those, you know, the Brother Eye Nanites? You know, I got some. It's making me look buff. Look at me, baby. Uh, I got a 12-pack here. Because uh, he looks he I, like I, he, I like to think it's just one of those exterior things. They have built a 12-pack uh, on he's top so of great. his lab. He, he's got a, a muscle suit that he's yeah. running around in. <laughs> at the point where he's yelling, Brother I call on Omex. His his neck muscles, I, I don't have that many muscles in my body. I, I mean, I'm telling you, tree trunk neck there. Uh, but yeah, this issue, the, the whole part of what's going to end pretty much this arc is, is nonsense to me. And it really got me, it didn't get me upset because I didn't expect anything different, quite frankly. So I can't say I was upset, but well, it basically it's just, is. Uh, the, idea, the idea, though, where we have the OMAC Tim Drake, yeah. you know, fused with the mind of the Tim Drake of tomorrow with the memories that he has that OMAC has shown, uh, mm-hmm. uh, brother I has shown him, he just keeps telling KK in the last issue, this is me, this Kate. Is me. This is what I want. And this is what until, I wish, yeah. Until it is. Until isn't. we see exactly what went yeah. down. And for some reason, he was all about to turn everybody into an OMAC, possibly murder yes. half the world Thanos style to get his way that he thinks yeah. he should be going for what he's seen. And as yep. soon as he sees that Batman wanted to die and that he didn't want like anybody else to be Batman, no, yeah, no. I don't want this no more. What, yeah, but yeah. You, you've been telling sh- us nonstop. And it shuts This is what down. you want. I know. And, and with that, we had that idea before because you had the brother I, you know, it, he was taking over Tim, but Tim never did use the EYE. And no. we kept saying, maybe this is showing that he's not fully gone, but he was convincing everybody he was, and that never is, uh, you know, brought up. So I can't go by that. But with this, it basically is in a roundabout technological way, love saved the day. The, yeah. the love and, and, and truth and, and, but why? At one point, you had Jacob saying, okay, we gotta get rid of that. And Batman saying, whoa, 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 you can't do that because these guys are gone, but you start funking with things, they're all gonna die. And what basically happens is Tim sees what happens, spoiler goes, she taps into the computer in, in the, uh, in the belfry, which we saw Batman and them and Cassandra. Yeah. They were going there. So well, she taps it in and what she sees is a video of what really happened in the future. So everything is based on this fact is when Tim saw Batman die, this Batman, it's not even this future. It's an alt timeline future, but Somehow. saw Kate, yeah, saw Kate kill Batman. Uh, and that was set up by Ulysses and Brother Eye to show Tim this because this and is not awful. even that. This this is what the Tim of Tomorrow was originally and that's what shown he by saw. Brother but it, Eye. Yeah. yeah, but it also set off this Tim. But the problem is when he saw that, he seemed to go from there 
to go over to Batman. That's when we had one of the better moments recently in this book where he was on the rooftop with Batman saying, you know what? I just wanted to be here with you. You know, I'm sorry. Ship got a little wacky. You know, I, I love you. You know, oh, Tim, man, uh, good to see you. Snap out of it and all that. And then now it's that then the colony attacked because the colony were taken over by Brother Eye. And then all you had was uh, Ulysses going to Tim's mind and seemed to take him over. But now it's all based back on that thing he saw. And it just doesn't jive with me as much as they want it to. It's like they need something to be that focal point to bring Tim out because James Tanya has written this OMAC deal. He's written himself into a corner. So now he's, you know, Amidala that she she died because she was heartbroken. Now Tim breaks out of it because he's discovered the hope again because that wasn't what happened. The thing that he saw, the thing that the future Tim saw was that Kate had gone in. We saw gone in, busted in the cave and killed Batman. What really happened? As we see, spoiler finds it and sends it to Tim, and you know everybody's watching it. Uh, that the brother eye technology and doing that in the future, uh, Bruce got sick; he got cancer from it. Yeah, from and the radioactive he device he used. Uh, I don't know why he wouldn't go and tell Kate this. I, you know, Kate's after him and all that, but she shows up. He's not up. a big talker. You no, know, no, he doesn't really he like hasn't. to give out. Yeah, this it's kind funny of information too because to you'd say like he just wants to suffer himself and not help, but then ask to be killed. She's yeah. Doctor Kavorkian to him now. Well, she but, has no qualms murdering no, folk. He well, knows well, this. Yeah, cool. well, yeah. She goes down to the cave, and this is the problem: is you're this is the reset, and it goes more force later. The reset has to be that Batwoman leaves this book not an asshole, and yeah. as this was set up to go into this, and this well, whole story going to leave this book not well, an asshole. The, the whole story is based on her being an asshole, so it has yeah. to be set. So we see that Batman asked her to die. Now, now, Batman, who thinks of everything, nonsense in this one. But I, I actually really like the dialogue between Kate and Batman here, where she goes down and says, listen, just just run away. Just go off. It, it reminds me of Point Break a little, Eric. Yeah. Just, just go off. Nobody's going to question me. You're Batman. I, I, I'll just say that you slipped out of my fingers here. I'll chase you. We'll meet up in, in Australia next. We'll have a, a drink. You slip away again. We can play we'll this cat and mouse. We'll go surf the tsunami. Yeah, It'll we be can. Great. The tsunami. We're, we're going to surf it. This can go on forever, and this is what it seems like she wants to be. Now, I'll also tell you, it's a weird thing that this Kate of the future there reminds me so much of the the, and it's nothing to do with James Tyne. It reminds me of the Nightwing New Order Kate as well, who is yeah. a real asshole too. But she's there. She wants to help. She's the same and, in a lot of futures. Yeah, yeah. And so Batman's like, no, no, no. It's let's just end it here. This shit's really getting me down. Uh, I've already I'm, recorded I'm in, a message a to the fan. family. I've programmed yeah. Brother Eye to shut down yeah, everything yeah. I have as I, soon I as we're this, done with though. this. This is my problem. This is one of my biggest problems. It's like, all right, I'm going to shut Brother Eye down. You know, shit's gone wrong. This Brother Eye and stuff. And eh. But I'm going to put this message in him. I, You know, why doesn't he give this message to Kate? Why doesn't he say, here's a zip drive. Go give that to my sons, please. I don't well, want them point, to be Batman. At this point in their future, I don't think Brother Eye was a problem at all. It's just that yeah, but it's even Brother then, Eye, why put it like it's, that? It's why? To work. But he has something there. He has a, a woman who can go. It, it just seemed again. It just is a forced way to get Brother Eye to be the bad yeah. guy there. But he does do that. But I do like the idea too, where James Tynan has him say, "Like this Batman thing was for me." 
uh, you know, it was to make me be able to deal with my parents being killed. It's not working for everyone else. And I yeah. don't want it to go forward. I want them to do something different. And that's the big thing of this is that because of this message, brother, I gets it, thinks, you know, goes all, you know, sentient and like, fuck this. I still want my war on crime. Exactly. Delete that message and activate him fully. Uh, and with that though, that causes all the other Robins pretty much to die eventually or get maimed like Jason the and for Tim to, to become, become Batman. Batman. This is the worst thing. Batman, yeah, yeah, this is the worst thing. And, and that's very well done. I, I think that's really well done the way he sets that up. But then we just see that basically Tim sees this and just re- – what is he – how does he get the brother I tech nano – how does that get them out of his system? They, they make it seem like, oh, no, message not received well. Oh, no, emotions nah, nah, does not compute. He becomes Tim again. There's no explanation of how it could possibly happen. It was spelled out that there was nanites in him causing him to OMAC out. But now he's just like, oh, I see the, the real Well, that's truth. the thing. It seems like he was the one who was actually responsible for it. So like he said, this is me. This is what I want. Yeah. He seemed to have full control over everything. And yeah, with that. Yeah, but the that, weird thing, though, is when it did happen at first, he didn't want it. At first, no. he was, ah, like, oh, the nanites there. And there was people. The OMACs were activated, OMAC activated before him. Uh, because he saw those guys get into that, and then that's yeah. when he – so it just – all of a sudden, because of him now, you do have a little bit of a you know back and forth between Steph where she just says, I can get rid of all the blocks. It's up to you. And I guess that just means that she has knocked down the firewall, and if he wants to shut it out, full control to him to shut down the brother ideal, it's just so forced in there that he basically then shuts it down because all the other guys, Luke, Asriel, all those colony agents who were OMAC'd, they just are normal now. And like, oh, mm-hmm. my goodness, I get a headache. What happened? Oh, thank oh, God goodness. I'm not an OMAC anymore. Yeah, and, that was and, not and a good look you, for me. Yeah, and in that you also had Cassandra fighting with Batman, and you had you know Batman finally. He he has at least learned his lesson to at least claim that he cares about her <laughs> after not even giving her a place to live. What are you doing, Cass? I care so much about you. I, I want to say so you don't kill me later. And, you know, it's it's fine. It's nice where Cass is like, I saw future, not supposed to be bad. You know, I'm one of the bats i fight with you and then you just have tim saying all right let's tear this bitch down let's get rid of this belfry i'll let everybody get out but boy i'm gonna tumble this bitch to the ground give me a hug kate and they hug and yeah and that's it that's that that arc ends like that with behind you seeing the belfry on omac uh does that mean that ulysses died has he now killed ulysses that's the thing is all we see with that is stephanie brown punch ulysses in the face and I'm guessing she took him away, I, but I don't we know. never see anything else with Ulysses yeah. or even Brother Eye besides the fact Luke Fox, he's done with being Batman, but he's going to keep looking at yeah. this whole Brother Eye thing. Yeah, because you go, you go three weeks later, and there you have Batman and Kate. They're talking, and this is just a setup that in the future – you can have a Batwoman, and Bruce yeah. won't be mad. You have to do that. That's a reset. This is a victory lap now. Azrael can go off to space if he wants yeah. for some reason. And, and like, what's Luke Fox doing? Oh, Luke, uh, he hung up the Batwing thing, but he's going to check into that Brother Eye, see what's going on with that. The problem is, that's where people are like, oh, see, he did put Brother Eye back in the toy box. So I'm like, no, no, the concept that Brother Eye has arrived in this. From the you future. Know, from the future and arrived in, in what, is what Brother Eye does to the future of this universe 
It's crazy to think that somehow when everything happened that their minds weren't wiped because now they know it. There's no way. The only thing that I would have liked a little bit better is when Bruce and Tim are talking like, brother, I am I right? Like crazy. Yeah, I know. You know what? I've been thinking. Well, let's start looking at that, brother. I th- I think that we can fix it and make it better in the future. I'm telling you, and then you're like, okay, it's a terrible thing. But in order for our future to go, because we were told after Future Zen that you know the Batman Beyond book, which we're still dealing with, yeah. was the future of our current continuity, where Brother I would become sentient and attack the world. We can't have that now because this Brother Eye thing has come back in time, and Bruce Wayne will never create Brother Eye yeah, then because of Yeah, and that's why I thought maybe you would end with a little like, boy, that Brother Eye, we're never going to deal with that, right? And they're like, well, you know, I, I have some ideas. I think that I can lasso it in a little. And then, like then you realize – all these different continuities, the Brother Eye thing has never worked out, and Bruce Wayne just no. keeps creating and, all these different continuities. But, with, but with that, you can make it a clever way that in this reality, because that was an alt-timeline – this reality, there never would have been a – but it doesn't make sense because there's a Batman Beyond book. Exactly. That, that's what I'm ends up crazy. Anything, but it's like almost like a self-fulfilling sy- prophecy. I wish there was some kind of synergy. I, it would ruin a lot of people's fun. And like actually, I don't think anybody cares about the Brother Eye invasion no, and Batman Beyond anymore. it's just me anymore, and you and Mark. Exactly because we, we don't deal with it in the book anymore. No. It's been a long time since yeah, everything no. mentioned. But now you could have had a shift in the book where things could have been more aligned with – you know a diff- you could actually take I, it I agree. because you wouldn't be you know freaking uh, – uh, like saddled with saddled the whole idea that I yeah. have to have this whole brother eye thing. We can have the whole world back. We can do whatever we want because we don't have this goddamn terrible tragedy to start the book yeah. out. Pretty much handicap whatever we want to do. Yeah, I, I think that he's going with the idea that, well, you know, the future is kind of set and we can't change it, whatever. Uh, it just, it, it's odd, but. Uh, there's something. Time travel. Some, yeah, We've been some, doing it so much in I the know. last two years. I hate it too. I actually used to like it because uh, I'm a dummy. And, and it when it happened, fun. well, when it happened, I would never think about it. I'm telling you, I watched Back to the Future a trillion times. When, when they start fading in that photo, I'm like, boy, that's so cool. Like, oh my goodness, Michael J., you better get moving now. Stop playing that guitar, buddy. Uh, I'm and, just thinking and, to myself, I know he was the last born son, but isn't because he's the last born, shouldn't he have faded first? See, now, you, now you're screwing with me. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I used this, you have screwed me. You're you're like brother I coming back and messing with me because before I just went with it. I, I watched Time Cop and I thought that was a good movie. <laughs> time Cop. <laughs> time Bandits. I'm telling you, anything with time travel, I always had fun with it because I didn't think it through. I just be like, whatever. I don't care. Bill and Ted, yes. Yes, please, I'd say. And now I'm sitting there nitpicking nonsense because of you. Uh, but there's some nonsense that I will nitpick right now. And I thought, this is where I'm reading this. And I'm like, okay. You mentioned Brother Eye in a throwaway line. So basically, Tynan, you have used – I don't – if people don't agree, then they don't agree. Brother Eye is humongous. Brother yeah. Eye isn't big. Brother Eye's humongous. You have just used it as a prop. That's all you did. You used it as a way to get a people under control. Basically, it was a mind control device to you because you Might got rid of it. You got rid of it with one little line about somebody no. looking into it. 
So I'm mad. So right there, I'm like, really? That's how you ended it? Ah, but ah, okay. You have Kate going off with her dad. You got, you know, the religion of crime. Oh, my goodness. Well, I hope a call I'm, back to her, though, because yeah. that's what Black Alice got involved with. Yeah, no, I'm telling I mean, you. I mean, Red Alice, not I'm Black Alice. I'm telling you, when we, when we have all this going on, like, I don't know where they're going to deal with anything with her anymore because her book's canceled now that she doesn't yeah, seem to be is, in this. I don't care. I never want to see it. Yeah. It just makes sense with the character to yeah, go off well, and do that. I okay, mean, good. It's just funny. But then you get cast. She goes over to the Tompkins Free Clinic, not the sanctuary yet, Eric, the Tompkins Free Clinic, where she's going to work out her problems. And it seems more of not problems, more of a let's let you get a regular girl's life. Yeah. Teach you whatever. Teach you how to socialize a bit. Somehow Barbara, she's got a lot of free time. <laughs> Barbara she, Gordon is at she's the... She's a goddamn millionaire with Gordon Clay energy. Yeah, Why, no or she is she? Time? We never know. I don't know. But she goes over and Barbara's all excited and she's uh, Cass is excited. Oh, Batgirl. It ties into the idea that Cass even saw that she was a Batgirl in the future of that alt timeline or, or part of the alt timeline. That's fine. And uh, so she goes and Barbara's like, all right, we're going to get into this. Uh, we're going to do some Shakespeare Obviously, you have done some research, Barbara, but you don't really know what Cass is all about because she knows all that. She starts Nobody knows anything the about Tempest. Cass. I know. She starts reciting the Tempest like I would, Eric, with one hand up and the other on my chest. That's how I do half the podcast. That's how I imagine Zach yeah. so the half the stuff he does. Uh, I do that. I, that's me. I'm like, Eric, this is now Justice League. Uh, <laughs> and then I get furious because they're talking. Did I do good? Yeah, you did. And I, I actually really like the thing where Barbara says, too, that, hey, um, I've been told that you're really good reading. You just can't verbalize. And that's the most important thing here to me with Cass. And I'm glad he did that because I'm afraid that a lot of people take Cass as a dumb character. Like, oh, look at that dummy. She's not. She just never no. learned to really talk because her dad didn't want her to. Her dad just wanted her to kill. Weapon. Yeah, just a weapon. Weapons don't need to talk. And I really like that. And uh, neither do children. No, that's how they should be. What, they're weapons? Yeah, you know it. Uh, but then out of nowhere – you uh. see a guy's looking and coming in, crying, and then puts a note on, and it's Basil Carlo. And, and the worst part is, is he uses Clayface ability to put the note on the door. First off, she's going to see this, and it's going to say, hey, Cass, look at me. Yeah, I'm sure the note will explain who it is. The problem is... If you're going to go forward, you don't need Basil Carlo back. No. You, you can still have Clayface without him. So anybody who's there, well, Jim and Eric, they, they want a Clayface. You can have Clayface without him. You know you what can you can have, also have? Was, I'm saying there were so many Clayfaces in the yeah. old continuity that just moved on after Basil. Hell, I, I keep saying the whole thing. When we finally catch up to Doomsday Clock, whether it's ne- like you know next year or 2025, whatever. Clay Mama. Done, That's her name. We, ha- we have Lady Clayface Lady in Clayface. that timeline right there in the future. Yeah. So. We have stuff going on that we yeah. can deal with Clayface. It doesn't have to be Basil. So, and, you and could here, have made that death important. No, no, here's the deal. That's the thing. It really takes away that death. That is the emotional center of this entire series. This that, entire that, that series. Also, oh, it's more important because Tim Drake's death seemed to be something that was forced in from other books. I this Clayface deal. At the end of that issue. Yeah, yeah. And basically by the this whole arc that just got resolved – was put into place because Clayface was killed. So there, there is Dr. October. Ha, you know what's pretty funny there, Basil? Me and you hanging out in Monster City. Look at the city. It's burning down because they think you're dead. But let's not tell them. Happy. Let, let's see how this works out. But the thing is, so you're, you're in agreement with me. You don't need Basil to have a Clayface, correct? Correct. You know what else? You don't need a Clayface to have a Basil. 
You could have had this be Basil come back that somehow it's wrapped around that he was saved by Dr. October because what ended up dying was the clay face part somehow. I know anyway, you're still going to have to figure it out somehow. Why couldn't it just be Basil Carlo that is no longer clay face? That's the thing is, too. Did the goddamn injection cure work overall? That's what I'm saying. You don't see, but him he's pre- not like because he uses clay face ability. I'm saying though, you don't see him presenting no. with a bracelet here or anything. So, how am I supposed to be f- feel about? I don't know. Where this character stands for everything we dealt yeah, with. Now, now that he you can just do a zoop clay face deal. That is such a progression of what we left with him. Not even just being dead, but then he goes to Doctor October. Hey. You ready now, Victoria? Let's get the hell out of the city before I change my mind. I'm like, well, what's going on? You're you're supposed to be still in Monster City. Batman has has talked to you about this, and you've been doing research and things. He's just going to show up. She's gone. You got big monsters there. Like she's in charge of this government installation. She's just done. She's done, Eric. Now I'm telling you, I want to find out what would no bounds, Jim. The the heart does not relate to a nine to five. It does not. A heart does not get to go to a time clock and punch in and out, Eric. I don't know if you realize this. A heart works overtime. It works overtime. And now I I guess that what they're doing, and this is I I don't know if it really spells it out. They're heading out to meet up with Lauren and Cameron Chase to join in the with the Chase to move. Of all time. <laughs> now that we have four people in Clayface, it. Clayface, Dr. October, this is Cameron where Chase, I mean, yes. Lauren This is what werewolf. I was talking about earlier where you have Amazing. a book. You have to, you know, you, you think that you have to put your things, your, your eggs back in the basket. You got to put your toys back in the toy box. You, you don't. You don't have to do them all. This thing with Clayface, if later on, three years from now, a writer wanted to use Clayface and for some reason wanted to use Basil Carlo Clayface, uh, they could, you know, figure that out then. This is something yeah. that was, like I said, it, it to was me, it was the emotion. what we had going on. You just took it all away by showing yeah. this one-page thing. Yeah, yeah. You did that. I, I'm telling you, even if it was just Basil without Clayface ability there, and she's like, are you sure you want to do this? You know, we still have a couple treatments. I don't know. I don't know how I would write it. But don't it do just, it. Out of nowhere, don't do it. And it, it just – why? You, you don't have to do that. And people are like, oh, man, that really tied that up. No, tie no. me up. Tie me up to the fan. Call me Michael Swept Hutchins. It under the rug Eric. is what it did. <laughs> Ruin in excess with me. Ah, then you go. Yeah, just it just dark, basically. Yeah. And, and, and with that also, I think that there's another thing behind this that I told you that somehow, even though nobody knows in this book, Somehow, it may be that Tynan didn't want this book to end with Kate being a murderer and, and killing Clayface, but who they don't know that. They still look at her like that. I don't care and, what you, know, you say. It's a Clayface. You can't it's a murder member a Clayface. Of a it's a monster. It's the Clayfaces. Uh, then you do end. You end the, the issue with Bruce going, and there is Tim going off to Ivy University, Eric. Wink, Our wink, because all grown up. he is not going to Ivy University, and Bruce knows right away and says, and they're kind of hugging. detective. Yeah, and uh, it's funny too. It's like normal detective work for Bruce. He just knows. We don't know why or how. I'm telling you, on top of everything else, the whole thing where they're packing and like Tim's trying to fit everything in the trunk of his car. He's like, man, I should have called Raven up to have her make this thing three feet bigger with her magic. I'm like, no, you should have just called Raven and the rest of the Teen Titans up because we have never talked about you coming back ever since with the Teen Titans. We had one cliffhanger where you were watching the Teen Titans on a bat monitor, but besides that, we have had no like connection to him with the nah. Teen Titans at all and what that ramification yeah, meant yeah, of him being alive, dead, whatever. 
Never maybe dealt should, with it. Maybe you shouldn't pack so much. You're going to Ivy University, buddy. You need you need a couple fucking grunge posters and a skateboard. That's what yeah, I went with, Eric. It's 2018, Jim. <laughs> oh, is it? It's not 91 again? Oh, no. God. Okay. What you have to do is – What you, grunge you, posters okay. did you have? I had uh, none. I, I, yeah. I wasn't a guy with posters, Eric. Actually, no. uh, what I had were grungy posters of uh, Run DMC <laughs> from before. No, uh, so you're saying 2018. Okay. What you have to go with Ivy University is the idea that everything you say is right and a Twitter account and then an anonymous Twitter account to agree with yourself and argue with other people. There you go. And really what you got to do is leave all your stuff behind in the manor. When you get there, you obviously have Bruce Wayne's credit card. Yes. You get all the stuff you need yeah, there. Really. Uh, did I say dorm? There's no way. He's living off campus with a butler. He's just there. It's like, and plus, he actually, he's going off pretty much what I need next is the continuation of this. It's back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. He's hiring people to go off to his classes while he has parties and then possibly says, you know, come and see me when you don't have class. She's straightening out my Longfellow. All of those, Eric, they'll really fit. Sam Kennison is doing history. Oh, my goodness. That's what I want to say. But, yeah, he's not He's uh, He's not going to Ivy University. What he seems to be going, really what I think, he's yeah, now meeting. Actually, we went a long way there for this joke when he's not even going to Ivy University. Yeah, well, at the end. Really, because he, he, I think what he's doing, it's it's kind of up in the air, but I think he's going to meet Laurent and Cameron Chase, now Basil and Greatest Dr. October. Now it's even better. Uh, no, Spoiler, he, Red Robin. He is going off to figure out these diverging timelines he kind of where is he going with this you know oh let's go to the grand canyon i I think that's gonna jog my memory like wouldn't you go to maybe ivy university and where there are mines and computers and things why why not just go there and do that there he's going on a road trip to maybe figure out diverging timelines because he's got questions and it, it just is kind of goofy to me. Uh, and he's going and he goes That's off. The thing is, it's funny you bring that up because I'm looking at it again now. For some reason, I even just went beyond, like, past that whole explanation of it. I just go on a road yeah. trip. I can understand yeah. that. Yeah. Diverging no. Down. That's nonsense. Yeah, he's going on a road trip. It might trip. as well end the same way the new 52 Batman Beyond end where he's just driving down the road. Just, and he disappears. Gotham City goes, he disappears. He disappears. He's like, okay, Cass, you know, uh, you. And also, she's like, what? We? Yeah, you're in the car. You're in the with car. Me. We're leaving now. You're not driving. You're not dropping me you off. You accepted the Ivy University. Like, what is this? Is she throwing this out? Is this like a, a thing that you're? I'm kidnapped you or something now? Get out! Get out of the car now! I, I don't trust you. You're crazy. You're boring. Get you're out! Boring. It's so weird that she's like, he's there, and they're going off together. And you know what? We're, we're gonna go into. And also, she says. Did he figure it out? And he goes, yeah, you know, he's Bruce. He knows these things. Also, but- <laughs> the thing is, we I think she's saying we like she did not agree to this because she this still has an apartment she needs to I take care of. I just don't understand, though. She knows the plan. She has to Bruce know it. And she's like, we. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got some other ladies in the back seat. Like, what is this? Like, she thinks there's seven people now. She, actually, I got to go meet. We're meeting Laurent and Karen Chase and Basil. It's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And then he's like, you know what? I want you to go on this road trip with me so we can figure out time travel and alternate timelines. Do you want to go, baby? Yeah. Yeah, yeah where, I do. Where are you going? 
And what is, is this like, instead of girls gone wild, it's guys figure out timelines? Well, what is he doing? I, I don't like that video. It's not good. He's not going. I've people. made a couple of those videos. Nobody <laughs> likes them. <laughs> guys figure out. It's such an exciting <laughs> one. But, you know, you're there. In the middle, you take off your shirt and go, huh, these timelines are really screwed up. These timelines are getting really hot. I don't understand it. It's like, and really, he already saw the timeline. She showed him. You had the AI. You could have downloaded it. I'm going to figure this out. Uh, tell me again what it looked like when I was in the future. Well, you were older. You were kind of sexy. All right. I don't know what they're doing. It doesn't make any sense. We're getting Tim out of the goddamn books. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Uh, but yeah, then you have Batman. And Alfred, you know, is Alfred now, uh, you know, the uh, 1984 fucking big brother? He's tracking everyone. It seems like Batman was tra- – but I don't think he was because he says to shut up. There's Alfred like, huh, they just left. They're, they're going the wrong way, sir. Yeah, I know, Alfred. Yeah, but th- that's not where Ivy University is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, know. I know, Alfred. And, and I have this – Shut down the tracking device. I, I have this, uh, this cam, and it's right on Stephanie. Uh, now, Alfred, you're going way too far. Alfred, Alfred. Back off, Alfred. Listen, listen, Alfred. Stop it. And yeah, he says to turn it off. And it's almost like a let it let him roll. Let him go, boys. And uh, they go off into the sunset in what looks to be a real shitty car. So I'll give him that to you. Look at that car. That's not a Wayne car. The Waynes don't follow Eric. And uh, so they go off because he's a Drake. He's never going to be a Wayne. Uh, and then Batman's just like, all right, up. Uh, the signal just went on, and, and suddenly, because I'm on a rooftop, I really have to look into this. It's lightning out again. I think that there's a connection. And what are these Not only that. Do? Not only that. He's like, Alfred's talking, this whole project, it did make an impact, didn't it, sir? Perhaps next time you'll start an entire school for young vigilantes. No. Not yet. Oh, yet, sir. You can't possibly consider. <laughs> oh, it's I have so to weird. go, Alfred. Uh, it's, it, it, like, that's, the here's, that's, that's the other thing, too. It's like if me you saying, you know what, Eric? I'm like, I like this. Like, hey, Eric, uh, you know, this podcast is working out. Uh, maybe we should make like three others. And you're like, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> why, why are you having this stupid conversation? Huh, the bad like, signal's up. I know that is, the mayor's after me. He considers this like Alfred, in my mind, the worst thing that Batman's ever done. If you go back a couple of months where Alfred was training all those Robins yeah. like oh, yeah. on the slide. He's throwing shade. Well, Got fucking shoulder pads killed. Eric, seriously, wouldn't you do that? You're really you're trying to get him to one-up you on awfulness, so you're going to bring up this shit. So the next time he's like, you know, Alfred, that Troy guy died. Yeah, but what about Clayface, you son of a bitch? What about all that OMAC nonsense? Now they're even. They're even, but uh, it ends with Batman swinging off into the night. Or day, I guess it's night. night. It's very lit there, but uh, he's swinging off uh, to go answer the signal because Gordon said, and he's like, hey, call Gordon ahead. Uh, tell him everything will be fine. I'm like, and why is it fine? Because Gordon seemed like he was done with you, and the mayor was declaring martial law against bats. And now all of a sudden you're fine because what? Because you destroyed that city? He shut down the military program. Yeah, but they he didn't – Jacob didn't get in trouble, so who's to blame? I'm telling you, it's nonsense. No, I'm just saying the whole idea that Batman was putting together this military force, which was the Gotham Knights, they weren't cool with that. But they don't know that. How do they know that? He's going to go tell Gordon right now. Everything's going to be all right. He told him. Yeah, yeah, he's going to go and like, it's okay. (laughs) Uh, Shut that. These kids aren't helping me, and really the trillions of damage I've done, that's all said and done. Chalk it up as a loss. 
Because, yeah, it's nonsense. But you got to reset the deal. But there's better ways to reset. And the better way is just to end your fucking run by answering the questions that were laid out and kind of having the things. You don't need more nonsense. And this is all nonsense. You have Tim going off to, to timeline travel road trip. It doesn't even make sense. But there you go. There you go, Eric. I gave it a 6.8. I do like the art except for Ulysses. Uh, he looked terrible, but other than yes. that, it looked great. But he's uh, looked terrible for a long time. Yeah, but he looked terrible in a dumpy way, and then this just – this was the worst. Like, here's well, no, the thing. He, then he started looking terrible in an old Asian man well, I'm way. I'm saying he looked the best here, but it was the most uh, against everything. Even the old Asian man seemed to be a progression from the young dumpy kid. It seemed like at least I knew. At one point, he came up on the screen. And I'm like, what, what the hell happened? I told you I thought that they just went uh, to the Thunderdome. <laughs> I, I didn't know what happened. Luckily, he had those tattoos uh, where he got those. Nobody you knows. You mean to tell me Tim Drake can't even take a shower with a beautiful <laughs> woman without wearing his jeans? Yes, that's what <laughs> I <mean. laughs> There you go. Uh, what would you give it? I would give it a 6.3 out of 10 because why? Uh-huh. Well, I really did enjoy the art. And so I'm an Eddie Barrows fan. I love yeah. him when he's on this book. Besides for when Tim yells no and seems like he's getting electrocuted, that looked terrible to me. But besides that, spot on for the art. But this conclusion of James Tynan's run just felt really forced to get to this yeah. last issue and be done without really tying up anything and taking away any of the emotional impact that he had set up previously. Yeah, and, and you know, you have all this thing, and it is a weird deal where you end now, and I know we have a ways away uh, for the big issues coming up. Uh, what I'm meaning is like the thousandth issue. Okay. Uh, but why didn't you – right now we have a, a two-issue, I believe, a two-issue uh, little mini-arc that's yeah. going to go because Brian Hill, uh, you know, obviously to me, they just sprung it on him that Tynan was leaving. I don't know if it's one of those where Tynan, when he got the Just League Dark, said, hey, I, I'm not going to have enough time to do that and this. Uh, so I'm going to have to drop this or they just wanted him off. But it seems like you could have had two more issues now because Brian Hill obviously was not ready to jump on right away. Yeah, they were probably hoping he was well, going to be. I don't know what James Tyler would have done. It well, this is what I'm saying, though. Story. But this is what happened is, like, maybe you could end this and then have a two-issue arc where you do tie some things up, like a first victim, or you could even have a little deal. I don't know. I heard a first-hand rumor, Jim. I, I did, too. never going to find out. I did, too. He said that at a convention Actually, this well, weekend. I think what I heard, it's a second-hand rumor now. It might be third now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You have three hands. Uh, but, yeah, and that's the the end of the first section of books a lot longer than i thought we were going to go eric i said to you beforehand i think that we're going to get through this first section of books in six minutes i said that was not true and i didn't say that because i didn't think so but here we go eric we're going to go off to some mail yo it's mail call it's mail with jim plan here we are at mail section number one aftermath aftermath the first mail section of the night and if you want to be involved in all of the mail you can email us at weird science dc comics at gmail.com 
just like our first male section uh, fellows here. We have two fellows, first-time males here. And it's Ooh. Jayville Ricky who starts it off, and he says, I'm oh, still pretty. Oh, Jayville Ricky. Jayville Ricky. What, what do you think Jayville stands for? Jacksonville? Jacksonville. Does it have to be? Does it have to be? It can't be Johnnyville? Johnnyville, Ohio. Where's Johnnyville at? Ohio. Everybody knows that. Oh. I'm still pretty new to the podcast, so I don't know if this has been covered. But I'm going to ask anyway, and that is AXE, so I like that. What do you guys think of DC Comics-based TV shows? And then he says, before you answer, Eric, he says, I kept up with Arrow for the first two seasons until it kept missing the mark. It wasn't a bullseye, was it, Eric? Mm-hmm. At which point, I gave up on it. Flash has been consistently fast-paced and entertaining for the most part, although the episodes go by in the blink of an Supergirl I like a lot, even though it gets a little too CW for my taste from time to time. He didn't make a Supergirl pun there. It flies by there, and it's over in a a shake of a cape. Uh, Having said that, at the end Uh. of each fun episode, I never feel like I've been Krypton. Eric, do you see what I did there? <laughs> anyway, yeah, Eric's there and he's figuring it out. He I, I sit there, he's, he's there shaking. What is he talking about? Anyway, just interested in your opinions of these shows. And uh, with that, before we go on with his mail, um, we talked about it a little. And I, he did uh, email us this last week, but it came in on Sunday, so we had already recorded. And in the meantime, I think it was Swanee brought up some of the shows and things yeah. like that. And I started yelling that I don't have time or, or be able to watch them at all. Um, but it's not just that. I'm just not that interested in them. Eric knows, number one, to get me watch an, an hour-long show is crazy. I I cannot do that. I cannot focus that long. And I just end up doing other things. I need a half hour with 22 minutes there uh, on yeah. the stick, and then I'm done. And I like it, like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine, my favorite right. show. Uh, but with that, too, I did watch the first, uh, the first, I think, season and a half of Arrow, and you weren't watching it. And I used to come into work and say, you know, I'm watching Arrow. It's pretty good. Tanya wanted to watch it. I ended up, I think I finished the second season when it eventually got on Netflix. And by the end of that, I was done. They just haven't been able to grab me. Um, I think it with these superhero things, and it goes like, you know, uh, Batman Beyond Mark. He wants me to watch Batman the Animated Series. He wants me to watch, uh, say, the Batman Beyond cartoon. Right. And I think that the concept of the superhero stuff, I, I can't take it in long, drawn-out doses, it seems. I already get that with the comics. So to actually then keep up with these shows, I, I just can't seem to do it. But before you tell us your history, Eric, you were telling me about Krypton, which you didn't watch the whole season. Season, but you right. watch the finale, and boy, what you were telling me has me really, really interested. Pretty and cool, almost, huh? Yeah, almost like I want to go and watch the whole thing, though I know that will probably never happen. But what about you and the shows? I'm telling you, I was all on board when I first came out, but over the years, I've you know kind of gotten burned out by them a bit. Like, I'll go back if I have nothing else to watch, and I'll keep up on Flash. Like, I think I watched most of the episodes of Flash this season. Give it up on Green Arrow, and I think I might still watch, like, all if not... Most, if not all, of the Legend of Tomorrow, but I don't like Supergirl. No, Black Lightning, yeah. I, I it was cool at first, and like it's just the overexposure of everything that we have right now. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna watch something else that's not superhero related. Well, and you say that, um, but when the Marvel shows come on Netflix and you're able to watch them all in a row, you tend to do what most oh, I marathon people do. The you marathon them and then you're done. And it's yeah. one of those that maybe it's not the amount of shows; it's that. 
if you have to wait for them, eventually you do get burned out, and then you just don't keep up with them because every time yeah. a new Netflix one's, you're already done. By the time that weekend's over, when they drop on a Friday, say weekend. But, no, but I'm saying, yeah. Well, by the time I talk to you, you're already done them. So, and if those I'm not are just done that same. by Saturday afternoon, I'm upset with myself. Yeah. So, but that shows you that maybe number one, those are usually how many episodes. I don't know. I actually like, have no idea. Off the aren't top they of like six, ten uh, 12, or twelve? Uh, yeah, 12, they're not 16, that many. Like that. I, I think know. it's more towards ten or twelve. And it's not, you know, the twenty-three or whatever. It's not. You don't have that break or something. So if they are available to you, plus I think you like those better, the Marvel ones, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess that that little bit of shows that right, you can't really, you know, pat them out that much because you have that. Maybe that's it. I and even know. Krypton, I thought Krypton was really cool. I think I was kind of like I forgot about it fell off it by the fourth episode maybe fifth i, I saw that the like season 10 was uh i'm in season 10 episode 10 was out this week i'm like i'll check this out then halfway through i realized i think this might be the season finale yeah. and it's really cool and i'm looking like say daredevil that was 13 episodes i'm looking right. now season one uh, daredevil 13 so uh, maybe it's one of those two that you can just watch them you get done and it's not extent. Like I said, there's no breaks. You can watch them all at once yeah. and things. Maybe that's what keeps your interest. And the others, you're just like, I, I think that in general, I like it's, marathon it, and things. it's a shame though, too, because that just leads hand in hand to what everybody says. Like people just, they don't consume media the same way. And people's attention spans are eventually going to be like mine. They're none. They're, they're not going to have one, uh, because of the way things are nowadays. But he continues, just wanted to run this by you. Marvel has the famous battle cry, make mine Marvel. And you say that a lot, Eric. You, you tell me that. Uh, for DC, how about digest DC daily? Do you like that? Digest I, I, DC daily. I don't like daily. the word digest. It doesn't oh, digest. Right in my mind. I like it. He says, huh? Is that cool or what? If you decide to use that on your next podcast, I'll make a good deal on the rights. Keep up the good work, fellas, or great work. Fellas, and until next time, digest DC Daily. He says, "Damn it, it sounded even better the second time." I thought you said digest. I'm like, digest. Getting off here. Digest and do it daily is what I said. Hear me, Jim? Oh my goodness! Oh my, is she there right now? Yeah. Go say, Jim just said digest. He he is very angry at you, Jeff. That you want another reason for her to hate I want her to become a star again. What do you mean another reason? Boy, you just opened <laughs> up a window that I didn't think needed open. By the way, Tanya hates your guts. You know I that. know. You tell yeah. me all the time. I don't know. It seems to be wrapping around to the thing that now she likes you and hates me. Like I'm uh, the one. I'm time. the one who's just made your life miserable, not the other way around. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, though every time at lunch I come home for lunch and I'm like, ah, you know, oh, how's work? That's yeah, okay. Eric didn't show again, did he? <laughs> she said, it doesn't matter. This could be Sunday. I come home from uh, the grocery shop and it was okay. <laughs> Eric didn't show, did he? No, he didn't. And he says, gave me goosebumps all the way down the, to my taint. And then he says, peace, J. Bill Ricky. And that is digest DC daily. I said, that's the triple D. Triple D. But there you go. Thank you, Ricky. And Ricky, Thank in, you, Ricky. The, in the meantime, Eric, a new patron. So we appreciate Ooh, him. And, awesome. and just because of that, I love Digest DC Daily. And the next one is D Brown. And D Brown says, hello, Jim, Eric, and everyone at the Get Fresh Crew. Poop, 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 poop. Eric Shea, I have to give you some. This is going to be very heavy. Poop. 
poop. On the sound effects, he is oh. going to ask for a lot of sound effects here. So I'm going to turn Steve up Brown's the Brown's got really needy here. I'm going to turn up the lights. This is first time Emo. He's allowed to do that. He says, uh, first time writer, long time addict. I'd always wanted to nice. voice my opinion. I'm right into the Weird Science DC Comics podcast and the Get Fresh Crow. Boop, poop, boop. poop again, Eric. Poop. <laughs> so so emotional that robot is, and wouldn't you know it? My first email to you guys sounds more like it should be part of the rant and rave line. I have a lot of things to get off my chest, is what he says, Eric. What do you think of that? He has a lot of things to get off his chest. All right, Patty. I set you uh, up, Eric. He wanted that. First of all, one of my favorite features with the DC Comics Review Podcast, come from courtesy of you boys at the Jet Set Group. Was the Tom King Batman reviews? Oh my goodness, Eric! He loved the way that you talked about that Tom King Batman. Okay. I always look forward to any episode that I knew would feature you guys having to talk about King's fictitious Catworld canon Batman book. Like you and many others of the Fresh Start crew, beep boom, and what he wants there is Eric Fresh Start. I still don't have that. I have serious frustration with King on this book and DC's continued intentions to keep King on as well. After issue 50, Eric, all the way to 100, baby. That's what I say. 50 more issues. I start chanting it on the streets. That's what I do. But what do I have to hear some episodes ago, but that because some people are too lazy, I, I, again, I'm going to add my own sounds as well. Boom, Eric. Too lazy, too petty, Lori Petty. To just Ew. skip the damn section, Tom Petty, Richard Petty, uh, it had been removed from the main podcast. I'm out of petties. Uh, because they are people who complain that, oh, you guys complain about the same book. It's gotten old. Some of us like the book or just don't want to hear the same old, same old. Would it really have killed you all to just skip the, over the review? <laughs> I think it would have been easy enough. There are goddamn time stamps for. Are there? Are there time stamps, Eric? I know there, there are. Should be. Because that's the worst. That 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 time stamping nonsense. It ends up taking up so much of my time. If I just was able to just throw it out there, you see, when we have one or two, you know, books, and I don't have to do time stamps, I can legitimately. We could get done a podcast at nine fifteen by nine eighteen. That bitch is. is oh, it's up. Out. It's out. I am. I have become a and wizard gone. that way. Yes. <laughs> really. I'll have what she ordered. But with that, if I have to do timestamps, it takes me all day. I don't want what she ordered. Take it back. Please. Timestamps provided for each chapter of the episode. One tap, and you can skip over the Tom King reviews. For fuck's sakes, you guys even moved it to the very end of the episode. We did. Now, it's funny. We've only skipped two, uh, two of the, the Batmans, right? Yeah. The Batmans. I actually forgot until I read this that we had put it to the end and then it reminded me. I'm like, that was oh, our shit, stand. Did. Yeah, that was our stand. All right. We really took a stand. Now, if the last 12 minutes of a bloody 12 hour podcast and really, I don't know what reviews you're talking about. Eric, long winded Shay over there. Those things last 45 minutes. Aren't to your liking hit end. And then if you hit end, you don't hear Eric with his his breathy, uh, you know, outgoing, what do you call it, outro. You don't hear that. Uh, so, yeah, but, yeah, really, uh, I think that the last Patreon Tom King thing we did uh, last week, the end of the booster story, it ended up, I think, being like 50, maybe like 40 minutes, I think it was. Yeah. I actually, uh, I think the first time we did it was even longer, but this one was about 40 minutes. Tom King's Batman run has been a source of discord for me as a fan of the characters Batman and Catwoman. I've not enjoyed an issue of his Batman since Rooftops with the, she stole the night, Eric. With oh, the God. art before that two-parter 
being meh, and everything since jokes and riddles being garbage. Myself, you, and the fresh pet food, poop, 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 should be free to express our frustrations over consistently bad books. Why is the Tom King's Batman horse the one dead horse? We have to compromise. He shot it. Well, they are she did. Well, the other dead horses that everyone bitches on about, the Doomsday Clock, Delays, Bendis on Superman, etc., are free to be bludgeoned on. It's because Tom King has a certain kind of fan. It really is. that A fanatic. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Maybe an apostle, maybe. Uh, if certain fans of the show and the get fast food poop poop are tired of hearing you both bitch about King every month, then I'm livid over how bad King's Batman is every month. So are we. The reviews you guys provided made me feel like I was in double A uh, or AA double A, getting support I needed to wade through this shit book and preserve my interest in the characters King continued as the butcher. So you'd go up, you know, uh, I was a Tom King fan. I don't know. How do you go to AA and do that? I am no longer reading Batman since this. If his run on Batman isn't entertaining me, then at least the fury and rage I got to hear from Jim and Eric did. Oh, well, because crybabies have to have their way. I guess it's time I start donating my broke-ass sum dollars to the Patreon of Oof. Jim and Eric, to the two Wong Fu. I go poop-poop. Like Too hard, boo. Thanks for everything, Julie Thanks Newmar. For, exactly. Poop, Thanks poop. for everything, Julie Newmar. And then poop, poop. This is good. Now, let's try to change gears with this email. And really, uh, I would love it if you join the Patreon. Don't just join it just because of the Batman. We have some other things that I think are even better than the Batman deal. Uh, really, pulling it away from the podcast wasn't a uh, scheme to make money, uh, though no. it does seem that way. It was more to just kind of – it's proving a point. Uh, but it's also like, hey, if you like, if you don't like Batman and want to talk with us about it like that, you know, come on over and enjoy yourself with us and stuff like that. And then everybody can have a positive time. We can all get together because that's the problem where you're talking about the fans of Tom King. It's not just the fans of Tom King. It's Tom King in general. It's really kind of making a split between basic DC fans. I mean, really, at the end of all this, when if if this said person is a Batman fan, this said person's a Superman fan, I like Nightwing, you like Firestorm, whatever, just remember we're all DC fans as well. And I think the problem is Tom King fans, a lot of them are only Batman fans and really only Tom King fans. Yeah. So when you don't like that one book, we, we had it where we have an iTunes review where the guy basically says, I only really like – Mr. Miracle and Batman. You shit on them, so I don't really enjoy the podcast. Those are the only ones that I, you know, want to hear you talk about and you shit on them. Well, you know, we kind of do this podcast and why we do every book. It's also to keep everybody in tune with everything that's going on, yeah. us included, because we love DC Comics as a whole, not just we're here. We don't have a Batman podcast, and people do. That's great. If that's your character you love, if you have a, you know, a Teen Titans podcast, that's great. We like everything as a whole. And yeah, unfortunately, because of that, we end up talking about books that we hate and would never read. But we're doing it so that people who don't read them can hear it. And yeah, maybe if you like it and you hear us talk shit on it, you get upset. But at least appreciate that we're there with you reading it and trying. I, I don't know, Eric. I'm begging people now. Make it a little less ranty and ravey. No. Oh. Uh, no, he says, <laughs> I thought he was talking right to me. This email is so speaking to the air. He says, now let's change gears with this email. Make it a little less rainy and ravey. Uh, I'll try too. I'm going to be fun now. I've been finding my list of DC comics reaching a dangerously low level. 
This is this isn't a positive and fun. As DC Rebirth continues to march along, I look back at the passion and excitement I had at the start of this run, one mirrored once upon a time by the guys of the Weird Science Podcast and the Fetish Nudes. Poop poop! And poop, poop. oh, how the numbers have fallen. Wave one of DC Rebirth was nothing short of spectacular and exciting, and I would say that that's everything to issue six. My books I bought were at their highest numbers since well before the New 52 when I was younger and had all the money in the world to just buy comics like there was no tomorrow. I noticed by Wave 2 I dropped more books and only picked up maybe one or two, such as Super Sons and the quality of the books I kept were waning. Looking at you, Detective Comics, I agree. <laughs> uh, wave 3 is something of a clusterfuck. Personally, I find the current wave we're in to be as problematic as the lows of the New 52 era. I'm get- I-, I told you, I think it's DCYOU yeah. now, a lot of these. And uh, why I say that is it's begging for something fresh to happen. So I think that's a lot of people consider still the New 52. So when we talk about I'm the DCYOU, I still I'm, think a lot of people call that the New 52. Yeah. And that is the lowest moment of that. Well, we thought that, but really when you had co- convergence to me, is the low of the low, you know, God rest your soul, manship. But, uh, with that, when they came Tell back us. to, they came back to the DCYOU and there was a little bit of excitement though. When oh, yeah. they said it, right it away, fucking got away initially, yeah, well, right uh, away. initially when they announced when Dan DiDio had the video and I, I took so much fun in sending it to you. We're going with story over continuity. You lost your goddamn and mind. And I died inside. Yeah, yeah. Is this even still the DC Rebirth era? No, it's the, the uh, DC, DC universe. universe. Are we in the New Age of Heroes era? No. Or are we calling this the Treading Water era? That's what yeah, it would be. That's, about that's right. what it is. Nothing has been resolved. Three Jokers, Missing Years, JSA, Legion of Superheroes, and a, a lot of these have to do with the Doomsday Clock, and it really yep. does. And you can tell me that, oh, Jim, the Three Jokers, that's not a Doomsday Clock thing. You know what it would be? Well, Something after the Doomsday Clock, that that would be the next thing, Jim. He can't do it now. He's too it, busy it's a delaying John's this. Thing and he is doing it. He's delayed. So I rather wish DC Comics had hitched the future of the universe's canon on any of the Snyder events over Jeff Johns. Sure, everything would have been edgy and extreme at DC let Snyder chart the map but maybe we would have gotten somewhere by now honestly if a friend asks us since Rebirth began what big resolutions have happened what new and exciting places are we approaching all I can say is well Batman still engaged to Catwoman and Tim Drake's off the table again also we have a billion speedsters that's about it it is yep. funny because somebody brought up, they're like, oh, man, they're making so much about the Bat-Cat wedding. But they, they never – nobody remembers that Mara until this issue again where she brings up that Mara and, and Aquaman are engaged. Yep. And that's just going to take forever. Boy, do I have a lot of things I wanted to ask or have covered. Is it wise to put Bendis, a man who never seems to write any action in his comics, on action comics? Is the uh, – Brandon will tell you no. Is the grass really any greener over at the Marvel Comics? He says it's not. It really is not. We're doing – obviously, we started our Marvel Fresh start type podcast eric give it to me fresh start fresh start fresh start uh i'm liking it enough i i see right away though that we're doing these you know we're only a couple weeks in and i realize that it's not you know 10 out of 10s but is eric shea as fat as he is tall as he is blind oh god <laughs> Uh, I would say that I would say, uh, well, let me think. This is going to take a while to think. No, he's not. He is not. Though he loves to yell about me and, and talk crazy stuff about me, but no, he is not. He wants boosh. A, he wants a little boosh. Now, wrong turn. He's getting fatter by the day. I'm I saw him. I, the thing other is, day. I actually put on a lot of weight since Halloween. I gave yeah, up working still. out and everything at Halloween. I haunt because I'm tired. I, I got so depressed. But all that candy for Halloween. Nobody should have sat there eating. <laughs> Fuck life. Yeah. Fuck everything. Why am I? Um, hold up. Yeah. Why am I even trying? So the answer and, actually is yes. He, I'm uh, getting there. Nah, no. It's one of those.
those where you wear it well, as Rod Stewart sang back in the day, Eric. Uh, you can't really tell. You, but basically, what I've learned is people don't even really pay attention to anybody. You wouldn't walk by Eric and say, oh, look at that big fat so. You Thank just God. go like, look at those glasses. Well, uh, I think it's about I would time never I wrap- wear those in public. How dare you? I think it's about time I wrap this email up and return the focus of the show. And you boys at the left sex foot, poop, poop. I hope I get this email to you before recording. Obviously, you did. Maybe I'll drop a line again sometime soon. I hope you do. As the fans say at the end of every email, must be on the sevens. <laughs> must be on the sevens. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to have many more new uh, wrong turn <laughs> quotes He's anymore. boring. Yeah, he's born, and also he's banned. He is fully banned, and I said he was at work yesterday, as far as we know. I we, didn't see him. No, I didn't either, and it was it was a pretty nice day. It really yeah. was. I, I thought I was Ice Cube singing Today Was a Good Day, and one of the verses being about wrong turn. You didn't have to the AK. Yeah, I didn't, and I didn't have to see, yeah, I don't know, wrong turn A. Hey, is what I say. But yeah, it was uh, it was a nice day. So there we go. Thank you guys for emailing, and we're gonna go Thank off you. to more books. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and. Listen to what Jim will say. We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores. We don't want to hear Eric Shea. Hey there, Eric Shea. Here we are. How are you doing after that mail section? What a mail section. What a mail section indeed. Listen to you throwing shade. We haven't what? recorded that yet. It sounded like we're like doing it like whoever's in that really didn't come through. That's not the case. I was making a joke, Eric, because we haven't recorded that yet because we're all out of sorts again. It's not like last week. Last week, more coherent, uh, but really took a lot out of us. I don't know how we ever used to record all in one night. That was nonsense. 12-hour nights. We were young recording. bucks back then. Yeah, we were. Uh, we, we there thought was not we, a shade of the gray The world was our oyster. Oh, my goodness, no. There was no gray shade back in those days. I guess that's what caused it, possibly. Uh, those late nights, Eric, me and you staring at each other in, in our eyes. You're, listening you said you want me lips. to turn on video? No, I don't, uh, because then it makes everything go down, and then I just sit there and laugh and try to make you do things. And, you know, really bad things, Eric, like like you do your cam girls. I don't want to be distracted. By you want me to tell you about some alternate timelines? No. Boy, it's getting hot Boys, here. <laughs> timeline's gone wild. Oh, my goodness, my favorite videos. Next, we're going to have bum fights, right? That's the best, right? Just you and me again? Yeah, it's just me. <laughs> we, just, we we start, like, tickling each other, and they're like, oh, no, bum fights, we, we, too. We just dress normally, and we yeah. fight each other, no, bum fights, me. and everybody believes yeah. it? everybody's like, it's bum fights, too. Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. Oh, now now you're you're saying that. Now you're really getting me upset. <laughs> At least you're you're throwing yourself in, finally. Yeah. Finally, you've caught up to me. Uh, I looked yeah, at well, myself in the mirror in between that mail section. I had a rude awakening. Uh, in a uh, side note, I didn't tell you this. Uh, Manship did not write in again. I'm telling you. Manship, you better start writing in. 
I love his mails, but he did send me, we talk on email, and he sends me an email and says that at one point he's listening to the Marvel podcast, our Marvel right. podcast, which he did say he is grateful, Eric, that we don't curse in that one so him and his son can listen. But he was listening, him, his son, his wife, they're in the car, and they're listening. He's driving, and something, they wanted to change something, whatever, maybe you were talking too much, they wanted to mute Makes now. Sense. And so Manship had to hand his phone to his wife to end up changing something, and for some reason, old man Shay, the picture that I did and used the filter oh, yeah. to make you even older, popped up, and she was like, who's this fucking old guy? And Manship <laughs> didn't even know how to explain it, and he's just like, ah, you know, that's Eric, but it's this, and she's like, boy, he's really old. And, and the, the worst is... Does to you. Well, the worst is I took that picture, used that filter, but now you've caught up to said filter. Ah. <laughs> there you go. There you are. Boy, it was like looking into an alternate timeline at a brother eye. But we're not here to talk about that now, Eric. That is water under the bridge because oh. we have two books in this section. And uh, we're going to start with what, Eric? Wonder Woman number 47, written by James Robinson, with art by Steven Segovia, Rick Leonardi, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Seda Temafante. The dark gods must be crazy because people over the world are losing their shit over their arrival, and that includes Supergirl. After a big fight between our title character and the Girl of Steel, we learn little to nothing about our villains this arc. But what we learn instead is that Jason's armor was supposed to go to Wonder Woman to fight just this threat. Too bad that Jason's on his own, though, because the Star Sapphires show up out of nowhere, and the love line Wonder Woman to Zamoran. Yes. Yes. Um, it's funny because I actually, for some reason, I have the site up on my computer and just out of nowhere, I have Wonder Woman up and I'm like, he used his tagline in it. He said it. it. He said it. Uh, but yeah, there's not much going on in this. And I think that finally, fully, Straight up, Eric, everywhere I go on the internet is pretty much, uh, you know, not a hate fest for this Wonder Woman, but almost like a, uh, yeah, I stopped reading that thread. Like, you can't be hateful if you don't read it anymore anyway. And a lot of things I see now online are people Man, saying, that like, oh, amazing. yeah, and people will say, like, oh, what's going on with Wonder Woman? And then say, ah, I dropped it. Uh, Robinson is doing nothing. It's boring. Or you even have people saying, uh, Man, Steve Orlando jumping on. I can't wait for that because I, I hate this James Robinson. I dropped it issues ago. Who is ago, he to whatever. bring a man into this book and make him the focal point? Yeah, right. well, here's the thing. They they say – this is the, the joke I was going to say, Eric. It's like, I can't wait for uh, Scott Orlando – and now I, I messed up my joke completely. I'm on my train of thoughts going there. Hey – when Steve Orlando jumps on oh. this book, I'll be excited, says no one. The joke doesn't work now, Eric. I, yeah. I ruined my joke. But, yeah, Steve Orlando is going to be jumping on. You have James Robinson finning, finishing up his run. I got to do some dings. What happened? What did I eat during this break? LSD? Uh, you have? No, I hope so. Or hope not. Uh yeah, you have no idea what you hope. He's trying. Well, who knows what their hopes and dreams are at any given time, Eric? Don't they change? Yeah. Don't they change? Uh, with this, you have this dark pantheon, dark god story. You were very excited about it. Uh, most people should have been because it was set up with in a metal. splash yeah. page in metal. So you would you would assume. Basically, really, that was just advertisement for every book of what really was coming was. I'm up. Tell you, just like even what we had here, like when Vril Docs was explaining Brainiac's plan to the Justice League in this issue of No Justice this week, 
you know, when the source wall was broken, it changed the universe. And, you know, the Omega Titans are an aspect of that. There's other, you know, uh, prophecies yeah. that Hawkman saw and laid out, like the raising of Atlantis, the Dark yeah. Pantheon, something else I can't remember at this point in time. Flash but, oh, the dark, the dark Flash stars. War was there. And Flash, Flash War, the, War was there. Yeah, yeah. And the Dark Stars. But and the Dark These stars. aspects, I'm like, these are things that I want to see. I want to see how the universe has changed. So that's why I was excited yeah, yeah. about this, because the last arc went on way too long. And it was well, a big stinker. And, and with that, oh, a little stinker. The, the thing about it, though, is because it was at the end of Metal, uh, it wasn't just to me like, oh, man, I, you know, you're going to change things up or whatever. It made it seem as if these were going to, like... Here's the thing, like I told you at one point when I said, listen, Eric, the, the dark pantheon, we're not going to see that for a while because I actually thought that these were like seeds planted for huge stories coming up. Not just, hey, here's what the next arcs of Somebody all these books are going to be. Somebody didn't read that argument Yeah, well, I'm just saying in general, though, it made it seem like these were going to be big. This doesn't feel big. This just seems like another bit of nonsense before this this story ends. And that was, is, though, that's what's upsetting I, to me. I, I already do enjoy this nonsense more than the last nonsense yeah. we had. Yeah, it's it's okay. Now there is there's going to be something weird at the end that we'll talk about, but it kind of ties around uh, with itself anyway. But really, you start off with Wonder Woman and Supergirl yelling at each other, and this is Supergirl like the Dark Gods are coming and they're pissed at you. The problem is we don't know who and why and where and how nope. it's being affected and why. Uh, like you have Wonder Woman, she does she believe in her gods because to her the, her gods are her family, her gods well, are people that she, she's she been knows around. The gods. They That's give, what I'm they've saying. Given her gifts and powers. Yes, they, they, it's not quite. Fathers. It's not quite the concept of what I I would think they're playing with. But also, you, you're just left to wonder, like, who is affected? The dark guides are coming. They seem to be possessing people in a way that they want to be. Uh, you know, they're the, ahead of time. You're going to be obsessed even more than possessed by these dark guides and the concept that they're the greatest things, and you have to denounce your own guides and then go after the people. Who aren't doing that? But why and how and where and what? Uh, I don't know. know. The whole idea too, that's like, the problem. Why, I have. Like, like, what is the specific reason that people are getting affected? Because not everybody's effective. You know, uh, no, Jason's that, not that's effective. No. Most of Argus doesn't seem to be affected. No, and is it that if you're atheists? Are. Then you don't if you don't believe in gods. Well, if you're like is, Diana, one believes in God. She's a demigod. Yeah, but that's what does I'm that saying count? is, does that mean that basically she kind of is one, and it's more, it's not a spiritual thing with her because it's more of a way of life. I don't know. She's also she's very big. I don't know if you know this, Eric. She's very big on the truth, and maybe oh, yeah. that's part of it. But with that, it's just odd, and it just seems like just a hokey way. To get Supergirl to fight Wonder oh, Woman that, here. The most we get out of this is Supergirl saying, you know, I'm going to fight you because of what you and the rest of the Just League did. And the yeah. Dark Gods are coming because of this. You broke the source wall. But even when we get Wonder Woman, the wrap the lasso of truth around Supergirl, because this fight goes on way too goddamn yeah. long oh, before yeah. we get. There's not much of a story when, to tell when, in this. When she does finally wrap her around and beat her into submission, there was something that the Dark Gods do to you. She blacks out instead of, you know, telling the truth because it seems to be a reflex yeah. of what's going on with the Dark God. So Supergirl is of no help at all in this no. situation. No, and like you said, in in a wraparound, 
However, when you're playing with her or whatever, she's kind of a god anyway, at least a demigod, but has been a god. And yeah. so it's just That was odd. a lie, Jim. Yeah, I know. Well, who knows what's a lie anymore? I, I can't even tell. But that yeah, was a with lie. that, and with that, he even like, she raps Supergirl, and that doesn't even really cut her out of this whole nonsense either no. right away. We were led yesterday, or yesterday, the last issue, we were given that whole thing where people were just fighting in the streets and punching yeah. each other and stuff about this. Uh, but yeah, you have that, but we don't have any rules with that. And then we go off to Jason, and he's in the Aegean Islands. He's hanging out where he grew up. With the three up. fates? Yeah, with the three fates. It kind of goes a little against continuity, but that's fine. Well, that's the and, thing is, that was Meredith Finch's run, which yeah, was like, I, you know, I, yeah, it's that we the were told it's a lie. Exactly, the whole <laughs> I, thing. I, I don't know how they're playing. Previous to Rebirth, the three fates were murdered, and it seemed that Donna Troy was supposed to be the embodiment of all of them going forward, where she would just be the fate. Yeah, and that's yeah. all we had. So all of that, though, seems to be a lie yeah, going I, into Rebirth. So they're alive now. Is, not a, not a choice, yeah, not a fate. As this it's is, fine. I don't know what to know is a lie or whatever because Greg Rucka left before he really told us the whole story. He just bailed. Right, no, check uh, this out. Greg Rucka said everything I didn't write is a lie. Yeah, well, that's what he says. Well, unfortunately, then, is what's going on now a lie? He's not writing it, Eric. Oh, my goodness. In the past. Yeah, now, but he'll well, come back and, and then he'll do well, this and, and with that, the weird thing about this is, is you're saying that and we've already said that James Robinson seems to kind of be showing a little bit of that stuff being accurate and not a lie, but we'll just go with this. The fates are there that you have. Like, again, if you want to waste time, have a, you know, four panels where like, you don't like the way we look now. How about this? How about this? How about me, boss? Me too, boss. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Well, why are we doing that? You have to show that the fates are universal and can be seen different. And the one looks like a Dracula, Eric. And uh, so he's just there and finds universal. out the, the, the big deal of, hey, uh, you know, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I got this, you know, I blacked out, I got this armor, the gods, they gave it to me, what, what's the deal? Oh, you know, that was supposed to be given to Zeus's most important, you know, uh, kid, and you weren't supposed to get it. Wonder Woman was, because they're sexist and thought, oh, uh, you, the most important must be the boy, and gave it to Jason. But really, we don't learn anything else. We, we learn yeah, that, that's the whole thing, that is he that shouldn't he have it. Wonder Woman was that, supposed this to. Ar this armor was created for just such an occasion. Say the Dark Pantheon does show up, but something like world-ending threat. And the reason that he did get the armor when he did is because the source wall was broken and the Dark yeah. Pantheon, the Dark Gods, they were coming. But since Zeus is dead and could not relay his wishes, they went back to their old views. The boy child, he's yeah. the important one. He's the we'll important give him one. the armor. Number one. And now that he has it and yeah. it's molded to his body, he can't get rid of he it even if he wanted it. to. And the funny thing is, number one, when they gave it to him, they obviously have not been paying attention. No. I mean, I'm telling you, because you're like, okay. Gods must be crazy. Yeah, they must be. They must be dumb. They're sitting there like, okay, I've seen all this stuff that Wonder Woman's done. Okay, I've seen all this stuff that Jason done. Uh, yeah, it must be the boy anyway, even though he's done shit, except mess up her house. Here you go. And give him the, the armor. It just is odd because the whole thing for me is, like you said, it seems like he's been given this armor because of this dark pantheon coming, the dark gods coming. I heard they're crazy. They're coming there, and this would be to defend you know, yes. them, even them themselves, these gods and things like that. Why not give more information? I mean, this is like, what is this, greatest American hero? He has this outfit, doesn't know how to use it, doesn't know what it means, has figured out he can only use one power of a god at each step exactly. of the way. Exactly, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it is, but why are we still getting these things where, now he does find out a little more here, but why is it that you're giving somebody a gift 
that is supposed to be something that would save not only the universe, it seems, but the gods themselves and be coy with it and let them just go off without telling them anything. I, it just, it's weird. And to me, it just, it reeks of the story is being made up as it's going. It's like, yeah. okay, why would Jason, ha- oh, they, they thought he, the boy gets it and whatever. Well, like I said, and you said, are, are they not paying attention? I mean, I know that the gods are played off as being, you know, fickle and not caring or whatever. I think they, you know, whoever gave it to them, they probably would know. They probably would have known that, oh, you know what, we'd better give it to Wonder Woman that they don't. And uh, he has it. And that's the thing. Again, reeking of, you know, making something work as it goes. Right. You can't have Jason just say, okay, here you go. Here's the sis. And now it's molded to him. <laughs> it sounds so silly. Uh, but yeah, he goes off and he says to them, like, hey, what else can, you know, what else can I learn about? You know, what's going to go on? And like, oh, no, they're, they're going to be here soon. Oh, when? Now. Now. And he goes off. And he, speed of Hermes. I, I hope he yells it like he's LARPing. So do I. Magic missile. He goes off. Speed of Hermes! Uh, it'd be so good. And he goes, and there's these big statues. Uh, they're there, and they are they look like big old Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, yeah, me. that's what they look like. And they look crazy, and they're big monoliths. Again, if you want to go, it's also very similar to possibly the Omega Titans, not that, but it's the same kind of concept. Yeah. They show up. Uh, big this old ha- stone monsters that are yeah. showing that they don't really have any movement, movement, but they do all have a glowing red part yeah. of their body. Say a single eye, a gem in their forehead, whatever you want to go yeah. with, because we don't know anything about it, but their eyes are glowing. And they're shooting lasers like it's a never-ending story all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, you're doing that. Uh, this happened even over at Marvel in a crossover with the X-Men where they had these monoliths show up and they, they each team went and they got sucked away. But, yeah, it's it's kind of a generic thing. Uh, but as they're there and Wonder Woman's there and like, okay, we got to right, come up with closer. a plan. we got to come up with a plan. we got to get closer. Oh, no, what's going on? And Wonder Woman Star gets – Star Sapphire. Yeah, Star Sapphire show up and say – Oh no! You must come we with need us. you. The We're the st- sapphires yeah. of Zamoran. Need yeah, you. We need you. And Wonder Woman's like, oh no, not now. And then Jason's left there uh, 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 by himself with this armor. Speed of Hermes, back away! <laughs> oh no, Speed of Hermes, get the fuck out of here! Uh, he's there. What should I do? But and then that, it- I, I don't know what the dark guys are doing because these lasers come out. You initially think that they're aiming for Diana and Jason. They're not. These lasers are just going out, and not. I don't yeah, know where they're going or know. what they're doing. He's like, okay. Diana's gone all right. Libido of Zeus! He goes around, just screws everyone he can find. It's just odd. And that's the big thing then. It says next, follow Wonder Woman and Star Sapphires as they battle the fate of Zamron in Wonder Woman Annual 2. Now, if you are keeping track at home, next week is Annual's Week. Yes, no Wonder Woman. It's coming yeah, out the week happened? later. It's coming out the week later. It's going to come out a week it's late. It- uh, it was delayed. It was delayed, and again, reeking of it just being made okay, up and, and thrown in at there. At least that's the case because it's just when, a week. when we had annual week coming out, you know, next week, you usually only get annuals that yeah. fifth week of the month. So You're when we saw that it wasn't things. coming out, yeah. I'm like, when the fuck's it going to come and out? And then? Here's because the thing. if we don't get this story, we just go yeah. on with this. The What's next annuals month is August. August, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my Thank goodness. God it's only a week, well, though. I was the, really The funniest thing about that is, is I'm like, well, Eric, you know, August, you're like, He's not even going to be on the book then. So, yeah, it has to be something they delayed it a week. Uh, but really, that. really, you're there, 
and you have the, the you know this big dark gods. Obviously, they want to. Re- so how much does James Robinson want to push Jason being against these things? I mean, you had him ho- in a hokey way get the armor, well, in a hokey way that he that can't give up the armor, and then she gets taken away by Star Sapphires. I'm telling Nonsense. you, the weirdest part is I was really upset when I first saw it. I was like, how could we just take one little bit away for a star yeah. sapphire venture out of Nara? But I do believe that would be like one of these things where, oh, no, she's pulled away for Wonder Woman annual number two. We get it at the end. She gets back. Oh, she's going right, to get back, I would think. Beat. So funny. She just gets back right away. Huh. Yeah. Wh- what happened? Who? You, you'd never believe it. Editor's note, see annual number two. I'm like, I saw it already. Not much happened. I didn't see it yet, but uh, yeah, there's not much else going no, on. But it. it's, it's so weird. It's always fast. It's how so weird, though, to have to so force to get Jason on his own. It's it just you can do it other ways. You, you really I'm can. You, the thing is, I, I I still have no idea how much alone Jason we're going to get because, like we said, she has to get back from Xamarin yeah, by I'm the end of this I'm even fight. with the idea it, that he has that armor and he can't give it to her, oh, right, it right. just forces but, it to me means that how he's going to have to fight. Is it that out of nowhere because we had this annual coming up. Oh, no, she's pulled away by Star Sapphires. Yeah. Okay, I'm back, if that's yeah, the case. I, that is you, such a forced task. The way, he's, the way he's pushing Jason so much is that, you know, really, at the end of his run, I, I can't see Jason doing anything but sacrificing himself with a hero's choice to become the hero that he always wanted to be. But this issue especially, it's really forcing the idea of Jason continuing to be the guy. I want to do something good, but... Uh, I need help. I need help. Hey, Fates, tell me. Uh, Fates, tell me exactly what I need to do. Hey, uh, what's the story? Somebody help me. And at this, when he ends with Wonder Woman's gone, I can't do this alone. And it just, to me, is so forced to make him become the hero that yeah. James Robinson probably wants him to be before killing him off, where where we'll have a reset and a victory lap, Eric. But we'll see. We'll see. What did you give this? I gave this issue a 6.5 out of 10, mostly because I've really enjoyed the art, and I'm not really hating this series no, yet so far. I'm this new not arc, hating this arc. Uh, I don't like. I, the I hated. Too I hated much. the last arc. This one, there's still some promise. Obviously, there's some problems like we talked about going in here. Like that fight with Supergirl didn't do much. It looked pretty, didn't do much yeah. for the story, and the ending was kind of nonsense. But I'm still in, involved in what's going yeah. on here, and I look forward to what's coming up uh, next. I'm gonna give it a six. Uh, why am I? I'm more negative. You are always the negative one. Now I am, but the reason is, is I, I think that you're you're playing the devil's hand, my friend. And it's not even that. Yeah, I think that we're both being caught in this thing where we have a book where we don't like anything about it. And then all of a sudden we like an arc a little more, and I, I'm just afraid I don't want to, uh, you know, put it up on a pedestal of yeah. the, it's based on the shit that came before. Uh, I think this is a very forced story. I do agree, though. It's a little more fun. The thing with Supergirl was was ridiculous. Then Jason goes up the face. This is one of those where if you do want an issue or a, you know a series where. You have three minutes to spare, and yeah. you could you really can zip through it's this. It's a very quick book. It's never boring. Uh, it's just never that great. Now I just wonder what happened because I, I've had and I've read a lot of things about James, uh, with James Robinson writing that I really liked, and I just this. I keep thinking that each week he's going to break out of this malaise, Eric, and then have it happen. And I'm it telling never you, from does. what we've been getting from Wonder Woman, I'm afraid to go back and read Earth Two again because I really yeah. loved that when it came oh, out. I'm like, well, was this I is wrong? what you wanted, and you loved Earth Two. You love yeah. James Robinson's there too. I've had similar qualms about going back and reading Grayson because I right. loved Grayson. Now, when Tom King, and that was Tom King and Tim Seeley, but Tom King on Batman. 
it's kind of like brought to the forefront what I don't like about his writing. And I'm afraid to go back and realize, boy, I was one of those people that was fooled like I yell at now. Because I, I'm telling you, just as an aside with Grayson, I used to tell you the thing that's great about Grayson is they always have these cold opens with the coolest yeah. thing. Those are the wow moments that I yell about now. I think I was fooled all that time because I, that was my favorite character. Once it got away from my favorite character, then I kind of, you know, I put the glasses on and realized everybody were aliens. Now, uh, you also so, had a chip on your soldier, too, because going into that book, all you ever heard was people saying, you have Dick Grayson without the Nightwing costume? Yeah, that's not for yeah, me. And, like, and, you know, and that's the thing. If anybody wants to, you know, yell about, oh, you know, you guys shouldn't talk about Batman because you just hate Tom King. Eric's right. I went out of my way. To, to try to convince people to like Grayson before it came out, to give it a yeah. chance, because they were just, I don't need Dick Grayson as a, a spy. Or, or, or. And I'm like, I don't know. I just want a good book. James maybe Bond, that Grayson, get out of here. Not yeah, on my really. watch. <laughs> Not on my watch. I remember it's like, uh, spy dick. I'm like, did that take you all week to come up with? That was the guy who runs that stupid comic shop. Don't mind I if in. I do. And, and this was the, the greatest. I go in and, and I wanted to start a uh, pull list, uh, one yeah. of my first pull lists, because I always got things digitally, but Rafe wanted to go. So you know that he wanted to actually get Future's End. I was going to get Grayson. He was yeah. also going to get Miles Morales' Spider-Man. So we go in and I'm like, oh, Future's End. Pfft. Yeah, right. Like, we need this. With you know, they can't they come up with anything new? Wait a minute, I gotta stuff my big fat face with something. My fist, and then he's there. And then I go, yeah, and uh, Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man, my someone. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, what the heck is going on there? Like, I need another. I'm like, well, are you trying to, to just what, make what, me How leave? are you running this guy? Uh, uh, yeah. are, are you trying, one, to make me punch you in the face because you're inches away from that? Are you, number two, making me disgusted because you're spitting your lunch in my face? And number three, just leave because I'm going to do all three in succession. And he says then, and I'm like, Grayson, oh, that's all we need, this spy dick. I'm like, okay. I, I love whatever. it too because after all this bullshit, you you do yeah, get a pool list I that I've told him. you about for years. No, 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 because you eventually oh. did screw that. Oh, yeah, you went no. back to yeah, first time he to pick did it up. Then. He's yeah. all like, okay, so you got these books here, and I also put Guardians of the Galaxy in your yeah. pool list too because I think yep. you'll like it. Yeah. You don't know me. Yeah. I, I show up the first time, the next time. I've only been in the shop twice now. I show up, I'm like, yeah, Jim Warner, uh, yeah, I got the. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I throw in the. the uh, the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. book. And for some reason, I think there was also a separate I, – I don't know if the Rocket Probably Raccoon one. book was then or later, but for some reason, there was something else. So I had three books pull this. He says, hey, I, I threw in these other two. One was Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I think you'll like it. I'm like, wait a second. Uh, all three books I did were, were DC. Yeah. Uh, why, why am I going to like these Marvel books? I've never talked to you. The other thing that got me then is I'm, um, okay, yeah, what a, that's a cool dude right there. All right. He's ringing up. Da -da 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 -da. I'm like, wait a second. Now you're charging me for these? I thought he was giving them to me for free. Like, here, here's a bonus. Check it out. Turns out he it? does know how to run a business. Yeah, what the fuck are you adding that in? He's like, I had a Guardians of the Galaxy, Look, Rocket he Raccoon. He talked a lot of shit about uh, books the week before. Got everybody turned yeah. off. He's got to remake his money somehow. I'm telling you. He's like, I also threw in uh, three things of uh, Dungeons and Dragons dice, Scrabble, and, and a Whopper Jr. Uh, get out of sure? here. I'll keep that Whopper Jr. You get rid of everything else. I was so mad at that. Cause then I, and then I feel like a dick. He got yeah. me because I feel like a dick. Like I'm going to be like, huh, uh, I didn't want those after he rang it up. Uh, you know, I don't want to be embarrassed like that, Eric. No, I, I, I didn't want to be embarrassed. I told him, I don't want those books. Oh, really? They're really good. A lot better than the ones you have. <sighs> 
Go screw yourself. Well, it's time not to come back here ever again. Yeah, I guess I gotta find another comic book shop. Off I go to Allentown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did I tell my score? No. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I did. I, I, it was a six. Uh, okay. but yeah, here we go. Then the next one. A lot of, uh, tangents here. Tangents, uh, continuing. Tangent timelines? Universes? Tangent what are we talking universe, about? You mean to take yeah. a shirt off? I am going to do that. This next book is Flash number 47. Written by Joshua Williamson, art by Howard Porter. H. Port, you call him. Hi-Fi. And Steve Wands. The Flash War has finally begun, and while not, uh, while most seem to be looking for an easy, Dang. who is the better Flash story, the idea that it all hinges on Wally's missing memories and a possible Wally point has me so excited. Maybe it's because most of the other books are treading water these days, but I really like the beginning of the story and how it ties into Rebirth in general. And yeah, this, this is more, in my mind, a story where it sets up right away. You get the first page where Barry and Wally are there, and they're arguing about what Wally wants to do. At this point, you don't really know what it is because it's going to end up wrapping around to the cliffhanger, but it seems to be him trying to do his own little Flashpoint deal. Talking about, yeah, going and doing all this stuff with the time and whatnot. Yeah, he's like, and, and, and by the end, because Barry won't help him do this, he's like, yes. I'm going to make sure you never run again, yeah, yeah. Barry. There's the and more. Then the craziest, the craziest part. You jump to the next page. 47 <laughs> minutes and 18 seconds you. I'm like, holy shit! I, I said to you when I went in, I'm like, yeah, and I'm describing it. I'm like, it, it starts off, and there, there's Barry saying, please, Wally, you can't do this. I know. Thawne took everything away from me. I tried to make it right. It doesn't work out. Do I mean, it. really, all the shit that you're trying to get back, I fucked it up by doing this. Like, like I'm the one who's responsible for a lot of this crap that nobody can remember and, and whatnot. But, you know, I can't let you do this, please. And he's not like, don't, he's just like, I've been there. Don't do it. Been there, done that. And, uh, that's yeah, what Wally, set Wally off because I hate that too. So do I. Wally's insane with this because he, as we see at the end, and, and probably even more as it goes on, oh, yeah. of him seeing how much better. Because I really like this because if you don't, if, if people haven't been reading, a lot of people jumped on with this flash war. Um, you have had some setup going into this. Some of it has been not as great as others, but, the idea that Wally did mention a little bit earlier, maybe one or two issues ago, maybe it was even during the Grodd thing, but when he mentioned, hey, I've had a shitty time. I, I yeah. you know, I came back. I had a heart problem. People don't remember me. Linda, I don't have the a love life. of my life. I don't have a life. So this is just beyond the idea of oh, I had kids. Because really, I go and Zoom comes and says, listen, you don't remember. Here's your real life. I see these five kids. I turn off that channel. Change the channel, Zoom. There's some things that you just Good don't want to remember. I'm like, is there any way you can kind of? Actually, I look and I have Zoom. Like, it's I, seven thirty. I, Good times, Ron. Why are you show me? Yeah, I'm doing that, or I I get a piece of cardboard, I cut a hole, and I look, and I'm like, okay, I have one kid? Oh, my goodness. I don't want five. And I don't want one. I'm just joking, kids. I can hear them all stewing now. They're yelling. Uh, but, yeah, with that, it's not just that. It, it also seems to me that was set up is the idea that Wally is going to be so upset and, and this is the thing. People going into this, I was afraid because more people were even saying, oh, you know what's going to happen? Uh, Wally's going to be pissed because Barry hasn't told him this, this, and this. It's not really Barry the case because Barry doesn't know. This is what I'm saying. I'm glad that it doesn't end up with Zoom saying something like, hey, Wally, uh, you ever ask Barry about your kids? Because he should know. He doesn't. So I'm glad that they didn't even try to do that. I like this. I like the idea that basically the flash war to me from this first issue 
is a battle of Wally wanting his good life back. Yeah, he wants and the idea by life. the end that in order to get that, he has to destroy the speed uh, force. Destroy the speed, speed force. And I'm telling you, and, the thing is, I'm just going to jump to the end right away because it's a, I've already brought it up. But just the idea alone where Wally is a guy who has had the speed force. His entire life is based around, you know, the Flash and the speed force, stuff like that. Yeah. You, you meet this guy, Zoom, who at one point was your his arch nemesis. I'm sure he doesn't remember him at this point, no, but because Zoom actually, knows him. Actually, but that's spelled say, out pretty well there, too, when the renegades show up and go, oh, you might not remember us. So that gives you the, the, the doubt exactly. where you can say, but okay, he doesn't remember. Just the whole thing, like, you know, if somebody comes to you, hey, I give you all this stuff that may or may not be true, if you destroy the speed force, yeah. I'm like, you know what, Wally? Maybe you're going to need a little bit more convincing going down the line because just that should not set I don't him know, off on this path. Because this is what I'm saying. It's so set up. Now, again, here's the thing, though. At this beginning, it seems as if what happened then, at some point, Wally has gone to Barry. This isn't them punching each other at this, you know, one page. This right. seems to be Wally has gone off. He's maybe he's going off and, and Barry shows up, but it almost seems like Wally at some point may go to Barry and say, listen, I, I, I know this is Zoom. He's told me this, that, but I think that me and you can work this out a better way. Me and you can do this. We're, we're the best. We're the flash. We're both flashes. Why don't we do this? And Barry's just going to say, no, we can't. This isn't something. You can't mess with this stuff. And that's what's like, how dare you? The, I, this is my life. I see what my life is supposed to be. And it may even go because Barry brings it up. But it may go like you ruined it possibly with the Flashpoint. But it's one of those like – you know, the the kettle calling the pot black uh, with that, where Barry's like, you can't do that. I tried it and messed up. And well, it's going to be like, well, you know what? You're not as good as me. I can do it. And that seems to be what the war would be. Like you said, it does say at the end where Zoom just wants him to destroy the speed force. We'll see how that goes. But right here, it's weird. Uh, you, you don't have Zoom with them. They're, they're right. just there together. So we're going to have to see how that works out. I really like it though. A lot of other, I, I see where we complain a lot. We, we complain a lot with, uh, uh, issues and things where things aren't totally, we, we did it with no justice earlier. Yeah. Like the Omega Titans, what are they about? We don't understand. We do this. But when you get into an issue, we at least you have to read through the issue first and kind of go with how it's set up and going forward. I see people like, man, that started out and they didn't tell us anything and I'm pissed and what? I'm like, really? Like, I see what kind of is going on. I'm getting an idea of it and I liked it. And then you go off getting set up for the last couple of freaking you know issues. Yeah, and that and we go off though. I still think that when they do bring it up and with this whole deal. It was weird that Joshua Williamson seemed to want to end the Grodd thing with Barry and Wally being friends, and now it's being pushed back to the well, idea even that, of – it seems like that annual took place where they're just pissed off at each other after the Grodd thing, yeah, even though they started they, the whole pissed well, off yeah. thing where they kind of, you know, you know, we all right, I'm it's pissed see, off at you. We're cool, though. Yeah. We're flashes, There's whatever, a couple and then we go and have lunch, now, and I'm, because, now yeah. I'm pissed off at you and again. And now I'm pissed off again, even in the Grodd Which, deal you know, when that it doesn't make sense because no. he didn't reveal himself until the end of the Grodd no. war, war to Iris. that's what I'm That's what I'm saying, the whole deal with the idea of them being pissed. It just keeps getting forced back to that when I, I seem to think in my mind they made up like three times. Uh, I don't mind the idea that comes next is that they're basically, hey, I know, you know, Barry, I forgive you, but I'm better. 
you know, because they are forcing this at the beginning, this next bit is, hey, I'm Wally, I do things different, but I think my way's better, whatever, you yeah. have that, that's fine. That, that's and I agree people. with Wally, because he has my flash going up. Well, he and that's what I'm saying, better. I was just going to say, that's for fans of either or to kind of like laugh, like, hey, yeah, I know, you are better, Wally, but it's so funny because you go back, and while this is going on there, and you do go back that weird 47 minutes and 18 seconds earlier, and I said, okay, we'll see if that uh, ties into anything, it's so weird. Uh, but Iris is fi- fixing the dirt bike, the motorcycles, uh, yeah. f- with Wally, Kid Flash Wally. And on the radio, somehow, it's almost like I, we're playing with the, uh, basically, uh, Gilligan's Island rules with, with your cons- whatever you're concerned with. A breaking news story comes on on the radio that you're listening to, and it, it reports that there is a tidal wave. Uh, off the coast of Benicia, and it's caused by an earthquake, a tidal wave, and the flashes are there, uh, you know, trying to fix it, trying to, you know, save everyone. It's like, oh, I don't know, there's two flashes here, and one, he's kind of doing things different. They're getting in each other's way. Iris goes, hey, Wally, turn off that nonsense. I'm like, this I don't like to hear any bad press about my flashes. This is a natural disaster, and she's like, I ain't got time for that. Wally, I'm fixing the bike here. Turn it off. And they do. They turn it off. And then the flashes come up. That's the thing. Is I'm, like, I'm a news that. reporter, but if I ain't reporting, I don't care. <laughs> Listen, it's like, I ain't listening to nothing but me. Uh, and then you have it. I said there's there's some funny have things. the Iris West seal of approval. No, no. There's some funny. And God forbid if it's, if it's Lois Lane. And she loses her mind. Uh, but with this, the Flash has come back, and, and you do have Wally, then Kip Flash Wally saying like, yeah, you know, I, I was thought that after beating Grot, they were gonna be buddies again, oh, here we go. Uh, but yeah, you have them come back, and there's kind of funny little things thrown in that I think that, you know, little Easter egg things when they come back, it says Zoom for both of them. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, you have Iris saying, oh, you know what, Wally just does things the way he wants, it's kind of a, a West thing, and with it, they come back, they kind of, you know, Kind of jokingly say yeah. at first, like, hey, you know, like, I tried to teach Wally about the physics of the waters. Uh, you know, I learned this from my time with Christopher Priest on the Justice League, but he's not listening to me. Yeah, because I do things better, and we race back, and I didn't know it was a race, and things like that. It's fine. I like it. Uh, but then he goes in and has another one of these, what they end time up seizures. telling us, these temporal headaches, temporal seizures. And he sees, you know, himself. He uh, sees his own Justice League that we yeah. had before with Kyle Rayner and freaking Martian yep. Manhunter, yeah, ha- cool. you know, Harpoon Hand, you know, Aquaman. Yep. So he's seeing all the these Justice things. Justice League I grew up reading. Yeah, yeah, and he sees all these things, and then he kind of falls down, and out of that, uh, immediately, the renegades from the future, from the 25th century come, and if you're not aware, the renegades are this future uh, group that are kind of throwing shade at the rogues by kind of the taking over their police, personas, and, you know, their temporal police. Yeah, they're, they're just throwing shade that they, hey, look, we're, we're here, but let's pretend we hate, you know, we'll, we'll be the rogues, but better. Which is funny, because it seems that Zoom set this up, the whole thing, and that he made it like, look, Look, I'm, I'm going to have this grand plan here, Bart, and, but before we get to it, I'm going to make the Flashes see you know, the way I want them to see, but before that, yeah. I got undercover as a temporal judge, and I've made it so this police force, they're throwing shade at the rogues, yeah, ain't that you, Bart? You know those I rogues, I the hate them. I'm going to call them the Renegades, and it's Commander Cold, Golden Guardian, Weather Warlock, Heatstroke, and uh, Mirror Monarch 2, and they are the temporal police. We've got this or set Mirror up. Monarch 1. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, repeat. <laughs> we, uh, we ended up setting this up in the annual where, uh, when, and even before, when, when Iris went and killed, 
uh, Eobard Thawne in the future with the black hole tech gun. Uh, she is now wanted for uh, murder. So they have come back to get her, and they show up and basically say, we're here. Took you long enough, time yeah, police. I know, really. They're time police. You, you know, that's the one thing. They, they took so long. But they show up. They look cool as hell. Uh, they get there. They know who Flash, you know, they know Barry and Wally. Yeah, they, 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 they know, know all the history because of the, from the future. Yes, they know all this. Uh, so they say, we know who you guys are. We're here to take Iris. Legitimately, they seem to be. I know I see people like, oh, we're going to have to see if they're on the up and up. I, I completely think they're on the oh, up no, and up. The they're being duped. The up and up. Yeah. They're being duped. And they think they're on the up and up to the point where even their actions in this, to me, seem very on the up and up. Like, listen, we know who you are. We know your flashes. You know, we're dead. But you got to back off. We're, we're doing our this job. We're here for the future. Matter, Barry, the you can understand yeah, this. says to Barry, you understand, right? We're police. Of course, Barry's like, huh? And he's like, well, you may not remember us, uh, you know, how things are going right now. Uh, but uh, rest assured, this, this is on the up and up. Wally doesn't trust him. Barry wants to stop and, you know, work things out. This has been set up earlier where Wally just went to the, the tidal wave and did what he wanted, where Barry wanted to think it through. So you have that. And that seems like in what we've had, we haven't had Wally enough in this run to really get that. It's really forced here yeah. uh, out of nowhere to be the Wally's the loose cannon and Barry's the thinker. Uh, but it, it's okay. And it makes sense to me. And with that, Wally, loose cannons, grabs Iris and says, you're not taken away. And I fully go with him as well because what he says to Iris later is that, listen, I, I just remembered you. I, I yeah, can't lose I, you. You just remember me. I'm not, I just got you back. I can't yeah, lose you now. Yeah, and with this, with, with Wally, I think that it's one of those where if you want to read between the lines, I think that if they took Iris and she was indeed found to be guilty and she was in future prison – I don't know what Wally would do. This is the last step. He did not want to go to uh, to Iris because of the idea that she may not remember him. Wally that just would throw himself back in the speed force. That yeah, point. that would devastate. I think so. I'm telling you, I think that he might commit speed force suicide or something because that's it. That's all he has right now. Which again is a very good setup for what happens at the end to really show you why he would go over the top. But yeah. They go off because Wally just grabs Iris and runs off. Barry's like, oh, shit. Why are you doing this? They go. And this is where you have the Renegades just like, okay, if, if we're going to play this game, yeah. we're going to play this game. Even at the beginning where I think that you're really supposed to trust Commander Colt. You have to go by his word for especially what happens later. You have to think that he isn't a bad guy. When uh, Golden Guardian says, like, you want me to unleash, need a big gun. You want me to unleash the beast here? No, no, no. We don't need to do that. Let's do this, you know, the good way first. If they, you know, good cop, bad cop, if it comes down to it, you know, I'll let you. And it comes down to it because Wally goes off. They go to chase. They say, we can track you guys through anything. You know, we're going to get Iris. You're never going to be able to get away. We can track you. They do. They go right to it. At one point, you have Heat Wave or uh, what is he? Uh, is heat it Stroke. Heat Stroke. Uh, I'll never get them uh, at first. But Heat Stroke even yells, oh, looks like I'm going to be in hot pursuit. Oh, yes. Ooh. It's like, all right. Uh and, uh, and if you didn't know, uh, Hot Pursuit was another speedster later with his motorcycle. Which I just like the puns. It makes me laugh, too, because they did have that motorcycle at the beginning. It all fits in, Eric. But, yeah, uh, Golden Guardian's a yellow lantern. She has a yellow lantern ring, does the oath, and sets off with constructs of all of the, you know, speedsters that there are fears of these. You do have a cool thing with Wally being attacked by a construct of his dad, reverse Daniel flash Daniel West. West. Yeah. That's really cool. 
and they're going. And what happens with this? It goes on. It is a little extended. I'll, I'll admit it. Iris just gets on the motorcycle and crashes into him, which was awesome. But she's going off, and the whole thing that stopped this is – and I like it. It's kind of a family thing because Wally has another seizure. And you have Commander Cold recognize it and said, oh, my God, he's having one of those temporal headaches. This makes sense. Shit was changing. It, it, and we did see that me, in the future. It makes me laugh, though, before, because while this is all going on, like when, when Wally grabbed Iris and freaking ran off using the you know super speed and whatnot, I imagine they got pretty far away doing this. Yeah. During this fight, Iris runs back to her house, gets her dirt bike she's yeah. working on, and then runs it right into the renegades. Like, right to how them. fast is Iris I don't know. West? Maybe they didn't get that far. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, you, you get this idea because, and it, it's not really spelled out. I may be making things up in my mind, but you did see things in the Flash Museum in the future, in the 25th century, getting wonky. Yeah. Commander Cold was wondering what. And now I, I truly believe that what was happening is as these temporal headaches hit Wally and he remembers things, it glitches shit in and out in the future, kind of making it part of a reality for a second because what he's seeing, it becomes a reality and then it goes away again when he gets rid of this headache. That's what it seems because he says, this makes sense. This is why the stuff were ch- was changing in the future. These things, these seizures. Well, even that, the whole thing too, not even that changing in the future. Like the, the things are just changed from what they know. Like even the, the Wallace West kid flash, they're like, what the hell is this? What, when did this get yeah, here? And yeah. stuff like that. They didn't even realize, you know, our new Wallace West was anything because these are from the pre-Flashpoint continuity 25th century. So now that things are changing, these temporal police are realizing that there is something wrong, you know, be it a Dr. Manhattan Flashpoint, whatever oh, yeah. you want to put it at but this yeah, point. And he, yeah. But we have to get back on track to, like, get the time stream and, and, where and it's Commander supposed to Cold be. says, this is what happens when times change, time travel and stuff. And he says, the readings I saw in the Flash Museum, uh, the u- unusual changes in time, it's connected to these. And he's looking at, you know, doing his little scans of things like that. So, yeah, it, it's affecting the timeline in bits and things are getting wonky. And uh, – he can help him. And Iris right away is like, you know about this? Yeah, yeah. This is something we were aware of in the 25th century. She's like, could you help him? And everything stops. I mean, immediately the fight stops because Iris is like, if you can sure. help him, yeah. then I, I give myself up. Please just take him with us. You cure him. I'll stand trial. Uh, and that's where Barry's like, you know, you have to have everybody involved. And it's funny because Barry's like, I was there. I, I want to be a witness. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's funny. Yeah, Commander Cold's like, everybody whatever. can go. Everybody. And then there's Kid Flash. What? What? Can I go too? Yeah, you have no reason to. But come on, kid. Let's yeah, well, go. Nobody's going to be taking care yeah. of him. Everybody he knows is gone now. And now this is the, the biggest force deal where Wally's like, fuck this. I don't trust these guys. And then Barry goes, well, I trust him. And then Wally's like, okay, I trust right. him. I trust you. Again, what ends up happening and him getting separated, I think that he's going to – that's where he's going to say, "You, you, I shouldn't have trusted you, Barry. I can't believe – I can't trust you again. You fucked up. I think that that's where you get this divide to, to even get further when we go along. But they do. They go off to the 25th century. They show up. You have uh, Wallace West go, whoa, man, this is awesome. And Barry's like, we're not here to sightsee. Let's go. Let's get this – judge and then you have wally like where's wally he's not here and commander cold legitimately is like whoa 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 somebody fucked with my you know my thing here it was a corrupted file within my time portal it targeted wally's west speed force signature but he's not here yeah yeah and he's like and this is where barry's like what uh, where is he 
And, you know, Commander Cole's like, Flash, I, he doesn't know. He says, I don't know. And I believe him. I truly yeah. believe him because we saw, we saw the setup earlier. We saw yeah. the things that Zoom was going through to become what he did, a temporal judge, all these things just to set this up. And yeah, you have Wally ends up with Zoom and in pretty much the wing of Wally West. And he's there and he sees all these things, you know, and he even passes some things that he wouldn't even know what's going on. Max Mercury and Impulse. Max Mercury and Impulse. And then that's where, you know, you get this narration of Zoom saying, like, this is your life. This is the stuff that you don't remember. These people are all stuck in the flat in the speed force. And that's the big thing, too, that I think people didn't really, you know, focus on that he knows how awful that is. And now everybody who he's being told now, these are your friends and your family and and all this stuck in the speed force. Your children, Jay and Iris West. And they're like, he's like, what? And like, just imagine the big thing he wanted to be was Iris to remember him. They can have, you know, they're a couple again. That's his lightning rod, he said, and she doesn't remember. And now to find out it's not just that, but you had kids with her. You were a family with kids. And that's screwed up. And to say, like, all you have to do is destroy the speed force. And like you said, that's really beyond. It's really over the top to be like, okay, I'm good with that. We'll see how that progresses. Uh, well, I'm telling yeah. you, right, right showing up here, you know, while I shouldn't know who Zoom is unless no. he has one of those temporal, like, headaches, flashes, whatever you want to call it. But if you go back to the idea, too, when the Renegades were trying to subdue the three flashes, what Golden Guardian did – she threw out constructs of all their personal yeah. reverse flashes. You know, you had Daniel West, Eobar Thawne, and Hunter Zalabin going yeah. after a while. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't trust this guy because this was, you know, what she used as one yeah, of your Yeah, it was fears. weird. I actually, I was thinking of that, and I actually thought that it, maybe that's why, I mean, this Zoom is a little bit more like a reverse flash look to me, and maybe he just, I don't know how he, how he, he would, I was just how looking he would at it, have that I didn't that think fear. about it earlier when I read it because I just had this one page, I'm like, all right, I can see that being Zoom. That's definitely yeah, Daniel it's West. It kind of looks Eobard. like Zoom. And, and really, I think that Daniel is the most recognized one, yeah. and Wally says that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we say that. Nobody who hasn't read the New 52 has any idea who Daniel West no, reverse no, flash but, is. But that, it does look just like him. Uh, they did a good thing with that. Now, I think that maybe what you're saying is one of those things that's going to play out where even if, like, even if what we saw at the beginning of this issue was after, you know, you defeat Zoom. Maybe they defeat Zoom. That doesn't take away the idea that you have seen your your good life, that you want oh, yeah. back. I mean, the whole idea, and that's what I think that maybe... Well, the idea of having kids is great, but he doesn't know the experience yeah. of it. That and that's terrible. the thing. That's when he wants to put them back in the Speed Force later. Uh, but even at the <laughs> end, you have their suits there. But with that... Because Zoom is not there with them at the beginning, I do think at one point they do work together to defeat Zoom, but then that's where Wally would be like something like, listen, all right, we, we, we got the bad guy. He's in jail now. The bad guy's in jail, but I, I, now I hope we, that's not the case because and, it only is 47 minutes earlier. I know, but I'm saying, but they're in the future. All of it yeah. can happen in the future, then they come back. I mean, you can have everything in the story. Oh, we're talking about story. time like that. That's are what we? I'm saying. We have the Here, future let me, let and they me come write back. this timeline down and yeah, take well, my there shit There you off. go. You don't have to come back, you know. But with that, uh, I do think it's one that's going to be like the next step where, okay, we right. beat them. I'm not going to, I don't want to destroy this before. It's that silly. What we can do though is I can go back and change time and do this. And that's where, you know, Barry is like, no, you can't. Well, I tried. Is, it in didn't order work. to save these people, you know, you're going to need the speed force help. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Barry, I don't know how much Barry remembers about the button and whatnot <laughs> because yeah. we had Jay, we had freaking, you know, Jay Garrick there, the original Flash. He hasn't brought the idea up that he's seen no. this guy, you know, disremember yeah, my remember, name, Barry. He saw the we, helmet. 
Oh, no, like, yeah, and the when, button when he saw. pushed him out oh, of the speedboat. Remember, speed he didn't remember his name. Then he, out but we never out talked mind. about him seeing this guy in the speed force it's ever so ridiculous. I, I would, I'm going to guess that he comes through in this as well. I think that we'll see him by the end of this, and we're going to get And I don't even think all these people, they could be trapped in the speed force because the speed force does outrank time to a degree. Yeah. So if time was changed, all of these people who were connected to the speed force could have been saved yeah. because of the speed force and just be trapped in there. So Zoom might be right. They might be stuck in here. Destroying it, obviously not the way to go. No, I, he's kind of, uh, I don't know what he's going with that. But yeah, we may get, uh, we may get Jay back, Jay Garrick. Well, and the also, problem since is, we, since we also do know too that Zoom's whole idea is to give Wally West tragedy to make yeah, him a better flash. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think this plan is on the up and up. Well, and, and the other deal is, if you look at the timing and things like that, you do have Jay Garrick, who you think might be involved with the, you know, the changes that would come at the end of the Doomsday Clock. Yeah. And with that being so delayed, maybe we're not going to see him. And that's why we haven't heard of him, because now it doesn't jive with the timing. And they've kind of separated that out because that was supposed to end at the end of the actually December. This coming yeah. up December. Now it's going to end next August. So maybe they're, they're pulling back. But there is a rumor that David F. Walker, they had a lot of rumors about these books. They said, listen, Green Lantern, the rumor was Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps will be canceled. And then uh, Grant Morrison's coming on for a new number one uh, Green Lantern. Green Lantern book, And yeah. as we saw in the August solicits, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern is, is canceled. It's ending in August. So if that's the fact, you also have this story kind of going uh, into the summer and whatever and having things. And one of the other rumors was David F. Walker coming back to D.C. and doing a flash book. They never said what it was. People, right. it, the way it was announced or said in this rumor was doing a flash book, not doing the flash book. And I actually think that all of this will lead to a Wally West flash family book that David F. Walker will be doing. Uh, so I do think at the end, obviously, I think that Wally gets back his family, gets all that stuff back. Uh, but we'll see. We'll I see don't know. how it Just, goes. I'm telling you, I, I want Wally to be the old Wally, have all of his history back, his timeline, his kids, his, Linda as the wife. I want all that good stuff for him. I don't want it right now, though, because of the way the timeline until that is everything is fixed and everybody remembers all the past yeah, continuity. Yeah, but this is it the just thing: be is, weird. haven't we seen that basically they're just going character by character in heaven? Must be Wally West reborn. They're just going to go. <laughs> they're willy nilly throwing all of a sudden, like we said, Wonder Woman. All oh, that's alive from before. Superman. Huh, I guess that's Superman reborn. I don't know. We, me, and you, nobody knows the rules of that. It'd just be such a weird idea because here we have, you know. Barry and Iris, they just pretty much started dating, and then we'll get out of this. And Wally's been married with kids for years. Well, it, it, obviously, one of the, the uh, you know, the things in its way is Linda remembering, but maybe yeah. that happens when the kids come or something. Or maybe you end up with a weird deal where Linda doesn't remember, and it's single dad, you know, Wally, like in Convergence. We'll have oh, that. Terrible. Uh, who knows? And there you go. And then all I'm it gonna is. I'm going to start going up to people, every, like, girls at bars, like, you and I, well, like, we're married. We have kids. Come on. Don't you remember me? Just say my name. Restraining order. <laughs> 911. Like, That's not my That's name. Not my my name. name's Eric. Uh, yes. Uh, I love this, though. I actually really, really enjoyed it, even with the nitpicking and stuff like that. Yeah. This actually is the start of an event in a book that I am fully down with. I think that it did set up, like, all of a sudden you see some things that Josh Williamson did set up, and he doesn't force them. There's not a real time where you have this, yeah, you have 
boy, I thought that they were friends after the Gorillic Rods. But yeah, other, that than, that, off, but other than that, that's just yeah. that. You don't have a lot of these, like, you know when I came through the Speed Force and I went to Linda and she wasn't my lightning rod, like that, you could say, and when I was on the Titans and they had my heart stopped, like, you're not getting, we know that. If you, you don't know, then problem? you should go. I don't. That it must be Wally West Reborn. He has a heart problem. He loves too much, Eric, is Ooh. what his heart problem is. But I liked it. I give it a 9 out of 10. It's one of those where uh, we said with the Wonder Woman, I do think that my score maybe went up a half a point just for the fact that I'm like, okay, I'm having some fun. I, I really had some fun with this. I'm not had fun with a lot of these issues, even ones that were being spelled out as just for fun. So I'm in. I've been waiting for the Splash War, and I'm really into it. I hope that it keeps going because one of the things I don't see this often about Joshua Williamson on the Flashbook, but I think you would agree with me, is he sets up things pretty cool and then things peter out. Like say when yes. we had the Rogues arc where we were all into it. Rogues that just, reloaded. That just ended. Like, stupid on a boat and stuff like that. So I hope that this, I hope he can stick the landing as we go through, but what would you give it? I'd give this an 8 out of 10. I really look forward to see what we have here. I think it's a really cool setup for what we got and there was like, well, like you said before, previous issues, a little bit thrown out there that like you don't have to reference back to here, which no. I do enjoy for anybody who's been paying attention. It's all here in the flashbook for us to go forward. And while I'm not a huge Howard Porter fan, pretty much like everything here looks really so good. Much. And this shows me that I know that you, him and Kenneth Roqueford have, have a similar style. It's not your, you don't jive with it. That's not, not your style. It's not, but I think that you see that when he has a little extra time, because remember, they pulled him off the flash book, you know, months ago, it seems to, to get ready for this whole deal. And boy, when he has that little bit of extra time, everything looks great. It looks so good. I, I love the way it looked, but yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it, but we're going to go off now to some more mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast a week, even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First I'll hear mail with Jim, now mail with Jim. All right, here we are with more mail. Mail section number two we got coming at you right now with a bullet. We're going to start off with Ruben. Ruben's calling in from Seattle. What do you want to hear, Ruben? Ruben? What do you want to hear, Ruben? I'd really like to hear some Freebird, buddy. Ah, sorry, we have a no Freebird policy here at WYRC K-Rock, uh, the greatest hits of all time. There you go, Eric. That, that, right YRC. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was a runaway train right there. Uh, I'll tell Never you, coming back. I'll tell you, uh, this week, if you do turn on the radio, you get a lot of those, especially a classic rock station. will have those, uh, you know, the, the Philly 500. It's Memorial Day, and we're going to we're gonna go down the top 500 songs of all time. And kind of like, listening. we're going through the alphabet. Yeah, no, the, the one that I heard, it's this bit. So I'm there, and I'm like, oh, this is, I always like that. I always like to hear some songs, because a lot of times you'll get some songs that aren't in heavy rotation anymore and whatnot. 
I realize again why I hate it because I start hearing songs that I don't consider classic rock. Because I'm there and they're like, all right, that was Pink Houses by John Cougar Mellencamp. You all remember that one, right? I'm like, yeah, that's a classic rock song. Now I I really liked it. My band, my cover band, we played that in in college when I was there. All right. All right. Next up is Come As You Are by Nirvana. Kill me. Kill me. (laughs) How is this happening? Holy moly, when did this happen? And now we have next, it's this little tune we like to call I Did It All for the Nookie by Limp Biscuit. I'm like, yeah. Ooh, I'm, I am taking you off my presets. I don't need the station. That wasn't one of them. I would hope to God that that would never come up. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Mail section number two, Eric. It's Ruben. Ruben's calling from Seattle. And hey, Ruben, what do you. I'm not even going to go through that again, Eric. That would be nonsense. Ruben says, Hi, Jim and Eric. Hi, Jim and Eric. Don't talk Sorry. about Reuben like that. Jesus, criminy. Reuben is a good guy. After reading issue number five of The Silencer, I quickly searched for news about whether DC solicited more than six issues of the series. And yes, the answer is yes. And they uh-huh. solicited all of these books past six, much to my chagrin. To my delight, they are at least releasing eight issues, and I'm hoping for a long run. It's just going to be – it's all down to sales. Uh, it's not going to be quality at all. And some of these – like you may get a sign silencer that ends up being canceled before say the curse of brimstone it'll be nonsense because i do like i we did it this week on the patreon yeah, my I enjoyed favorite age new hero book it is mine as well and we never saw that coming you're blind nope. you didn't see it coming to my delight yeah he says they're releasing it yes uh i can't see these lasting then again i, I think the other day scooby apocalypse 72 came out who Fucking would ever nonsense. thunk it jesus criminy the silencer has become one of my favorite titles he says in general I can go with that. Actually, yeah. I really can. We we put it as our favorite of the new age of DC Heroes deals, but we haven't been liking a lot of the regular books. So the plot is recycled. The protagonist's power set is underwhelming, but strangely it works. Kudos to Dan Abbott for the strong storytelling. I agree. It, it, it has something to it. Might be, what other book has Jelly Bean? One thing he's doing very well is using the fact that the general story is familiar to spring surprises. Since this was billed as DC's Punisher and also has a very strong John Wick vibe, I was convinced that Honor was confronting Quietus in the diner in issue number one and that Blake was dead. These assassin types are often fueled by the death of family members and the dialogue suggested Honor was getting revenge for Blake's death. Instead, she's confronting Talia and Blake's just on a quote-unquote Eric, business trip. Uh, I think this is more of a V.I. Warchowski story, possibly. Similarly, it was completely plausible that Deathstroke just wanted to silence the silencer to restore balance to the underlife. It makes sense. He's all about the money. So I was sure his cameo was over once he started the news that Talia told Leviathan, hey, uh, that Honor was still alive. Instead, he was just playing the long game and trying to coax Talia out of hiding for another underboss gun. I would have been fine with the cameo if he just shared the news and then left the book, but the twist gave me the great oh shit feeling that is the high I look for when reading comics. Finally, yeah. I have to give Abnick credit for the pacing of the story. He very easily could have played it safe by milking the secret second life idea for several more issues. It seems like he pulled that band-aid off this issue with her son, seeing her pull on her outfit and engage in a gunfight with a gun squad. And with that, I would say that this is the best paced Dan Abnick book. I'd also like to say that the way they're saying they do it is the art comes first, and that may be why. The pacing may be picked up now by Victor Bogdanovich, who is – if that's the case, kudos to him even more. I suppose he might play the – I don't see that happening though, right? 
Do you think that basically what you would have is that Dan Abnett now would send – like I've read some scripts lately, these comic scripts, and some guys are very heavy-handed. Like, okay, this character comes in from the left. Uh, they resemble uh, Potsy from Happy Days. They go more from Orcs there, and the next thing you know, they're in Laverne and Shirley. They spell these out really. Is it maybe one of these that he gives the basic story? Like, okay, this issue I want honor, this, this, and this, and whatever. Here you go. Then, then you have Victor Bogdanovich. Okay, I get the concept. I'll draw the art as the way I think, and then send it back, and then do that because blindly having the artist just drawing things, it, it wouldn't seem like that would be a good idea anymore. Not at I, all. Yeah, so I think that that was a little overplayed, but it is a better pacing in this book. I like to think I, that happened for every first issue. And then since then, they've abandoned that idea because it's terrible. Yeah, maybe. And, uh, yeah, it's like one of those things where you get, you know, everybody thinks the greatest idea is, you know, you had it in emails. You'll even have it on Twitter or Facebook. Like, okay, Eric, me and you are going to write a story. I'll write a sentence, and then you write a sentence. The next thing you know, whenever I do that, it gets very sexy, very quick, Eric, because that's all I get. Like, you're like, ah, yeah, guy shows up to get a massage. Please don't start with that because you're going to get something back that you did not intend to get back. Uh, but it it doesn't ever lead to a great story. It always, you know what I'm saying. So you're really hinging these books on a gimmick that the gimmick isn't really a gimmick to the reader. The reader just gets it and reads, and is not going to say, "Oh my God, I can tell this or that or the other thing." It's a behind the scenes gimmick that is trying to get the Marvel way. But that's I don't think the people nowadays would you know be hip with that. You know these these people do their works. Right. I suppose he might play the. Uh, this has to be our little secret bean card. I think that's what she'll say. Our kids say the darndest things card, but I don't think he's going to do that. Uh, if Eric's the one who's right, Jellybean's going to spill the beans, and her husband's going to be like, oh, shit, I guess this is going to have to happen now. And all of a sudden, we have, I'm telling you, now it's Sharon Stone in Total Recall. It's doing fucking Mr. karate kicks. It's No, 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 Sharon Stone in, in Total oh. Recall. I told you, and then you I have told that. You to go to I'm telling you, then you have that cool fat guy, the uh, construction worker that works with you. I told you not to go to recall. That guy's dead. They scramble your guy. brain. I love that guy too. Uh, but yeah, that Talia was going to play dumb about how she manipulated Honor to get back into the game, but she just came out and said, "I did it." I agree with that. That was like, yeah, that was me. Even though this isn't the Brave and the Bold six-issue history of Seattle scenes <laughs> that we've all been waiting for. Remember, I said that that's the book I want now. Yeah. The uh, Rubens walking tour of Seattle. Uh, we've all been waiting for. It. I'm still hooked and can't wait for issue number six. Part and aside of that walking tour with Ruben is he will tell you while Jimi Hendrix was born in Seattle Eric, that's not when he made his, his making you know being famous so he is not considered a Seattle artist to him he, he told me that the one day and it upset me uh, until next time Ruben there you go walking tour of Jimi Hendrix the next email is <laughs> Brandon you, Brandon uh, says, sup, fellas. Saw Deadpool up, 2 on a day off this week. Not too shabby, I have to say. Pretty funny overall. This is good. Brandon is a little more positive uh, because I'm talking to her as we're doing this podcast tonight on Twitter, and that motherfucker seems like he's going to jump off a bridge. And I don't even know. Do they – even at this point, in the, he jumps off a bridge. He's hitting ice, Eric. Yeah. It's going to hurt. You're not going to hit water in Buffalo. But not, not up to the quality of the first film. I'm not getting into spoilers here, really, so no 
no threats to anyone who hasn't yet has seen it yet. But I do want to mention something about one of the characters. Anyway, this kid in the movie who the plot basically revolves around. Sounds like Brandon's like going to try to beat around the bush, but yeah. he's going to spoil he's it anyway. Spoil everything. Yeah, might be in the top three of the most annoying worst movie characters ever created. There is genuinely not one scene this douchebag is featured in that I enjoyed at all unless something bad was happening to him. I don't know who was responsible for casting that actor, but all I can say is that person is do better at your goddamn job. Anyway, thoughts from you fellas if you've seen it. That kid was the worst, right? Right, yeah, Eric? The, kid, the thing is, I didn't care for the kid all that much, but for some reason, I didn't really focus on him that much for everything else that was going on. Yeah, he's the focal point that our movie's based around, but... I don't know. He didn't bother me that much. I could see where you're coming from totally. And I think I do like the first movie better, but I still had fun with Deadpool too. Well, we were going to go see it this morning. We were going to go see it at 10 o'clock. I got up. I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to get going. Get them movie passes revved up. We're heading out. Logan says to me, I can't go. My phone is overheated. It won't charge. And you need your phone. You need the app to get you know, yeah. the thing going. So he's saying that there's no way – that it'll get, you know, his phone will go. He can't charge it. He has this problem where it overheats and will not charge. So there, boom, he's out. So, hey, Rafe, because him and Rafe are the only one. Rafe, we're going to go see Deadpool 2. You want to go? I can't. I left my wallet in my locker at school, and that's where my movie pass is. I'm like, I, why is Dad buying this goddamn movie pass? I'm like, really? This isn't the Marvel app, fellas. I, I'm not just going to have this, and we can't go. And so I got mad. So as this went on, obviously Rafe's out for the whole weekend, and we're planning to see Deadpool 2 and Solo, and then possibly another movie was the plan. We were going to each day, because we have obviously it's uh, Memorial Three Day, day on Monday. Yeah. Uh, we were going to go on Monday to see whatever third movie that we wanted to throw in. Well, we're now one day down so now the plan will be solo and deadpool 2 in the meantime we were gonna go tonight and i said to, to logan yeah we don't have a lot to do tonight we're gonna go tonight i know your mom might get upset uh but the show is at 10 50 eric look at your clock right now oh yeah that's that ain't happening that ain't happening so uh hopefully we go see it tomorrow and yes, my son is young, and yes, he's going to go. You've got a problem yeah, with it. Yeah, well, you, you took him to see the first Deadpool. This one's way yeah, less, yeah. you know, uh, terrible for a child to see in my yeah. mind. If you have problems, email tanyahasissues at gmail.com. You can talk to her about it. I got a real problem right now. That's not a real address here. No. I got a real problem right now, the comics industry as a whole. Now, I will tell Brandon, I'm looking at his email now. There's not one bit of red. There's no red, Eric. Uh, you know yeah, why? Shit. Because whole, he spelled H-O-L-E. So it oh. wasn't misspelled. <laughs> the comics industry as a whole. It makes sense, though. Might want to address, and that is a comic book the comic right now. The comic industry is a whole. That, that feels mighty, mighty light lately. Like you mentioned last podcast, or the one before, or maybe every one, it would be tough to put together a DC-only $25 pull list. Well, for me right now, it was so fun when we did that because you'd have to narrow books down. Now yeah. you're begging to get anything on that. Well, for me right now, it's hard to put together a do-or-die $25 uh, comic industry pull list at the moment for single issues in general. I seem to be migrating slowly but surely to digital comic realm lately, mainly catching up on Marvel Unlimited, mostly. I don't know if you know it, Eric. I love that app. And my old I've trade heard. collections, instead of blowing 20 to 30 bucks a week on things I'm not seeing an actual story from with a beginning, middle, and end, I can understand or care about uh, most God, months. he just needs everything. I know. This is the Brandon that I know and love. I mean, Brandon, welcome back, Beginning, Brandon. middle, and well, end? Welcome Jeez. back, my friend. Somebody who demands that much out of a story. How dare you? <laughs> 
At heart of comics, these things are just stories, but it feels like too often lately writers and the publishers are more interested in dragging them out to unsatisfactory levels and delaying any sort of gratification with an actual ending. Is he talking about comics or possibly marriage now, Eric? Just to keep me and readers spending money, and it's wearing me the F out. I'll always love comics. He says the F out. We have a Marvel podcast. I love it, Brandon. We're not going to curse on this one. (laughs) Cursing like a sailor. (laughs) I'll always love comics, and I'll never stop reading them, listening to this podcast, going to the movies, but DC and Marvel are starting to break me with their subpar books week after week. If I had a gun to my head and had a choice of a $25 uh, list, industry-wide, it would probably be right now Red Hood and the Outlaws, three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Old Man Logan, three ninety nine. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, three ninety nine. Deathstroke, three ninety nine. That's a late edition brand, so that's cool. Yeah. Infinity Countdown, Infinity Wars, four ninety nine. It seems like he's already over the limit, but Avengers, three ninety nine. This for now would take Batman or Spider Man's spot because I despise both writers, despite uh, being both my favorite characters from each company. And he says that's twenty five dollars total. Uh, that might be Buffalo math, Eric. It's twenty five dollars uh, a chicken wing and a kick to the balls is what you get there <laughs> uh, honorable mention x-men grand design eric you know that i pushed that and they're coming out with a new i know that first Ed issue. oh my yeah really the second issue was not as great i think that the concept uh just the idea of that first issue was so great i ran i sat there and i talked days about that to you and you were get you were into it with me because i actually yeah. knew some stuff and we could and then did they talk about we could this finally talk about the oh, x-men it was, it was so great 499 still issues coming but not quite sure when yeah they're, they're coming uh and that's one of those that at points it might come out like every six months it's a it's a big book ed pisker does it it did the uh, uh history of hip-hop the uh what i can't remember exactly hip-hop what it was history called. hip-hop history down the lane I, I i forget it actually i wish i could remember but uh he does the art and the writing and it's very dense all those books that he does are real dense so i i like them and the books he says for this week no justice this reminds me of metal in part because there are a bunch of things i like uh littered throughout the story but for some reason i just have this gut feeling the end will leave me feeling blah and just continue on in the ongoing just league books without a real ending still i don't totally understand what's up yeah they're going after trees and doing stuff to them because because the brainiacs, but it's not just jiving in the making sense category for me. Obviously, you heard us, and I'm right with you. I'm also sick of comics constantly switching artists. Put one artist, one uh, each monthly book, have it due each month. What is the GD issue here? Again, he's family friendly here. <laughs> the GD issue. Detective. Well, I'm telling you, he, he's like, yeah, what is with the GD issue here? We start off, hey, uh, yeah, it's Eric Shea here, and I'm Jim Werner. I'm fucking Brandon. Oh, wait. He starts yelling. There we go. I actually, uh, this week, actually had to stop the podcast because you said a curse. I'm like, okay, stop it. We'll start. I had you go again. At yeah, the, it was at the, the end, beginning, so it wasn't that big deal. At the end, Brandon's like, that guy, he's talking about Robbie Ray. Yeah, Robbie Ray's is just a shitty brother. That fucking guy, he's a uh. shitty-ass brother. I'm like, yep, there we go. There's going to be an E for explicit on this one again. <laughs> Detective. Well, wouldn't you know, the final issue turns into Stephanie Brown is awesome issue, which is the reason I dropped this book in the first place. So to have it all wrap up during Batman Eternal, no less, and around back to that, while ignoring most other mysteries, he himself, tying in the fourth, sets up, leads me to give this a fuck you five 
Good. And say an FU5. Not an enjoyable Batman and Robin Eternal FU5 either. There he goes, FU. The art was decent. The storytelling was average to nonsense for most of the run, which leads me to my final point. When every comic book run concludes nowadays, it sure does feel like everyone is quick to jump on Twitter and proclaim it the best run ever. With yep. Which now, I'm telling you, there's so many 10 out of 10s for that Detective Comics. It's not a 10 out of 10. It, it, it just isn't. I know that every it's a subjective thing. I know this. I don't care. It's not a 10 out of 10, which now has a phase or a phrase can go eat a bullet along with killing it because it has lost all meaning when attached to Ben Percy's Green Arrow or James Tynan's Detective Comics. They're all killing it there. Man, I'm an angry man this week. I blame Jim for triggering me about LaFlop James. Eric, now I, now I need a LeBron James. LeBron James, best ever, Eric. Best ever goes seven games with the Bucks and a depleted Celtics. Please, he says, please, those depleted Celtics beat our Sixers. The Celtics, they, they, they're actually, they play well as a team. Please, Jim, name five players not hurt on the Celtics right now with, without internet assistance. That's who's taken the best ever to seven games. Robert Parrish still on the team, Eric. It could he be? Dennis Johnson. Uh, Invincible Iron Man number 600 is next, and he says, goddamn Bendis, that is worse. This is what super Superman will turn into Save Us All, because we're going to go off now to the Marvel Minute. is the Marvel Minute. I'm coming to you guys solo on Memorial Day weekend here. I had to get this done early, so Trevitt will not be joining me today. Uh, but I am going to talk about the book you guys voted for, which was Invincible Iron Man number 600. And I think everybody is playing a trick on me, making me review Bendis's swan song here on Iron Man on his way out the door at Marvel Comics. But I'll do it for you guys. I, I will do it. I'll do my best. Um, here we go. Writer Brian Michael Bendis, arch enemy of mine, personally. Uh, we have an art team of 12 different artists and seven different colors on this 42-page extravaganza for $5.99, I believe. Uh, and it's a Marvel Comics production. So I'm going to get into the blurb, go through this issue best I can, and discuss what's up here. So Bendis leaves Iron Man on his way out to DC Comics, and much like a dog left alone for too long one summer afternoon day, he also left behind a few presents for the Marvel Universe to play with. By presents, I mean trash all over the floor and a bunch of shit on the rug on his way out the door. So let's get into Iron Man 600 the best I can and get this over with, please, so I can hand off reviewing duties of Brian Michael Bendis' books to Jim and Eric and get a sense of my comic sanity back. Uh, so here we go. Uh, fair warning before you guys read this book, if you have yet to already. Um, don't, first of all. Uh, but again, if you have yet to already, be prepared to read a lot. Uh, the issue begins painfully with Tony Stark's AI, who is just insufferable throughout the issue. Talking over two pages, 
the first of which has 19 word bubbles, the second of which I think has 21. I counted them all out. Uh, blabbling like a maniac. Um, if you can maintain any sense of interest through these two pages, you yourself deserve uh, some sort of Eisner Award. Um, anyway, it all boils down to t- Tony signed the shit out of himself uh, so that when he went into a coma, he basically rebooted, um, whatever that all means. So now he's alive and he's bald, uh, and there's a bunch of jokes about that. Uh, all in the first five pages, he feels bad about Rhodey also being dead, so he decides to dig him up out of whatever grave he was buried in. He's ironically still in his war machine armor. I don't know how. Never mind. Uh, never mind all that because the Punisher actually has the war machine armor currently. Uh, Bendis doesn't give a fuck because it's not his continuity. Um, and then Iron Man brings him back to life somehow, despite. Rhodey never undergoing all these same experiments Tony had undergone uh, to kind of, you know, reboot his system. So now Rhodey is back. Uh, this after Bendis himself had just killed that character in Civil War II. So what the point of all that was, nobody knows. Um, all of this, what well, happens, I don't know, in the first six or seven pages, it's all poorly explained, um, filled with narration boxes and text boxes, uh, I, don't, I don't know what else to say about it. We're going to move on uh, from that scene, and, and we join Riri, who I find personally insufferable as a character, and I cannot stand her. She meets up with Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, yep, that same one, the painter, inventor. Uh, and he tells uh, her basically that he invented S.H.I.E.L.D., um, and now that it's collapsed, he wants to create a new one, right? Because uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. was so good. Um, and he wants to have Riri as one of the super spies in it. So then Miles shows up, uh, because, you know, a Bendis character. Um, and he is also going to be recruited to be in this new shield, uh, which I guess is exclusively for Bendis created characters. I don't know. Uh, you don't see anybody else there really that you can recognize besides Blade, who is, I guess, training everybody. I don't know. Uh, Again, nothing's really explained in this issue. Things kind of just happen. I waited pretty much the entire uh, entirety of this scene for Jessica Jones and Luke Cage to make an appearance. I was 100% certain it was going to happen. Uh, Bendis created Jessica Jones, obviously. He just has a hard-on for Luke Cage. Um, you know, So those two are obviously married. They have their daughter. But uh, I, I totally expected them to make an appearance, and then they may have. Uh, and I just could have missed it because I cared so little while reading this title. But uh, anyway, that, that scene basically ends with that Leonardo telling Miles and Riri, you know, the, the best super spies are apparently teenagers, uh, so I want you to. Uh, we go off to deal with Tony's quote-unquote real parents, his birth parents, because he's been adopted, nobody knew. But uh, he was adopted, so these are his real parents who meet up after years of playing, you know, the spy game. Uh, Tony's dad is also back from the dead while never really being dead in the first place. They, they He thought, um, Tony, or everybody kind of thought that his birth mother killed them because she found out he was a Hydra agent. So, you know, a whole bunch of nonsense going on. This was all a thread started by Karen Gillen in, in I think, 2008 or so during his run. Uh, that Bendis took upon himself to kind of wrap up when he picked uh, up the book. Um, 
And all I'll say is, is that it's it's real, real weird how an adopted Tony Stark looked exactly like Howard Stark for years. Uh, usually, you know, adopted children don't look exactly like their foster parents. Uh, but we'll chalk this one up to a comics coincidence, I guess. Um, their conversation, Tony's mom and dad, is eventually interrupted by Mary Jane. Um, she decides to make an appearance after, you know, pretty much being ignored for most of this run, just being a side character uh, that didn't really do a whole lot besides, you know, kind of help Tony out with his business. Uh, that's how that, that scene all really ends, and, and things get fuzzy for me from here on out, guys, because I lost total interest. We're at about page 18 of 42, and they head off to some boat, and this scene was just entirely too hard to follow uh, reading on a tablet. So I had, had no idea what was occurring where. It's, I guess, Iron Man, Rhodey, Iron Doom all kind of attacking this boat because... The Red Hood, who's controlled by Mephisto, or, or I don't know what the hell's going on here, is trying to take control of Stark Industries. So there's just a big fight that kind of puts an end to all that, I guess. I'm not really too sure. Um, again, this is just Bendis at his complete worst, uh, ignoring any other continuity. All he does is push his own characters throughout this book. Uh, he... he he hasn't made any of them pretty much good or interesting in years. So, uh, you know, whenever they make an appearance, it's just kind of, hey, you know, there's Miles or there's Riri, who's never been fun. Uh, this book is filled with so much nonsense dialogue, I can't possibly care to try and finish the story that's somewhere hidden underneath it all. Um, some things happen to Dr. Doom. I think his face might be scarred again. It's hard to tell towards the end of this book. I don't know if he blows up. Whatever city he escaped to, Latveria, or whatever's going on, it, the, the end is so muddled uh, and confusing. I was hoping to let Trevitt explain it all, but I couldn't get a hold of him in time to, uh, you know, get this recorded and out before I have to take off for the day. So, uh, all I will say as I wrap this up is do not read this book. Um, the Tony Stark AI narr narration is pretty much insufferable. It goes on throughout most of the titles. 42 pages he says the word ego i think no less than 410 times this issue uh whatever dan slot does with his iron man run i hope he ignores everything and anything bendis set up here uh and it's kind of bullshit that bendis uses a final issue of an iron man run to leave a whole bunch of presents behind for other people to play with while he goes off to dc um, kind of, you know, pushing an agenda that he's not going to be around to see through, and I hope nobody addresses, and, and we, it can all be left here in Iron Man 600 and and just drowned, uh, never to be mentioned again. This was an insufferable issue overall. I can't even talk about it anymore. Uh, I would suggest not reading it, not spending your money on it. This is a forget it all together. Um, the art was decent. That's about all you'll get in this issue that, that I found worth any sort of my time of day. Um, if you bought it and you spent five ninety nine, uh, just think of it as expensive kindling and burn it next time you have a bonfire this summer. Uh, and do yourself a favor, get it out of your collection uh, and sell any Brian Michael Bendis Iron Man books online. You can get a decent price on eBay actually for uh, the first couple issues. Re-reason if you got those. Um, I, I hawk those forever ago. I want I want nothing to do with any of that. So I'm signing off. 
I'm handing over Brian Michael Bendis' duties to Jim and Eric. Thank God I don't have to concern myself with him on the Marvel side of things anymore. And I don't review the Superman book, so yay for me. Uh, but yeah, you guys know where to find me. I'm at bmer3660. I'll put the poll up on Monday, uh, Memorial Day, so everyone have a good weekend. Uh, shout out to the troops if you're listening. Thank you guys for everything you do, and peace out. We'll get Trevor on the horn next week and be back to normal. Uh, last, last thing before I go, uh, Jim got me all fired up about LeBron James, who is a bum and will never live up to Michael Jordan, ever. Um, so, yeah, on that note, peace out, and talk to you next week. Bye. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No war threats, evil mites. Beware of my power, green's light. Green's light. Green's light. He may be banned in real life, but not in the green zone. Not in the emerald, not in the emerald heaven or whatever. I, I couldn't remember what they called the uh, Green Lantern heaven. I asked Emerald Eric. Twilight. Is that? Yeah, what I guess it is right? the emerald. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I kept saying emerald sight, so maybe it is the emerald twilight. There you go. Uh, we have uh, the remaining wrong turn in the Emerald Twilight. He's there with us forever, uh, always hand-in-hand oh. with a green book. Uh, and Reggie's here, obviously. Oh, how you doing, Reggie? Hello. Hello. And we're going to be doing uh, two sections of two books uh, with you, and then you're going to be doing with Chrissy, Mother Panic. Uh, right. And I'll let you know. This first section is a little better than the second. I- I'm just going to oh, yeah. give you a little spoiler alert. Spoilers. That the first section of books is a little better than the second. And what are we starting with, Reggie? Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 45, written by Robert Vendetti, art by Ethan Van Skyver and Jason Wright. I knew of a dark star that swallowed a guy. I don't know why it swallowed a guy. I guess he'll die. I knew a John Stewart who tricked a Kryptonian, played to his ego, said Feyora was boning him. He tricked a Kryptonian to fight off the guy. I don't know why Dark Stars swallowed a guy. I guess he'll die. I knew a Hal Jordan who was smug and loved flaming him, enlisted a guy who was mostly cranium. He picked Hector Hammond to hang with the Kryptonian and tricked the Kryptonian to fight off the guy. I don't know why Dark Stars swallowed a guy. I guess he'll die. Yes, I, I don't think I, I'm hoping Guy does not die. And yeah, I, I mean, the, the big deal is Guy joins the Dark Stars. Do you think that that is on the up and up? I mean, it seemed no. very, it seemed very quick. You know I what I mean? It's, Especially yeah. right after, basically, you know, teaming up with Arkillo and saying, yeah. let's get him. Yeah, it's I, such I, a I weird deal. I think he's playing a double agent. And yeah. that truly is the only real thing of note that happened yeah. in this issue. Because otherwise, it's a matter of Jon Stewart getting Zod, more tricking Zod to, to yeah. fight and Hector a, ally with him. And then Hector Hammond going with, uh, and you know, we did not get the Hal Jordan atomic uh, skull interactions. No, I think no they, they kind of threw shade at each other and stuff I, like that. I think that we did get something big out of this because of this whole Dark Star Green Lantern War. We found out that the Dark Stars, they killed Wedget, so they drew first blood. Wedget. They drew first blood. You mean the Wolfman? 
Is that, the is that the Wolfman? The Green Lantern Wolfman? Uh, also, actually, I do want to point out one thing that was interesting. Is they're, they're going with that idea that the rings are not seeking out any new uh, recruits. And they made yeah. sure uh, that that was kind of spelled out. And I actually I appreciated that a little, that you have that. Uh, I don't know when they're going to resolve okay, it's that. It's so weird. We're 45 yeah. issues in. And I don't know when they're going to resolve it's that. It's always been a problem where there's something wrong with the rings ever since they came back from the universe that existed before our own. That they are not searching out new. Yeah, it's almost like they're wonky because they had switched universes, but they're not even talking about that switching of universes. So they're not talking about these rings, but yet there you go. It doesn't say, you know, looking for a new deal. Yeah, it, it's very odd. Now, the Wolfman, uh, he ends up uh, dying in a very horrific way. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that face is just disgusting. Just disgusting. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with Reggie. Not a ton happens again. We're, we're What happened is, basically, you, you have a book that had pacing issues already with Robert Venditti. It's something that we say all the time. Uh, he decided that he's going to go to issue 50, and in the meantime, the solicits came out. 50 ends this series. The problem is I think he decided to go to that 50 way early because we uh-huh. heard about him going to 50 a couple issues ago. Well, we still have five issues, and it's this story. What else can they tell? And so yeah, really. we're going to get they, a lot of this. One, like epilogue issue. Yeah, yeah like I think, a, yeah. And that would be the oversized 50. And I would say the oversized 50 will be the end of the story with an epilogue attached. So we, yeah, we don't, we're going to get this stuff that just nothing really goes forward. I mean, but yet, I, I, I feel like the way it should have been is all these guys go to recruit the, these villains. And then in the next issue – now the villains are recruited. We're spending two yeah. issues of them dicking around with these guys. Yeah, they're and it's just like dicking around. The, the, the shock of getting Hector Hammond has worn off, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Was supposed well, to be I think we're going to spend an entire issue with Kyle Rayner trying to recruit Orion. Orion. Yeah, oh yeah, God. it's nonsense. And, and with that, I actually wish that they would have set something up where uh, there was a little bit – I know that it probably goes against the Dark Star continuity, but these are kind of new. They've already changed up their game. Well, I'm telling I, you, just with Jon Stewart talking about everything that he was being and a he sniper doesn't target, mention it. he doesn't mention no, him being a – I yeah, think that, that continuity is completely too. thrown out. But with that, yeah. I wish that you saw that the Dark Stars almost, when they go to recruit a, a guy to be a Dark Star, I actually wish that Venditti would have set something up, just a little bit of a, a thing thrown aside that maybe – if you're an angry fellow, almost like a Red Lantern type right. of thing, but this would be if you are a guy hell bent on revenge and hell bent on doing uh, justice your way, you know, like that. That I wish that it was set up that somehow the Dark Stars can kind of take you over and go, because then at least you'd be like, okay, oh no, guy, he's influenced by this because of what you know Tomar Two says. Uh, but with that guy just ends up switching and you're like, really? Like, like you really think he's there with Arkillo saying, Hey buddy, you know, we're going to do this and they're the big bad and they're going to take over. What? Tell me, all right, I'm with you. And then I just, just like, go. Go. imagine hanging out at a bar. You got a buddy there. You talk about how great friends you are. Yep. We're going to do all this stuff together. And then your, One of your, your other, other guys friends shows up. come up. All right. See you, oh, see yeah. you later. I'm going oh, I'm with you. Loser. You're like my buddy. real friends are here. Buddy. In, re- in reality, I'm, I'm better when we're by ourselves. Yeah. I would jump inside the Dark Star armor in a heartbeat. I would oh, yeah, I would too. I could be in the middle of something. I'd be like, oh, I'm jumping. Eric Sari, he's sitting at the at the bar with cuts, and you know, if elbows comes in, he's off I with elbows. Cuts in fifteen years. <laughs> Elbow, <laughs> elbows <laughs> is, is better. Elbows is a fun. Uh, he's more fun. Uh, 
But yeah. yeah, you have John Stewart where that seems again, he is there talking to Zod, talking about all the things that he's been, all the things mentioning, obviously dark stars here and whatnot. And that seems like Venditti is throwing this in to pretty much erase the dark star continuity of John Stewart. He, unless yeah. he just doesn't want to admit it, but well, even the way that, the dark stars were different then than they are yeah. now, but you, so you had to have thought you'd have a connection with, and, and you yeah. had to have thought when he's like, listen, I, in the past, I'm like, Ooh, here we go. I was, I was a Marine. Oh, you're a Marine again. I was all upset. <laughs> uh, but with that, you had the whole thing with Zod, and again, that's extended almost like, you know, where we're talking about the uh the thing later on me and eric are talking to mark about uh batman beyond where bruce is talking about matt being robin and it just keeps going this is like hey zod by the way uh these guys are bad and they're gonna come and get you who do i care yeah yeah but they're they're pretty bad they're gonna come and get you who do i care and it just kind of goes and then it ends up weird because like i said last issue my whole prediction was he was going to be in the middle of talking. They were going to come because he he has killed. It, John Stewart even spells it out, but it's not that. It's more the Tomar, uh, you know, Tomar two deal that he's uh, spelling out like, hey, this is the guy's relative of the it's, guy who was asleep on that at the wheel. Yeah, he's asleep at the wheel there and, and let it blow up, which is funny because earlier in the conversation, uh, you know, Zod mentions this but you know now yeah john stewart does not mind talk about john stewart does not mind throwing anybody under the uh, construct bus here (laughs) and he's like it wasn't me buddy uh but yeah that's that's kind of his in uh trying to get hey hey, you you got a big problem with tomar ray Guess who the leader of the Dark yeah, Stars? His son, Tomar Two. I hey, bet you want a piece of him, huh? Tomar Two. Basically pulled the old buck, buck, buck chicken. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, and, and also throw him under the bus. <laughs> What's that? I'll have a Pepsi free. Uh, but yeah, then you have how you go pay for it, boy. <laughs> Give me a tab. Uh, you have their how is there getting uh, Hector Hammond, and it continues that Hector Hammond that we saw before. He's kind of goofy, you know. Oh, he's there. cross-eyed, crazy. Telling you when he gets in the when Hal makes him this construct armor, it does make me laugh. That that actually made me giggle. But yeah, he wants to help out. Uh, you oh, have Hector. It's funny, too, because you have uh, Atomic Skull, who's just like, listen, you know, I can't let him go. This is my reputation. You know, I don't know if you know this, but I don't have the greatest reputations of being a cop. But but, uh, he ends up, and and Hector wants to blow it. He wants to pop his brain. And Hal won't let him, obviously. I actually thought it was going to happen. I'm like, oh, no. Here we go. And then you have have all this redemption for Atomic Skull just to have his head popped. He'd be so terrible. When when Hector's there, and you just see, like, kind of half of his head, just just to be safe, I should pop his brain. (laughs) It's the worst cross eyes. This looks like Eric when he takes up the deal. I love it. He's so crazy. He looks like a pug. He's so good. Yeah, he does. It's big head mode. Uh, We're playing NBA jams now with with the Hector Hammond. And I I do want to point out, I was thinking while we were doing this, the best – combo in NBA jams no matter what anybody says John Stockton and Carl Malone so there I just wanted to, right. I, I wanted right. to throw that well, the out mailman there. Always the mailman always delivers the mailman John Stockton there you go um, but yeah the issue ends with the guy and the guy was funny in the bar oh no they're gonna ruin my bar this guy's so <laughs> concerned uh, yeah I think that he closes up this bar and never opens it again but yeah you have basically guy just sitting there and tell me, hey, you know, uh, we both have father issues, you know, we want revenge, we like to do the justice the way we like, you know, come on over to my team. Okay. 
And then he becomes All right. a, and then yeah, he's in the armor, which looks awesome. What a twist! Yeah, it is a twist. Looks we awesome. Have soda and pie. Yeah, you know, we. Yeah. Pie. No Do you like parties? <laughs> yeah, I hope no bad people come. You have that with a, you know, and then it ends with Hector. Side <laughs> Hector going off in the craziest looking construct armor with little little hands. I love it. <laughs> it makes yeah. me laugh so hands messed him up so yeah, yeah, bad. It's so screwy. I'm a hero, and whatever you say, Hector. Let's, you're retarded. Let's Hector. go, you retarded Hector Hammond. Oh my goodness gracious! We're gonna but go yeah. fucking make a wild at the BARC. Come on, I actually, buddy. For, for some reason. And I actually thought that what we were going to get, and I was hoping, was I thought that Atomic Skull was going to say, listen, you, you take Hector. I'm coming along. I, I, I wanted was him to go. Too. Yeah, I wanted Me him too. to go along, I, I and he's not. That too. Yeah, that would have been cool, but he's not. And then it's Apparently, he's a nine-to-fiver, though. He has to punch in, punch yeah, out. You know, he, like, he doesn't have. He hasn't accrued the vacation time yet. He, he may he not have vacation. has murdered, and therefore wouldn't he be a target of well, the Well, that stuff. is true. He would, and oh. maybe that's going to be a wraparound to go back. And there's everybody else that recruited. Well, this is the problem. I actually thought that this was going to be along the lines of you would have maybe Jon Stewart – they're going to target him for, you know, destroying a planet and things like that. And I wonder if he's going to use this to possibly, like, point out some other continuities and stuff for people. Uh, well, even at the a- beginning of the New 52 with the Green Lantern Corps, he killed that other guy before he could spill yeah, the yeah, other Green did. Lantern member before I mean, he could and spill then, the beans. You know, how, you know, these guys have some blood on their hands and things like that. Oh, and um, how Jordan was paralyzed. That's what I'm saying. You that's have true. that, and, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a loophole there, but uh, I would have actually, now that we say that, I would have actually have liked a story where instead of this, it, it, basically this is leading to all-out war. Uh, you even have where Achilles like, listen, the, the Yellow Lanterns, they're, they're, they're not going to put up with your bullshit yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm buddy, your friend, they're, buddy. Like, you know, they're, they're yeah, not, cool not going to no do more. it because of that green impurity that John threw in there and didn't tell anybody. But it would have been a cool deal where if this was just a like Reggie likes, a three-issue arc, you had the Dark Stars just to point out like a weird thing, like all of a sudden they come after Kyle. Or, or somebody that you're like, boy, I don't think he killed anybody. And then you find Kyle, out you got your girlfriend out. Alex killed. That yeah. blood's Uh-oh. on your hands. Yeah, yep. now no, basically, uh, he's killing it, they say, and they got a little confused. Aww, it was something on good. Twitter. Uh, but yeah, what'd you it, give it? Son. Yeah, you killed it. What, what would you give it, Reggie? Uh, my only problem with this, I mean, the art is great. We got Ethan yeah, Van Skyver in the saddle, and, you know, he's making everything look super dynamic. And there yeah, were a lot great. of little funny bits, but the story is just moving glacially. Like, then this is the problem with the whole series. Uh, yeah. I really feel like all this could have happened in one issue with with the last issue and by now we should already have like team weirdos you yeah, know you out should. there uh doing what they got to do against the dark stars but uh you know i didn't hate it to death i gave it a six out of ten yeah i'm actually gonna go a little lower i did love the art so it's weird to go a little lower but i'm gonna go five five because it's treading water and with that again we we're, we're guessing that it would be a story where you're gonna have them battle you know, you're going to have war yeah. and all out war. But because of the pacing, you're going to have that. You could have actually had a multi-tiered story where they go after and get the Dark Stars. And then there is something that happens in this. Maybe even Zod. Zod goes nuts, thinks he's going to, you know, use this as an opportunity. And then you could even have by the end of the story, the Dark Stars and the Green Lanterns even teaming up, say. But whatever. But you can't because this doesn't move quick enough. So mm-hmm. basically, the stories, and this I think is a problem with the pacing, like you said, it, it's never been good in this it's slow as hell so basically at the beginning of an arc even like the zod deal and all these we basically say this is how you see the writing on the wall because nothing you know progresses quick enough for anything but that 
generic one thing that we see. Now he might surprise us because this arc is very long, yeah. uh, but still, it just seems like it's long because he's just going to, you know, tread water until he gets that number 50. But yeah, I'll go 5-5. Five, five. What about you, Eric? Uh, the pacing issue is, like you, like you guys said, it is an issue for this whole goddamn thing. And even starting out here for how excited I was what we got for the last issue, I'm still having a good time, though. I love the art a lot, and I like each individual uh, you know, part of the story with dealing with the different lanterns and who they're recruiting and whatnot. It dragged on a little bit longer than it should have, but I thought each individual part had its interesting moments. And I still look forward to the rest of this arc going forward because the Dark Stars are a big threat. And I'm enjoying myself. Like I said, I'm enjoying myself reading this. So I give it 6.8 out of 10. Yeah, I, I think that one of the biggest problems is you'll have that issue 50 uh, that is ending the series, and then we will never see the Dark Stars again. We're going to move on to a separate book, done possibly. The rumor is Grant Morrison, and he's just going to start, you know, whatever he's going to do all over. I, we don't even know what book it would be if it's just going to be. Are you kidding? He'll make it so that Jesus Christ was a Dark Star. Well, that's star. what I'm saying. Which, uh, I'm you saying, though, you're not going to get past. anything from this, though. He's going to change no. everything. He's not, he's not going to continue. So this. that's what I'm I, saying. And I got to say, I also share Eric's worry that because we didn't see Kyle Rayner at all, that we're going to get like a whole yeah. issue of him dicking around with the new gods, which yeah. I'm not really looking forward to. I think to. so too. And, and that'll probably kill my score for next yeah. issue if and, that happens. And with that, though, uh, me and Eric were talking, and we're going to be talking about you know soon enough in the section, actually in the next section that of books with you, Reggie, uh, where when they end a uh, you know a run when a person leaves, we added this. We've already talked about Detective Comics and things like that. Yeah. They do seem to end with a basic like, okay, everything's back to square one. I don't want to. Yeah. It's very odd. I don't it's you a think that's formula. odd? Victory like, lap and get all yeah, the toys and back get in the toy box. Back. This is supposed to and, do is and, just set it up. Yeah, and with that, it, that's fine enough. Like in Detective, you did have this Detective Squad. You had a, I understand that. If you're going to go forward and Brian Hill eventually is going to have that longer arc with Black Lightning, you kind of have to get the team concept away. But all these other books, everything starts so you don't have the a writer who, you know, at the end of the day when they're done and you have years from now, like, man, you know, that Grant Morrison run when he killed off those three people, whatever. It just you never changed have everything. That the ramifications were still feeling yeah, yeah, today. You never have that anymore. And I think that this is another book. It's like DC is so afraid to change things like this anymore. And you'd have it in the New 52. I mean, Keith Giffen would run freaking roughshod through everything. If if this book was canceled, he's killing six people and and screw you if you don't like it. It just seems weird because – Even his ending to his Blue Beetle. All right, we're going to be doing the freaking Justice League 3000. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And with that, when we're saying this and Eric's talking about the Dark Stars, all all I can think of is, eh, it's not going to matter after Venditti leaves. No, no, it doesn't matter to me about, you know, like that whole thing progressing. The Dark Stars will show up sometime yeah. in the future years down the line yeah. I'm happy to have them here and I want to see where they go for yeah. this arc. It's just odd like you could end up with end the book where Guy Gardner's still a dark star and we we have no idea what happened but they'll never do these things. They never will so it, it just it it's almost like the stakes in a book you just you don't care. You know they're no. not, they're I, not I, this happened but I like to porterhouse stakes. Uh, are you a porterhouse guy or are you a T-bone guy? Uh, what about you Reggie? Are you T-bone or porterhouse? I'm a porterhouse kind I'm of guy. I'm a porterhouse guy. I don't like bones. Yeah, I'm telling you, the porterhouse is just, you got more meat. And where's the beef is what I say. 
all the time, but we're going to move on to – I say it all the time. I say it to you, and, and what I mean is our, our feud, Eric. You know, the kids say the beef there. Oh. There, there you go. We're having to beef. It all makes sense. And then I say, oh, man, that Reggie, he's spitting fire. That does not mean he has bad breath, Eric. That means that no, he has a rhyming and a stealing. Uh, so do I right now. I, I'm drinking so much coffee today, uh, which really, Reggie, I like to tell you, is very good for, for high blood pressure. <laughs> I know. I've heard so, that. I've yeah, heard that. Yeah, more some, caffeine, please. Oh, yeah. Somehow, uh, you know, I don't know. Somehow Tanya got word that it might not be so great. I got about seven texts today that she's afraid <laughs> of, She's afraid I'm going to have a stroke, which every time she says that, then I have to pretend I have a stroke to Eric and ask him if we'd continue the podcast if I talk like I was. And he says, now and i, I said not. that basically you and him would get together you do, you would do that. the podcast the podcast would continue with you two and then you would set aside a half hour where you you placate me where i think we're recording and we're not and then the, you, you see me i'm on video i look like hector hammond my eyes are going all over the place and lo, logan lo, yeah, what yeah. you think of a yeah. silencer <laughs> And Logan said uh, to me, because he was at the doctor's with me, and uh, he was my right-hand man lying about all yes. the things. Like if, if the doctor said such things as, do you know what a salad is? I'd look at Logan, and, and Logan would say, possibly. He wouldn't lie. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, well, is that like a, a burger, like a salad? Is that the lettuce and tomato on a burger? He's like, yeah. So I'm I like, think that's bullshit. Uh, no, that's bullshit, buddy. I said, they, they sit there, and I have a lot of issues with this high blood pressure and cholesterol, right? Are, are they ever – I sit there. When is he going to scold me? When am I going to go in and he's going to say, listen – what the fuck diet do you have? Because not only are you on medication, but every time you come in, shit has gone worse. And well, I'd, just, I'd assume if he did this, you'd just lie about it. Yeah, but it would still stick with me. And then I'd leave he, and I'd be like, huh. should be able to tell, though. A doctor should be able to tell that he's basically chomping down Wawa sandwiches no, every other well, day. Wawa sandwiches, boy. Like you go to the dentist. I'm telling I you, that'd know, be great. I don't know, doctor. I, I brush three times a day and floss. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, really. and, and then I say, listen, he's like, do, do you eat well? Like, do you have like chicken? I'm like, Boy, do I is ever it naked well. chicken chalupa? Is that there? It's wild. I get the wild one. It's hot. You know, I, Ooh. yeah. And it's I, naked I, so, so I go, I go to get my blood pressure and my, uh, to talk about my blood pressure, my cholesterol. And then I'm sitting there realizing that I had Taco Bell today. I had, I had that for, for breakfast. I actually did have a Wawa. Uh, pepperoni and cheese bagel. Okay, I got that. That's a check. <laughs> and then the night before, at quarter of 12, ended up having an impromptu double Whopper meal. It was Very Whopper good. Wednesday. I needed yeah. to get there under the gun, and I did. And I had the, I wasn't even, they, Ray asked if we could go, and I'm like, yeah, we can go. I'm not going to get anything eh, when I'm in the drive Of course, yeah. What are you kidding me? That's like, yeah. well, I'm going to take you to the drug spot. I'm not going to yeah. shoot heroin. That's that's when, in, when in Rome, Reggie, is what I say. And then Listen, I got, Tim, I have five very easy things you can do oh. to bring your blood pressure down. Very simple. Five simple steps. <laughs> I know steps. one. I know one. Yeah. There's one, uh, Get rid of Eric. Is that one? No, no. It's, Podcast it's get, over. It's, it's get rid of 
Rafe, Logan, Ethan, uh, Zach, and Tanya. That's all it is. Very simple. Five well, simple steps. And it's your so good there. Uh, as, come down rapidly. as they're listening, Alex is giving you the thumbs up. I don't think you mentioned well, he, doesn't, he doesn't live here. I don't see him yeah, ever. Right. I told, I told yeah. Eric, I never see him anymore. The whole thing is, you talked about you know, him coming over for when football season starts. Man. He ain't coming over. No, and also I got mad about it. Me and Rafe were like, we don't need him coming over. He just learned about football last season. The kid, he's 24. <laughs> He just learned about football. Please, he, he's he's a he's like old level thinking football. I don't need that. I, I don't need him with his nonsense. Come lately. Yeah, he is. That actually, that's what Rafe called him. He's like, we don't need that. And I'm like, uh, and we were gonna go see Deadpool two last week. We didn't go because he didn't want to. He ended up not wanting to go. So there you go. Yeah, I think you're right. The five of them out. I am easy peasy, uh, lemon squeezy. Oh, I would yeah. be. That would be the great. So what you're telling me is when I came home from lunch and had about seven articles on my phone saying that sex is what's good for heart disease, uh, uh, Tanya Tanya didn't go for that. It's funny because no. I, I, here was my problem. I come home and I'm like, look, you know, they say that sex is one of the best things to, to stop or prevent heart disease. And her comment was, you already got it. So what, what does it matter? So I'm like, I know. I know. You're right. There you go. I'm done. That was, that's all you get. Done and done. So I said, I hope I do have a stroke. I'm going to have a stroke and just sit there and you're going to have to feed me baby food. All right. What's the next book, Reggie? Oh, God. The next book is Suicide Squad number 42, written by Rob Williams, art by Jose Luis, Jordi Tarragona, and Adriana Lucas. Picture you perforating a lung, just two for spree, a spree for fun, just you, me, for you, and you for guns alone. Nobody near us but legions of snake men, there's nothing to fear, we know we can take them, we won't have it lie, dear, that we let any of them die. Dear, that's all you got. Yes, indeed. Yeah, here we go. Suicide Squad. I'm not going to yell about this issue. Uh, it's this okay. Is, uh, this, I enjoyed this yeah, issue. It's okay. More uh, than I have in, well, I can't remember the last well, time I enjoyed this. Here's the thing. Squad. Actually, it's somebody on Twitter commented on uh, your review. Uh, uh-huh. and said on the tweet when uh, I actually tweeted and said that this is their favorite arc since that one, I think it was Cy Spurrier, uh, did with that two issue arc with oh, the right, guy. Oh, right, right, right. The, the, yeah, the, the guy, the expendable guy. Yeah, right. the expendable yeah. guy. I think he might be on something. And I, at I least, agree, yeah. Yeah, at least this one's Rob Williams, though, the, the regular writer. And it's okay. I mean, Batman's there. They actually address some things that we had a problem with because you do have the thing where he thought ahead with the whole idea of why didn't Batman just go? We said that when we were talking like why did he need Deadshot anyway and it seems like he's kind of sticking it to Amanda Waller but also wants Deadshot to go and help out I don't know and then you know yeah, the whole thing about be a good daddy. I'm telling you it doesn't also, make that much sense but at least it's addressed I mean we did uh, but also that. everyone in this issue more or less had something to do yeah, which is yeah. something we haven't we haven't seen something like Hell, that even Deadshot's daughter yeah Deadshot's Dead daughter, daughter. Even, that even crazy Harley half snake man who had, the yeah, least, who had the least to do, but at least she did beat 
beat a guy in the yeah, face. Yeah, and, and, and with that, too, maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's on to something. Maybe you don't need a five-man team. Maybe you don't need six people. Maybe you just need three. Maybe you need almost like a suicide squad that's a, uh, you know, each each thing that happens, they kind of send out, you know, three people who would kind of well, mesh. That, now That's the thing is you say that, but yet – Captain Boomerang still had nothing to do with this issue. And then, um, Rob Williams but that's the thing. always he's, has to give him the jokey talking. thing. Yeah, he's just His joking. joke was overplayed because they just kept doing it. I'm like, the first time, I'm like, all right, it's funny. You know, Captain Boomerang's a big old dummy. Yeah. They did it like three more times. They did address the like, two Jesus, captains. What is this? Yeah. You know, they, and that's so, a great thing to start yeah, a we joke were, we were, I was happy but about when that. when you do it three more times after that, I'm like, you have nothing for the actual Suicide Squad to do. Yeah, and this they're is all just they're me? on the tail, and and like I said, you have to have a couple guys there, and just as a as a unit, you know, they're there. And I I actually like that Harley says like, finally, we're we're bad guys again. We're actually after there. Batman, a good guy, and things like that. Uh, it was okay. I, I don't mind. Uh, Floyd's daughter is a little too uh, handsy. Uh, if you, not handsy, but handsy. No, just that she's like she's able to you know knock people away from her and things like that. I, it seemed forced to me where her she's like, daughter. my dad taught me two things. What did he teach her? He hasn't and seen. And it's funny the- too because the last time I thought we saw her. I really thought she was a lot she, younger yeah, than that. I thought she was, too. I thought she was, too. She's grown. Our little girl has grown up. Uh, I like half-snake guy, though. Yeah, he makes me Keenum? laugh. Yeah, he Keenum. was funny as hell, yeah. Case Keenum uh, there, half-snake guy. You didn't realize. Of a golem kind of guy, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, he's upset. Yeah, like, like Reggie's saying, I actually don't mind. Yeah, you can say that Boomerang has nothing to do, but he's doing what he always does. One-liners, they're terrible, but they're there. He, 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 he was the bad comic yeah, relief, but, but you're even right. He didn't do anything for the, the, the half-snake man, he even <laughs> has something to do because that's the whole deal with him. He's pissed off. He's pissed off he, at Cobra. He's because, Mr. Pissed Off Exposition. Yeah, he's Frank Lemensky again. We, we get yeah. these guys where he was supposed to be the big deal. It's funny that he's just like, oh, man, I was supposed to be the one to die and get my mind erased my or whatever. My soul was supposed to be destroyed yeah, and not yeah, yours. Yeah, and he's upset, but at least, you know, you have these guys. Really, the only one who doesn't have anything to do is the big bads of Cobra here because they're just kind of standing Look, around I'm doing nothing you, man, until the, they get there. This whole ceremony. It takes a long time. It, does. it really does. I mean, this is not. This is <laughs> We're not trying the, to resurrect uh, the head of Cobra. Yeah, it takes really. a this is while. not the cult of Kali Ma where they just got to bang it out. <laughs> and, about yeah, five with minutes. that. I would like to get a hold of Cobra and say, listen, I know you have this. You have a really impressive thing. It looks like bed springs there. With You, you got a rotting body on there. You, you're trying to do things. Get a solid bottom here. You have Shit is dripping out and, and stuff. You get a solid bottom and, and make it so that somebody else, it's alive at the end. And then, then I'm good. And then you have that. And then cue the weird science theme. And then we'll be good. But uh, with that, the whole thing with Cobra is the thing that really nothing really goes on well, uh, I, I love this whole thing too where you know keenum comes up you know uh, zoe lawton is now like trapped in a cage at the top of this freaking whole cavern yeah. like above everybody else they, they just cage. separate her she's the most I, important I, thing and she's, i know yeah, she, no was right, she was no right there at the head of the, the ceremony yeah. Yeah. issue now <laughs> keenum just sneaks up like you know reggie said all gallop like yeah. he's like look I, i'm pissed off at you this is what i want this is what i've dreamed of i'm not gonna let you have it zoe Lawton. she kicks the bars and yells 
all of a sudden he freaks out. Everybody's looking at him like, did they not see him? Because now he's cowering yeah, he's down He's cowering the over. Trying to get out of sight. He, I'm like, he did well, do did, his Gene Simmons impersonation, him? though. I did like that. As Gene Simmons was spot on. Uh, but yeah, he, he just kind of cowers. Was Gene and Simmons just, a steak man? Uh, he was. No, he was the demon, he got Eric. Better. You know that he's the demon. <laughs> Yes. And with that, yeah, it's funny because there's, there's, uh, like little parts in here that do make me laugh where you already have, like, you have uh, Snake Man Keenan. He's like, hey, you will pay. And then she looks and who she's got blood on her hands. I already have for the crimes of my father. And I actually, she's right because she gets kidnapped every three weeks, it seems. Yeah. It's the yeah. only thing that ever goes on with, with Floyd when it comes to family. Uh, but again, you, you have the whole Amanda Waller connection where she just had this big thing with family and you're not going that ploy here at all. And that continues. Katana's her upset. Family. Nobody else. Yeah, really. Only hers. Katana's upset because she's, you know, I'm the field general and it, yeah. not anymore. You are what I say you are. Yeah, like you it. are what I, I say know. you are. Lady. Amanda Waller's just like, what? Oh, you, you're still here. Yeah, all right. You're here. <laughs> get that stupid sword. Hey, get the hell out of here. It's noisy. Uh, Has that sword the, told you you're fired yeah, yet? Yeah, really. Has that <laughs> sword told you you're you're very you're not important here? Not important. Uh, but yeah, you have Harley there doing her deal. She's gonna smash a guy, and then she kind of holds on. It's okay. I don't mind it. It's it got a lot of good scenes, and I gotta yeah. say, I like like the interplay between Deadshot and Batman. Yeah, uh, I, I also too. like like the fact like. You know, they're, they're fighting in the very beginning. They're fighting some uh, members of Cobra, including a giant one that's basically like a killer croc sized yeah. snake man. I'm telling you. And it, uh, it, Deadshot yeah. goes in the bar to fight the other guys. He's like, don't kill anybody. If you kill anybody, uh, yeah, you're you know, out. I'm leaving. I'm you're out. Gonna We're help. not going to do this. So he just like maims yeah. everybody. to cripple everyone. Yeah, he cripples from, everyone. But then he even it's, says it's to Batman. Batman, because he did the same yeah, fucking thing. I'm telling you, Batman shoved that guy into that car <laughs> so hard. He's like, yeah, look at that. And I, I actually, that whole th- deal at the beginning, I thought that that was a little overplayed because you're going to, you get that all the time when Batman oh, yeah. does go. And like, look at you. You know, you, you always say you're good, but we're from the same cloth, buddy. And then Batman just doesn't listen. Uh, but yeah, this whole thing, if you, if you want to go, uh, where I think this is, is uh, this is Dumb and Dumber, where you have Batman and uh, Floyd, they're going off to see, and then, you and, have, and then you have the bad guys following up and trying to, you know, trying to catch up to them as well with the, you know, you have the Suicide Squad. I don't mind it. I actually don't mind, you know, the Suicide Squad's a little uh-huh. bit behind going towards there, and it's it's fine. And, uh, yeah, it's better than the shit we were getting a lot of on yep. this Agreed. series. So. And I like the art. The art's pretty good, so, so I'm yeah. in. And even though it was overplayed and I'm glad they did the who's the real captain here. Yeah, you know, yeah I, it's I, a, a I, couple of things thing, that we wanted. You obviously want that line, but for how much they played into the yeah. whole, you know, it's alliteration. You can't sue me. They did it so much. Yeah. Like, I thing is, I really liked the line the first time. When you kept I doing didn't. like I, you, you just drove like, it in the ground for me. What does he think he said then? I don't know. I thought it like, hey, that's alliteration. Listen, I don't care if you're writing a novel. Something like that. That would have been a little <laughs> yeah, better. Some, some, yeah, it was silly. It didn't hit as hard uh, as I thought. But uh, what'd you give it, Reggie? Well, you know, if you missed at the end, they they get beset oh. by a giant monster cobra. That's where <laughs> yeah. you left oh, it. Of course, obviously, Reggie. So yes. I thought uh, it went without Eric, saying. you remember better than me. I thought I could have swear that cobra. Weren't actually cobras. I thought they just worshipped serpents they, or they whatever. They do. I'm telling you, they, for different things, they different stories that people pocus. do. 
they they are there are some snake men every now and again. It seems like every goddamn member of Cobra who's not at this freaking ceremony is a snake man anymore. Are it's they hanging out at Snake Mountain, Eric? Is that where they hang out, Snake Mountain? Maybe no, but Beast Man and Web Store are right now. Ooh. Look at that. Oh, is he? Or are they? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It reminds you of that scene from Dreamscape, scape where dude turns into a, a snake man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stuck yeah. out to me as a child. Anyway, I, th- I had a great time with this issue, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, now you guys are, you know, pointing out a couple of flaws that I no, can't deny good. them, but the, uh, the, science. the visuals are, you know, I think yeah. spot on, terrific. I have not one problem with them. I love the way the snake people looked. Oh, I like that. The action was slamming. Uh, you know, the only real quote unquote drag would be the short scene with Waller and Katana, and it was really short. Yeah, so I ended up giving this one an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go 7 out of 10. I actually enjoyed it. How long do you think be- uh, between Batman beating the crap out of that guy on that truck to when the Suicide Squad does show up? You think it's very quick? Because that guy's yeah. still on the truck. <laughs> like that guy- And then yeah, all of a sudden yeah. he just... If that happened to you, Jim, you would be on that truck for days. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'd be part of the truck. But then he springs into action, and it makes me yeah. laugh. That guy had the worst day of anybody. He got beat oh, yeah. up by Batman I into know. a truck that basically just destroyed that truck. And then he turns into a snake man and gets frozen. Oh, I, I, like Reggie's talking about the, the whole idea about Cobra's just pretty much snake men. It yeah. seems like it's just funny we got because we have Bane, you know, Conquest number 11 next week. Yeah. Where we're dealing with the whole idea of Cobra. And they're like, you know, worshiping a baby, the Naha Naha. Yeah, the Naha Naha. Like, or cultists, you know, with some yeah. soldiers and whatnot. You know, every time somebody depicts Cobra, yeah, they'll do they it always different. do their own damn thing. I'm telling and- you, next time we see Cobra next, it's going to be King Snake. Yeah, you'll have King Snake and then something else. They'll be drinking uh, the 40s, the King Cobra. You ever have that, at Reggie, the King oh, Cobra? Oh, I, I did. Remember. Watching that's Cobra stuff, Kai. That stuff is pretty strong, King Cobra. As uh, I recall, that was 99 cents of 40 ounce yes, when I yes, it was. Get it. Yeah, same here. I used to get it at West Virginia. That's a cheap That's a cheap date right there. Uh, what do you give it, Eric? I would probably give this a 7 out of 10 as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed okay. the art in this. And, you know, this is probably the best arc with Suicide Squad we've dealt with in a long time. There are, like, the, you know, how Jordan the Green Lantern, of course, some pacing issues because we have to spend a lot of time just with Zoe in a cage looking at goddamn, you know, Keenum talking about the same things that we talked about last issue with Keenum yeah. just all by himself. Yeah, but yeah. overall, it's still an enjoyable issue, and yeah. I look forward to the rest of this because I'm finally enjoying the Suicide Squad. Yeah, and with that, there are all those rumors, and the rumor with uh, Grant Morrison going to the Green Lantern book uh, kind of seems like that may be true because the how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps being canceled at 50, yeah. uh, and this book supposedly, uh, Brian Azzarello is going to be going on it, and it's, it's kind of a shame because Rob Williams, maybe he's kind of found some footing after all these issues it's taken them a while but well, yeah, we'll see it's a fluke is what i think it is how really. long there's you no way it's gonna guy. it's yeah. gonna stay good it's just weird like all of a sudden he'll he'll be good and then it's over but yeah we'll see just but, like uh, tim seeley on green lanterns yeah yeah but yeah we're gonna go off now to some mail yo it's mail call
Mail with Eric, indeed. That is you, Eric. We're here for the third and final mail section. Possibly uh, the best, because it is Mail with Eric. Oh, possibly the best. I don't feel good. Uh, I'm having some problems, Eric. Uh, as you what know, happened? well, as you know, I'm, I'm trying to eat a little better. Uh, I went to the doctor. That's what you tell me. I well, don't know that. You haven't seen me eat crab. Did I come back? This is only Friday and now uh-huh. Saturday. Uh, as we record this, now it's Sunday. But uh, you you didn't see me come back with no double whoppers on the Friday. So there no, you go. I imagine and you ate that before you got back. So no, in fact, if you think correct, if you think back, I actually brought a healthy meal to yeah. eat on Friday uh, for a break I, time, not yeah, lunch. Yeah, no, because I don't really eat lunch when when okay. I that's that's one of the things that how I was eating. I would eat something at break. And and then not eat lunch. Uh, but then I would end up eating lunch when I shouldn't. So I actually break time, which is for us 9.30. That's kind of my meal. It's brunch, Eric. Yeah. But uh, earlier today, because we are recording this on Sunday, this last little bit of stuff that we're doing, I went and went shopping. And then I saw something and I saw, oh, they have Thai coconut curry uh, rice. Hooey! I'm going to try it because Tanya has told me I have to diversify my diet as well. Because usually when I try to eat right, what I will do is go to my solid choice of green beans and chicken, Eric. And I'll eat it every single meal. She told me that maybe that's why I get burned out by a month (laughs) or so. So I said, okay, I'll diversify it. I see Tanya, that's better than mine. I eat a cup of goddamn oatmeal like three times a day. And that's it. Well, that's what I'm saying. And then you kind of – you'll get burned out. And then when Jess says – Hey, you want to go to Burger King? You're like, you look over damn at the right. you're like, damn right I do. <laughs> you have to ask me. I was <laughs> born a glutton. Uh, but yeah, so I figure I'm going to diversify. I see this thing and I buy it. So it's a microwave little deal. It was at Aldi. So I come home yeah. and I'm like, you know what? I've eaten curry, uh, you know, once pretty much one other time in my life. And it gave me awful burning diarrhea, Eric. So I'm like, okay. So I, I get it home. I try, uh, try it, Eric. Diarrhea again. I'm having some problems, Eric. And as they say, it's called second chances and it burns like hell. And yes. with that, I, I said, you said, hey, when are we going to get on and finish up the podcast? And I said, give me 10 minutes. I have to take a shower. Yeah, that, that, that was preemptive strike there because I knew <laughs> I was going to go to the bathroom and then would need a shower. Oh, so God. that's what I did. Usually my showers are about two minutes. Now you know what's going on here, Eric. So in the middle of this, if all of a sudden I run off, I'm not going to stop recording. You oh. have to continue even though you don't have the mails in front of you. This is going to be an improv bit of mail, possibly, right. because I'm already feeling something coming. It, it, it's not knocking at the door yet, Eric, but I can see it out the window. It's approaching the door. Hopefully it doesn't do the well, doorbell. First off, we have Jelly Drew, and he says, yes, Boy, now, I love first that off, Eric First off, we have Pete from MY. I see. And oh. it's funny you say this because I was going to say, Pete from MIC, he's a guy who gets it. You get on with the males, you, you badmouth Reggie and Eric and praise Jim. And there you go. That is a formula for success. Pete from like MIC that. says, what up, Jim, Eric, Lee, and the Fresh Cup poop 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 I'm happy Eric got a new mic. That old one was nonsense. Sure was. Thank God 
for a new age of heroes. Since JLA was canceled, I've been looking for books that make Jim lose his mind. Why on earth would you ever stop reviewing these? It's the best part of the podcast. Fuck being positive. Long live immortal men and the new challengers. It's, it's the war of the immortals, Jim. I knew you were going to say that. I said that something where it was either a solicits podcast and I'm like, I can hear Eric right now. I got to get that sound clip. And anytime I get upset, it's the war of the immortals. Oh, thank you. Uh, now, in the meantime, new challengers, that's one thing that I'm going to be a little bit uh, conflicted with. First off, it's stopping at six issues. Right. So we will always be doing all those. V. Ken Marion's jumping on that, and I can't nice. wait. At least it'll look good. And that, the problem wasn't the art in the first place of that first issue. It was more the bullshit story, Eric. It was awful. But yeah. now he continues, Jim, I need to hear the story behind Buddy Shit hitting you in the face. <laughs> Something about a man being slapped with a wet turd makes me laugh. Now, number one, don't assume that it's all turd. And really, hint, hint. Uh, what I'm going through right now is kind of what I went through before. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, we did talk about it on the podcast before. I went nuts uh, at one point, but we're also going to save that. Pete from MIC will be able to hear it. Uh, it's going to be on the Jim S. Issues with his wife podcast because – you got to get Tanya's reaction to it, to when this went down because that's half of the story. Half of the story is Tanya laughing, which she'll tell you she was, and infuriates me, laughing but also realizing that I was about to kill a man and I may go to jail. And it was all her fault, really. I mean, poor buddy. That guy just has bowel problems. Poor uh, there buddy. Been, no, poor buddy. Yeah, no, just no poor buddy. House. Poor buddy. He shouldn't have been here. There should have been no reason that that poor story Jimmy. even happened. Yeah, poor Jimmy indeed. Also involves my youngest son running, screaming like the world is coming to an end because there was a turd in the laundry room as well. Honestly, because we that's had a, something that we, should never happen. So we had I the backflow, well. the backflow pipe hit, and a fucking turd came flying out, almost like you were at an office building. You were sending mail. Boom! The turd came out. Logan starts screaming, "Oh my god, there's a turd!" He's running around. Everybody's Sounds yelling. Like hashtag seller problems. I'm telling you. Hashtag fucking fecal problems. In the meantime, we have a goddamn 600-pound fucking drug addict man living in our house for some reason with his stripper girlfriend who goes by the name of Onyx, though she's white, Eric. It makes no sense. Y you think cock and candy was bad? Onyx! I, I just don't understand the craziness of your life. It's settled. Like, I'm telling you, that happened to you. I was furious when my girlfriend brought my fucking cousin home on New yeah. Year's Eve to sleep cousin. it off or something like that. It's my cousin. I didn't want her here. No, wait a minute. The tales that Tanya will tell on this podcast because there's other things that went on that each step of the way – I lost my mind because of the fact, first off, they, why are these people living? They, they were living in this room that we're in right now, that I'm in right now, recording. And the way oh, that you, they – You and Buddy in Onyx's room? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Onyx and Buddy's room right now. The, <laughs> the way that they manipulated Tanya and, and to the point where this is at a point in her life where she still didn't realize that if you are nice – Without any sort of, you know, just being altruistic with no other reason, no gain for you, just trying to be nice, people take advantage of you. And, and it's a combination of her really being so nice with no, no, you know, no rules to this, no, nothing, no matter what you did before, 
If you tell her that, oh, you know, I'm trying to, basically it all goes down to, they said they needed to live here because they had a son that they lost, that the son was taken away from them, and this was going to be the way they get their life back together to get this son back. Now, they, right away, now this will all go see later, too. Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, you ever see this son? And, and she said no. Now, there does end up being a son, which you will know because there's a tie-in to work. I think his name is Zed. And this was brought up by a guy who ended up working with us that somehow by this point, Buddy and Onyx had broken up and a guy we worked with was dating her about this goddamn oh, right. kid. Yeah, yeah, the fucking nonsense. I'm just, I'm talking too much now. I'm getting angry. You, the you small got, world of where do you hear this? Where do you hear the tales of, of these two scumbags? And then probably this will all, oh, this is just an advertisement for the Patreon thing because then it'll get into, I know, me losing my mind about all the other times people have taken advantage of, including a homeless guy who plays a harmonica that Tanya was suddenly doing his taxes. And then possibly, the taxes to do? Pos- I don't know. And then possibly representing him in a court of law. <laughs> she she's daredevil is she the, the, you know because she is she's blind and she's a lawyer in her mind <sighs> there you go i'm audi 5000 pete from myc uh, it's you, not it's not as hot right now uh today uh, the, the heat has been risen in this room i'm sweating my ass off again what the heat happened is on. the heat is on eric Chisanga's next. Hey, Get Fresh Crew. Boom. Just sharing my thoughts with you guys. Number one, fuck you, DC, for enabling Tom King to do whatever he wants to characters and continuity. Jurgens must have been pissed by this arc. Obviously, I think he was. Number two, so I guess Steph was upset from being not included in Tim's plans in the future. <laughs> it is funny. It's so funny. She she never really. It'd be funny. She's sitting Wait. there like, oh, wh- where where's me? Yeah. And number three, Clayface and October were just the worst, and yeah. they were. I, we said it in the review uh, earlier. I said it on the on my uh, you know my review on the deal that it just took away a lot of that book. So that's nonsense. Sure but thank you, Chisung, and I agree. I agree with you. Next is. Hollywood kid, Luke Hollywood. What's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Chris, Brandon, Trevor, Josh, Jeremy, Andy, Abby, and everyone else in the Get Fresh crew? You know what he wants? Fresh star. Fresh Give star. it to him. Fresh star. <laughs> Still haven't grabbed that. I just after we're done, I'm just gonna have you say that so that I can record it. I finished up my final exams this week, and I'm officially finished for the summer. A lot more free time on my hands to read the books, though. For some of these books, I wish I was too busy to read them. A Ooh, bittersweet shit. week for books this week, with a lot of my favorite Rebirth era books and creative teams wrapping up their final arcs. Uh, Tynan on Detective had some ups and downs, and while I did feel this issue rushed a bit to wrap everything up overall, I enjoyed the issue much like. Like his run itself. I think that his run was above average yeah, to so. okay. A little more than I, I would go okay to good. It just kind of, you know, went between those. It's not a Peace run. For, valleys. It's not a run for the ages. That's what I'm going to be doing pretty soon, <laughs> running for that tournament. I still love the concept of the Gotham Knights and was sad to see that go. But I'm really looking forward to seeing how Brian Hill handles the book, especially since he's been stepping up his game on the Michael Cray book. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, if too. you want to talk about any guy saying the right things, everything that I see that he says, right on. 
everything I see. He's not, you know, he's not being overly pretentious about doing, a, you know, a Batman book. It is detective, but that's a big book, especially because it's Huge getting near the mind. thousand. So he's not being overly, you know, like that, but he's saying all the right things, saying he wants to, you know, get Black Lightning in there and uh, kind of make it a, a cool book again. But yeah, I, I like him. I was also sad to say goodbye to Tomasi and Super Sons as an ongoing title. I think we were all big fans. But uh, of the premise of this book, and while I wasn't the biggest fan of some of the aspects of the book, he says, stupid Reggie. I don't know why he's bringing Reggie. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Ooh, he oh, means Kidamay. So I think Tomasi did succeed in establishing a great friendship between John and Damien. And with the foundation set, I'm excited to see where he do- what he does and where the character goes in the next Maxi series. I know where he's going to go through the genres of DC. Can't wait till they have Damien and John making out in that romance level. Ooh-wee, it's going to be great. Stop Actually, wanting I, children to make out in front would of you. you really like it if in that if that romance novel thing comes out now it doesn't make sense in the book but by that point would you love it if boy zaro and rob zaro met up with them somehow they get a hold of the cube and meet him and rob zaro uh, rob yeah rob zaro is in that I'm, i want to say rob zombie rob zaro is in that in that romance <laughs> rob tell him like hey and rob zombie shows up shit goes wrong all of a sudden john and damien are in texas in a, a goddamn fucking trailer park killing people uh, but with that, you, would it be funny if it was Rob Zaro in the romance deal? Because I love him so much, and that's another as long shame. As it's not forced. Yeah, that's well, it would be forced because how do they get there? But that, it is a shame because I think that they're kind of on ice right now, and I don't think that that'll be resolved. Uh, Flash Forty Seven was probably my favorite book this week. It Mine got too. me so hyped. It feels like this is the story arc that Williamson has been waiting to write for a long time, and I can't wait to see how it all plays out. Hopefully, not just with Wally uh, in the sanctuary. Hell no, Tom King. Just give me some impulse, and I'll be a happy guy. You're an impulsive guy, right? You're you're an impulsive deal. Uh, you know who doesn't like that issue negative nancy brandon he said oh, he, he hated it, it. finally t- actually he was yelling at me about it on twitter like he's sending me private messages please tell me you didn't like flash no i i really like it. it's my book of the week hint hint you know spoilers and uh with that brandon then gets done with me and then sends a message right there tell me you didn't like flash this week i i did you know, no, i'm on board i'm on the try with the yeah, flash it's board. so funny then brandon's like yeah time for bed time for <laughs> no then it was time for slack <laughs> all right everybody out there uh, it's so good he was just trying desperately to get anybody on with him they're like no we like it all right time to drink time to get the <laughs> The Buffalo, the Buffalo Six, they call it. Finally, time for all important, my Hero Academia update. We've got some new recruits to the MHA, MHA GFC squad this week. Boop, boop. And I hope my boy Andrew in Belfast enjoys the show when he checks it out. Now, it's just a matter of time until you watch it, Jim. Sub or dub. LOL. Oh, my God. It's starting a hashtag. Era. Subs or and- dubs. Subs before dubs always. Uh, yeah, I see. I know one person who doesn't like it. That, that's one Josh Vermillion. He read the manga and he didn't like it at all. So he's in, he's in Team Jim and Eric. Actually, we don't hate it. We just don't see it. I don't Eric, know it. Eric can't see. How do you True. think he's going to read the TV? Well, that's the no I said subs before dubs. I was just trying to get on the bandwagon with everybody yeah, else. Yeah, you were just being dubbed. a pretentious prick. Yeah, subs. You're not getting shit. You're no. Jess is there. It's like she's reading a bedtime story to you. And then they said, and then she's behind and then makes up shit. And oh, then they okay. said that Eric Shea's an asshole. Can we please turn this off? <laughs> okay. I don't like this show. 
Oh, and the first volume of the spin-off manga, My Hero Academia Vigilantes, came out this week digitally. It looks like a lot of fun. So I'll be checking that out next week, and I'll let you guys know if it's any good next week. So stay tuned. Your boy in Leak Slip until he moves out for the summer, Eric. Ooh. This guy's so fancy. He's moving possibly to Madrid, uh, and that is the Hollywood Kid. XOXO. XO, Eric. And one last bit is Repairman Jack. Repairman Jack had to let me know uh, with a huge header that basically said, listen, this is an early email, you son of a bitch, don't skip it. Because he <laughs> always sends them early. He he ends up listening to the entire podcast, even if it's 12 hours. He, he's got the Eric Shea vortex. And he'll listen to the show vortex. by like 7.30 on Monday. Usually we don't start getting mail till like a Wednesday or Thursday. And yeah, last week or a week before, he sent a mail on Monday real early. And I actually, when I went back to collect the mail, missed it. Missed it, Eric. Dental plan. Well, what's up, guys? Last podcast, you had an email talking about taking a break from the current DC books and wishing DC had an app to go back and read some of the older stuff. Not due to an app, but this is somewhat of what I've been doing lately. Comixology had a recent sale on a lot of their books you uh, that have TV shows. And I think there was a Grant Morrison sale somewhere in there. Anyways, I bought 52 and had it a while, but just never read it. But King's Dumb Dark Booster Gold Story made me wonder what a good Booster Gold Story would look like. I don't don't know, I don't have much of a history with DC. I grew up mostly as a Marvel kid besides the occasional Batman trades I picked up here and there. And I actually jumped onto DC as a whole with DCYOU. Side Weird. note, I take DCYOU over almost all of Rebirth, Eric. Damn. And uh, we talked about it earlier. It was kind of – it was fun at least. It was an experiment, The Eric. concept was fun. It was just too much too It was soon. an experiment. And it was one of those – I think that where I, Repairman Jack, I'm going to enlighten him about something that he'll say, you know, what you just told me what I thought but couldn't uh, you know vocalize I think that what uh, repairman Jack might have liked was the just the diversity of the books you still had that going on that was a big thing with the new 52 and then the DCYOU kind of shot that again with the bizarro miniseries Batmite even Midnight or stuff like that where you did have some off the wall nonsense and even we the regular are Robin, book so, yeah, yeah this is what I'm Dr. saying there was Fate, a lot of diversity yeah I got in an argument with somebody about that the last week Somebody was saying that was the best book of all the uh, new 52. Get out uh, of they, here. Uh, I said, get out of town, buddy. Get out of town. You're bored. Cut, cut that out. You're bored. And with that, uh, you had a lot more. And, and we said the biggest problem with the DCYOU was there was change. It was all at one point and too much. I think that Pretty that's what grabbed it. So what happened Wonder is – Wonder just got a new costume, which was Yeah, yeah, like that was it. The costume with those knives and shit that never came about. Yeah. Uh, but with that, you had the two big books, Superman and Batman. And I would say there probably are a lot of people, if they don't like the Tom King Batman, I bet you there are some people who are like, okay, I'm dropping Batman. I'll see what this Superman guy's all about. I've heard about this guy uh, and going against Superman. The problem is both of those books changed so drastically that I don't think you had that way to go back and, and forth. And not only that, but for that entire summer, like that entire time of the DCYOU, all four of the Superman books were pretty much telling one story at yeah. different parts in the timeline. Yeah, yeah, and not doing a great job of it. Oh. And then you had a shitty Wonder Woman arc going, so yeah, and then you Green had Lantern the big three. Renegade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always leave Aquaman that one out. And that was huge. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! Don't you bring up that? And I'm telling you, out of everything, like I say, Wonder Woman got a design change, stuff like that. Flash's costume changed a little bit. Flash stayed pretty much on point from what it had been the entire yeah, 52. It, it was Van Jensen, I believe, was just finishing up. You had that Riddler story. It was kind of goofy. It wasn't but good. No, it wasn't great. 
Uh, but yeah, you had a lot of options, though, and I think that's what Repairman Jack likes, a lot of crazy options. And I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's one of your guys, and you love that Mr. Biscuits. Going back and reading something from the old continuity has been really fun and kind of crazy, he says. 52 seems like a book that would never see the light of day today. Mostly stars Booster, The Question, yeah. uh, Gotham Cop, Montoya, Elongated Man, and occasionally Animal Man and Starfire. The book seemingly has no direct plot, but just a whole lot of mysteries that keep adding up. But it doesn't come off in a way of stretching out a worthless story as it more comes as a slice of life book that just so happens to have a shitload of mystery involved right from the jump this book feels so different because you get a sense of history you aren't being taken out of the flow of the book just to introduce characters like they've never been seen before like rebirth feels like constantly you sometimes just get plain dialogue between characters that isn't just overly exposition filled or cheesy attempts to go out of the way to say characters names in case the reader doesn't know them this book doesn't feel like it thinks you're stupid and only reading it because it's the popular book of the week. And I'll give Repairman Jack the one thing, and, you know, it is a Tom King thing as well. But a lot of these books, they seem to just go out of the way for the corniest freaking jokes. And yeah. the way that they – I said this. This started pretty much Batman and Robin Eternal, and unfortunately it's guys I like, but Lansing and Kelly. And I do think that this continues with a lot of these writers to this day where they have to make jokes and bring up things with a wink-wink to show you they're big fans. Like, oh, I'm not just a writer. I'm a fan too. Wink, wink. And, you, you know, that's where you got that bat shark repellent. But you get right. that a lot in these books now too. And it's just stupid. It's just things that these characters really wouldn't bring up. These are things that people outside of, you know, you're reading it kind of make jokes about. You don't need that. Also, it seems like a lot of these books also want to prove the reason why they know the characters more, I'm telling you, or, or want to prove lessons like a Christopher Priest on Justice League. Like, why do all of a sudden we need to know why, you know, time goes the same way with the Green Lantern rings? You claim you always wanted to know. But really, uh, why bringing that up now? Why bringing know. it up now, though? Like, they would have this conversation now. It's just ridiculous. The weird thing of these, this book has made me feel is that this sense of history or continuity will just never exist again with DC. It's not even about line-wide reboots or anything. DC just seems to not be able to go a year without forgetting large swaths of characters or continuity. We're about to be looking at basically a fifth version of Superman with not really knowing what is what uh, at any time. I'm saying six because new 52 soups, new 52 Lois and Clark, Rebirth Clark taking over as soups, Superman Reborn, and now the upcoming Superman. The Batman we're getting obviously doesn't give a fuck about any kind of history unless it can show it off as some dumb fan service. This is what I'm talking about. Or it can just plagiarize it and hope you didn't know. And that, that's he's going to go JLA now. That When he says that about the fan service and things like that, Steve Orlando, which I'll probably say this, he just throws characters in there so that people go, man, you respect comic wow. history. And then he destroys strange the characters. Visitor. Oh, my goodness. Strange. Aztec? Terry <laughs> Smith. Aztec. Haven't seen him in a while. Oh no, it's a gal, and she internet done her helmet? I don't know why I said, she done internet up that helmet! Oh wait, not on my watch! Oh, she got an extra case of 4D batteries. Straight, I hope she's got those 4D batteries to change the histories! Yeehaw! Yeah, he's he's just ridiculous with these things. What you, Pro Prometheus? Poor that some bitch. He took down the Justice League before. He's gonna be a oh no! A lady taser just got face. him with a taser. This guy killed the Justice League before, and a lady with a taser and the pepper sprays. That doesn't even take me down when I'm out dating. 
JLA just did whatever it wanted with old characters just to bring them back for shits and giggles. The Green Lantern continuity is supposed to be held up, but do we really get a sense of that? Kind of and kind of not. Speaking of, uh, Tanya has pepper spray. She has like one of those pepper sprays on her keychain. And and I I ask her, like, why do you have this pepper spray? First off, you befriend every creep that comes by the house. You got the pepper spray because you're going to put it on your eggs? Why do you have this? Why? And you know why? To get me. I'll be pepper sprayed. That's what's going oh, yeah, on. Before she, anybody else. Damn she's right. mad at me right now. She's downstairs and she's got the TV on. You know, she's going to live tweet this new show. It's called The Gilmore Girls. She's down oh. there and uh, she's listening. She's telling me some trivia. We're sitting there. I said, oh, I got to go up. I got to record. Can you turn it down just a little? And she got pissed off and went upstairs. <laughs> like, fuck that. I'll read a book. I'm like, go read your books, you old lady. You're boring. It always feels like a constant state of rebuilding or like it's trying to get stuff back in order to typically to get to the typical status quo. How many Supergirls will this be now? Rebirths are obviously different, and seemingly Bendis is about to change it up again, but this is as welcome as far as I'm concerned. But there, yeah, so it all goes like, oh, well, let's go with it. Yeah, I want the Supergirl that went into the sun to get rid of that red lantern nonsense. I don't want that one. I want that. Red Daughter of Krypton. C- Red Daughter of Krypton was <laughs> a cool I story I until the wrong. ending where it just didn't make any sense. Oh, my God, they, I had this Red Lantern they, ring. I no, can take it off. This is You're the dead problem because is, your heart's gone now. But, no, I just yeah. blew up close to the sun and my heart regenerated. Hey, the, the best part of this is just think of this. You're writing a book and you're like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make Supergirl a Red Lantern and Guy Gardner a Red Lantern. All right, I'm going there. Hey, uh, you know, that's playing the devil's hand there, Jimmy Werner. Don't worry. The Blue Lanterns can can fix this. I know how shit works. All right. What? what? The Blue Lanterns are gone? Oh, shit. What am I going to do? Because that's what happened. So Supergirl flew into the sun. And it was so funny that it ended up like, oh, God, I'm in big trouble. Reading well, that 50- was, I'm telling you, there was stakes to the story because of what was going on in the other books until there wasn't just because, oh, we need to wrap this up and it doesn't matter how. Yeah, and they had to do it in a way that they had to force. She yeah. flew into the sun. That regenerated her heart. Because if you're not aware, when you're a Red Lantern, you don't have a heart, Eric. Kind of like one replaced Eric replaced by fiery, bloody rage. Yes, indeed. Reading 52 has basically made me more depressed in the current DCU line than I originally was. But at least I'm getting some good reading of it. I see myself reading a lot more big trades of old continuity because my pull list has gotten pretty damn light as of late. I'm either doing that or I'm reading more manga. Manga. But the way... By the way, fuck my hero academia. Boom, Eric. One Piece is the real shit. I've I've watched some One Piece in there. Uh, Just kidding, my hero is pretty good, too. That's about my whole dating life, Eric. One Piece. So if you have any suggestions, let me know of some pre-New 52 stuff to read, as I have most likely not read it. And it's so funny. I was actually thinking, and I was going to tell – I had something really good that we were talking about. That that would be really good. There was something else, and it was actually just an arc that me and you know. Of course, I will never take a away deal. It's not pre New Fifty Two, uh, but if you want to read that Tom Taylor Batman and Superman, uh, I give you that. Now there was some other arc that me and you were talking about that that you really liked, and I went and read it. Identity Crisis I read because of you. Uh, even like we're doing on the Patreon, the back issues this month is the nail. There's right. that. There's all the uh, Elseworlds stuff that you can go with. I don't know if he wants to, you know, go and cut. Con- 
continuity and stuff like that. But then, you know, there's a lot of classics. Jeff John's uh, JSA run was really good. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I actually got a present for you that I'll tell you about later about that. Wait, <laughs> but yeah, you ended up getting uh, one of the later trades of that yep. uh, Jeff John's JSA, and you said it was really awesome. So, yeah, right there is a good suggestion. But that's the end of the mail section. Thanks, everyone. And we're going to go off to more of a Reggie. Jim rings the bell This means Shay's reviews are going well Jim rings the bell Jim rings the bell Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb Eric's the bomb And if Shay's recaps are read without a single misstep Ring the bell All right, we're back. And, of course, I throw that in with a section where Eric will not be reading any of these blurbs. So I keep with my nonsense that I always have because we're back with Reggie. And we have two books uh, that Reggie did here, and then off to him and Chris talking. And uh, I I did say that that first section of Reggie's books was the more positive. It will be. Um, Yes. But I don't know. We'll we'll get into this because the first one is Batgirl, and Reggie will be giving the blurb in a second. And it's okay. Well, I mean, we we have a good time with this book because because it's it's ridiculous and comical. It's weird about this. I don't know. It's not a good book. Yeah, and I I actually think that this is even less comical. uh, Yeah, it is. But it's got some weird. This is the last issue, right? It is. It's so weird. It is. It's the last issue of Hope Larson. And I, I said to Eric at one point, it's weird because. They didn't even let her get to 25. That That's the big anniversary oversize. That would be where you would think you'd end the deal. I have a feeling that they both parted ways because this does not seem like it started as a final no. issue of a series. No. And, uh, you know, we'll oh, talk in about a way, it. In a way, the fact that she's like, you know, going back, reminiscing, seeing all. Yeah, of it is. That, this series. would be. I would think that you'd have this and then like something else after maybe one or two issues where you would have her kind of, you know, going about and doing things and, you know, continuing this. Because, yeah, like you said, it does. Going back to librarian school? Remember what she did Maybe, yeah, the librarian school. She was tutoring. Remember those kids? What about that? Yeah, those kids, those young kids. Where are they? Clean energy. Yeah, yeah, what, what about the Gordon do? Clean Energy? Maybe she go back. Gordon, what yeah. a, she could get on the uh, plane with Poison Ivy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was the you worst. Know. That was the worst. Uh, and then maybe just let uh, – remember when she went into the pool and did the seance? All the, right. We're missing all these good times. Well, the weirdest part beach. of this whole thing is it's called Strange Loop, and they keep talking about how you're in a loop inside your mind, but – Nothing ever loops. We just have a, a regular progression. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, well, nothing ever really loops. You are so spot weird. on with that, it's Eric. That, so was, weird. that was that was a big part of my uh, that was a big part of my review. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. Let me just let me just well, break down. Give your blurb and then we'll, this. Yeah, I don't even have a blurb to say, but I, you know I'll come up with something. Batgirl number twenty three, written by Hope Larson, art by Minkyu Jung, Jose Marson Jr., and Matt Lopez, and it's uh. Batgirl, yeah, Batgirl, she's that girl. She's so sweet. She got the red hair, and she's real neat. All right. 
So I, I, uh, was, yeah. I was actually trying to come up with a song while you were saying it. Uh, Girl of the Mind. It's like Groundhog Day, except it isn't. There you so go. That's the thing. Like, like, you know, if someone's caught in a recursive loop like that, you would think it would be a Groundhog Day yeah. type scenario. That sounds with fun. With variations every day. And, 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 I mean, this was – she's just living an alternate life in her mind yeah. where every day is different, you know? And it's yeah. like yeah. – and and she keeps complaining about being in this rut, and it's like, well, you're fucking Batgirl. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, every night, you go out and have the sickest adventures. I don't give a shit the fact that your day, is, your day job yeah. is boring. Welcome uh, to being a fucking American. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. That, that's and, and with that, she's just kind of doing Batgirl things anyway. It just, I, you know, I, and even with her being, you know, at points she's Batgirl in it, at points she isn't, she's Barbara. But there's nothing that I see in this that, you know would make me think that I'm in a loop, except that she talked to Fruit Bat, and Fruit Bat kind of told her this, but it's just odd where she gets I the idea my, my through this. I think my real life is more of a recursive yeah, loop. Well, even when, yeah, well, even when, yeah, really, I wake up and go to the same goddamn job and see that son of a bitch over there I can't see. He Aww. doesn't see me. That's a see you later. Not if I see you first. Eric never says that because he never sees you first. That, that's uh, why he's a much happier person. Yeah, but like with, with this, this whole thing ends, you know, and ties around with Batgirl basically like, oh, I know how I can get out of this. Tell everybody I'm Batgirl and, and kind of throw shade at being is, Batgirl. I've, I'm I've like, been, what? I've been doing everything I normally would in this, which is apparently the wrong thing, which – she says fruit bat told her. It doesn't feel like fruit bat told her that at all. So I'm going to go against my better judgments yeah. and do everything opposite. It's opposite I would. world. And, and it, it doesn't make breaks, sense. It breaks the cycle where she gets back into her mind because of this. I'm like, you didn't really set up this whole ray no, gun that no, puts people in their fucking no. mind. Yeah, you didn't. And what I, I get the and most from this, this what I get the most from this is here's Hope Larson. She is getting all these characters back. Like, and it just it just ends to end because like you know you have MMA fighting you have all that it's just kind of shoved aside you introduce a new character out of nowhere but at the end of it you never get this idea where Becker's like huh you know what I'm gonna change my life for the better with what I learned in my mind she learned shit. She just tried yeah. to get out of this. Like, this would be different where she goes up and she's trying to figure out how to go and she figures out from this, you know what, I shouldn't let, you know, random guys sleep on my couch because they always end up villains. Uh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Oh, I do that. Whatever. Yeah, and there's it, no, there's no redemptive no, there, arc. There's, no, there's like nothing. A, there is like no. In Groundhog's yeah. Day, they, it like makes her a better person. This is just a trap. For her to get yeah. out of, and that, that and, whole and, scene and it, yeah. with the new it's, character just illustrates that because it's like, why is this? And she even says she's like, oh, this is my brain trying to make up the yeah. ante. Yeah. Which, by the way, does take her out of any semblance of a recursive loop. That's a brand yeah, new it scenario. Does. It's a Your brand new scenario. Well, not only do you have the right. MMA fighter hopped up on steroids, who she has no idea who that is, but she's going to help her anyway because she believes in second chances of the mind. But later on, we have the Martina Falcone, who for some reason has kidnapped Commissioner Gordon to war background down there so that Martina can be trained to be the next background. Like, yeah. What are you doing yeah, in your and, mind? And, and you need with, to get yeah. some therapy. So what is that? Is that her thing? Know. Like, I want to know, like, in that, is that Batgirl saying to herself, like, boy, I got to change up the game because pretty much I'm thinking that I'm just as bad as a villain like or is that something about where you have this girl who's like listen i am a falcon but i i end up i don't care about my parents it, it never leads to anything and no. with that the the things that are going on in her mind if you want to go groundhog day because i thought right away as well 
this is at the Groundhog's Day at the point where Bill Murray is still doing shitty things because he's taking advantage of the Groundhog's <laughs> yeah. Day. He, he's able to do opposite and able yeah. to set up things and able, to, able to, you know, he's able to rob the armored truck. Yeah, he's and, gonna know, or he's gonna know, have sex with that lady by right, asking right. her a question each day. This is what it, I'm like. Boy, you're missing the the third act here, where she actually learns something from this because she ends up just doing this to pop out of it and then the story just why the hell did we do this it, it was of the mind for and no even reason that, the whole idea too where she's like look i'm gonna have to go against my better judgments because that seems to be the only way out of here for some reason and leaving her father to die was not the thing that uh, broke uh, the yeah. cycle it was telling kai that i am back girl and i want to make out with kiss you, you. And I have to say, again, like by doing something out of the ordinary, something I wouldn't do. Well, you do already have a crush on the guy. We know yeah, that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Out, that's out what's ordinary weird. would be like punching him in the fucking balls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Balls. Like, that to me, that yeah. would be like, all right, something totally out of my, yeah. out of place. Let I'm me fucking you. run a sword through him. So yeah, it's you in know my what? mind. Yeah. Difference, you know? What I thought, because it, it that whole section where she is like, eh, you know what? I'm out of here. She has a gun. She ends up, uh, you know, emptying the bullets that was there and uh, all that. Now, if you're going to be, you know, opposite, shoot. Shoot the Falcon girl or whatever. But she's like, all right, looks like I have to go do things opposite to get out of this. So I'm going to do this. And she goes and she's hanging outside his work, this custom woodworking, it's woodworking shop, place. With, with the um, with coffee. Now, at first, I didn't even see it. And I thought that this was going to be the classic bad girl barber, where she was going to have the coffee there, and then guy, hey, uh, hey, what's going on? The fuck do you think's going on, Kai? Here's your coffee right in the face. Kick him in the balls and then walk away smoking like a badass. I actually thought that this was going to be where it leads out of this for her saying, you know what? I got to loosen up. I don't know because what happens in this of the mind, there is no setup of us ever saying throughout this series like – Boy, she's stuck in a rut, Reggie. Oh my goodness, she really right. plays it by it the book. No, you. the rut is the book. <laughs> uh, I'm not. Right. I'm saying like we never say to ourselves like, boy, Batgirl keeps trying the same methods and it's leading her to disaster because the book is pretty much you're boring. Is what I say to Eric, exactly. and, and I say that with it. So there's never anything here where you're you're seeing her do this separately or doing this different opposite Barbara, and you're like, you know what? This this makes sense. She's she, in her mind. She and really the gun shot her, but we we end up the gun of the mind so far removed from that concept but because she ends up having to break out by doing uh, what are the rules there's no rules there are no it's, rules. Just, it's just stupid it's i love it too happen. i love it too where she's there the thing about this whole series the problem is not that it's been like repetitive although in some ways it was especially early on but Back the problem is yeah. It goes, yeah, it goes nowhere slowly, and Batgirl is not really a hero. Things no, just sort of happen yeah. to her. And this is where I thought she's in Batgirl in the mind. Listen, uh, I have to do things different. Uh, you know, I think this happened because of that, and it makes sense finally. You're like, you know what? She's a good detective in the mind, the opposite yeah. Batgirl. Uh, but with that, then you kind of break out where, where she's like, hey, Kai. Uh, I'm Batgirl, and let's smooch. I'm going to smooch with everyone. And then she breaks out of it just so so her and the lady can, you know, hit her ex-husband there with a guitar and then be like, you know, you women. And then, oh, you. 
You know, I, I, dro- I, I did like drop the, him off at the GCPD. Yeah, pieces of shit, am I right? I, I also, I also like like this one scene towards the end where he he busts out this unfolding serrated yeah sword from his I, yeah. From I don't his, know what's going on. And then he just gets knocked out. Like why? Why did that thing even come out? What's going I, on? I, I'm telling you, when when what he, is he that got thing? Where he got he hit. He got hit. I'm like, she get I, I just, I'm like, she El kabonged his ass. I was so happy yeah, when right. she. I'm like, all right. And I, she really, she may have killed him. I don't know about you, but if you hit somebody that hard with a guitar where their head goes through, there are strings there that possibly could slice them. And if you, I, go, you go whole side down, you're pretty much safe. That's yeah. that's the. That's the I'm skull. telling you, he's there, and he's. She's like, I told you, we could make beautiful music together. And then Barbara goes off, and then you're getting the oh. My my goodness this is hope larson's last issue we're gonna get a page of the you know what i learned my lesson and you know what the lesson is i'm gonna keep being back girl yeah and then she goes off Ow. in the point <laughs> i'm telling you i'm looking at him with those knives coming out of his fucking Why? wrist what's going on i don't know i don't know <laughs> they look like those uh butterfly knives that you know you always have that asshole friend of yours that plays around with those goddamn butterfly knives Hi. eric were you one of them well, you want to, you really strike mine. me as a butterfly knife guy who sits they, they there with actually them. Look like, uh, like, you ever see those like collapsible rulers, you know? But yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what like, they do look like. What is going on? I, I think, I think you're 100% right that this story was intended to be more to it and there was going to be some explanation and why then this they guy just, has they're just gonna leave. Yeah. weapons and they Tell were like, hey, it almost is- looks like it's a Spider-Man thing. He's got like a, a laser razor blasters. That's he's, he's like the, he's like the butler from, you know, Hudson Hawk. Yeah, yeah, it's just nonsense. It's nonsense. And uh, we what we learn is Eric's one of those asshole butterfly knife guys. Look, all my friends those had guys. knives like that. That's yeah, fucking nonsense. You got the the one guy, he's picking his teeth with the knife. The other guy's picking his fucking, you know, his uh, nails. And there's Eric with the butterfly knives. Hey, knives. Whoa. Hey, cuts. That's why they, they called him cuts because he had butterfly knives. Cut himself. He's cut fucking, himself on the handle. Yeah, he's a fucking the guy. He, he's a little bit of a klutz. There's and Eric. He can't see. turned on the Asians. Yeah. My, yeah my, my one buddy, Brett, is a, he was the butterfly knife guy always going around with those fucking nonsense things I'm like what are i you do doing wish at these? the i do wish at the end of this issue though because we see you know batgirl sitting on the roof waiting to see get lou get picked that up she, by the police littered and then she tosses that coffee cup over like the back of the building where then you do see that it lands in the garbage yeah. can oh i, I wish really wanted a bunch of other freaking coffee cups around the like she's done this over and over yeah. <laughs> this is the first time it's made it in she's yeah i just want her to be a litter so i can go on twitter and yell about her Hashtag not in my city, litter bug. I, I just like too. It's like this cat. Litter bats. This cat freaks out because of a goddamn. <laughs> Why was that cat? The scaredy there? cat, Jim. Where's the scaredy cat there? Why is the scaredy cat there? And then there you go. Because uh, nobody gave it a home. There she says, uh, we all have patterns. We run through them again and again until one day we finally see ourselves clearly and choose a different path. But for the first time in a while, it feels like anything is possible. Yeah! I'm like, what You're the right. fuck? You're what right, does, what does that mean? is bullshit. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's it. You, that is it. Where, where's, the, where's the deal? All right, Becker. Where are you? There we go. Yo, smell you later. No, it's just nonsense. I'm telling you. So basically, you end with the idea of you know, like I understand the idea. Like a Tomasi said that listen, Bendis has taken over. Change is something that's good. But this is just like, hey, you know, we're gonna get the same old nonsense. I'm sure with this. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I think they may retool it, but in a way, in the I ending hope. of this, 
the end the ending of this is sort of like what I always say to Eric when he's mad at something, and I say, "But didn't they, Eric?" Yeah, what was like? No, what are you talking about? Cut myself. And also, wasn't wasn't the a solution inside her all along, Eric? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wasn't the most butterfly knife? The friends she made along the way. Hey, they're nice. Hey, the lesson. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm now. I'm gonna get on. I'm. I need to. I think I might need a step stool to get on the soapbox. I'm gonna go on. And please, people, when you're reviewing things. You don't have to give out tens just because it's a writer's last issue, please. I, I'm looking. This this got two tens on, on the comic ground up. Uh, are you are you insane? Are, are you goddamn insane that you would give this a ten? Yeah, you may like Why? it. A ten? This is perfect. Pretty. That's the thing. I don't go by Eric Shea's idea that when he gives a ten, he's done because it'll. If this is a 10, I'm done. I mean, why even bother anymore? Jesus, criminy. I'm this looking, is, I'm this looking. is the height of comic books. This is as good as it gets, folks. Seriously. Seriously. Uh, a 10? Yeah, I know. That I don't get. You know, I could definitely see someone coming up higher than me uh, than I did, but a 10 is ludicrous. But, hey, people do give shitty review scores for no well, goddamn good reason. They do, and, you know... Uh, for this guy, uh, for this guy's, uh, the one I'm looking at, really, uh, I'll, I'll give him the benefit because he looks to have reviewed every single issue of Batgirl and his aggregate score of actually 21 issues is a 9.9. So at least he's oh, consistent. 9.9. He's come down off that ten. That guy's crying right now in, in his fucking Cheerios that this book is, is changing hands. Please. I just, I don't understand. I, I gonna, I'm sending him a note now. Hope Larson is not gonna go to lunch with you. I just told him. And, I mean, uh, the thing about this book is this book, it sucks. It's not worth the money. It's stupid. The Batgirl in it is not really a hero or anything to be proud of. And let me tell you something. You want to talk about, uh, being an, I'm gonna get on my soapbox right here and be a little SJW. I gotta be honest. It really bothered me that the thing that shattered Babs, Barbara's reverie was a kiss from her fucking Prince Charming. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is supposed to be, to me, like one of the most, I mean, she hasn't been for this entire run, so there's no, I don't know why she'd be surprised, but a very independent, strong, you know, just like, just like you came around to him on the yeah. strong female character. Yeah, I, I consider finally. her that way, but here <laughs> she is, a smooch from Kai. That's all she needs, and everything's back to normal. Yeah, and I realized it was sort of a, Smooch on her terms, but yeah, well, still, it's not I, her I, terms. I and then itself, they try, you know? they try to wrap it around with the El Cabong and then to stand up to the guy, and that's fine. And he looked like a real piece of shit, so he deserves. Isn't El Cabong what they used to call Eric? Also, is that that, that is El Gabong? I, I don't <laughs> know why they called him. That. Actually, what they called him was like m- Mooch. <laughs> they called him a Mooch. That guy, he didn't pay for shit. He told me oh. that the one day, and really, I never. I don't know if the you're aware of this and maybe it makes me what the kids nowadays call a square eric uh i never smoked pot in my life so i've never done this so i don't know it it wouldn't get me mad knowing that eric never paid for for pot but it still got me mad (laughs) i never paid for pot in high school yeah really well i hope that's when you stop my friend you know i i say no to drugs i do not do it <laughs> if, if it's prescribed, that's not drugs, right? Prescribed or anything, anything that I says. I took a lot of prescription quit. pills. Yeah, you know, yeah, you did. I took a lot right? of prescription pills. Hey, l- listen to me. I mean, I know that right now I am on Lipitor, so watch out, boys. Oh, it's party, party time. time. Uh, but yeah, Jinx, sir. Uh, what did you give it, Reggie? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Reggie, you mean? Reggie, uh, yes. 
So, no, I'm in Reggie. I mean, I mean like, like I say with this book, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's lame. I can't ever imagine anyone buying this, but we've had a good time, especially the last, 10. like, four months with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've just been laughing at it. So that's been a nice turnaround for me. And sometimes I've read these. This was a really a great one, but I've read these issues. And I'm just like, oh man, I can't wait to get on and talk with yeah, yeah. this bullshit with these guys. Uh, but it does suck. I like the art a lot. The Mink Yu Jung is someone I've been. I like it as well. Yeah, I like the art a lot. Over the yeah. last like uh, eight months or something, and she, he or she, has really got some dope shit. I really like the effect as she was like breaking through. You know how the, he did this like cross hatching to make it look like you know oh, yeah. he's breaking yeah. through. I thought that worked. It wasn't the most amazing thing, but it. I I knew what was going on, and that's really all that matters. But. Uh, pretty much everything I give to this then is for the art. It's 4.5 out of 10. Yeah, uh, I really, I actually really liked, uh, the design of Falcone's daughter, the, the girl. I? I can't remember what her name. I thought that Martina? that was, yeah, yeah I thought that, good. I thought that looked really good. Even along the way of it being, uh, very similar to that Eleonora Carlini that we like. I thought that there were parts in this that really uh, resembled that. As I'm looking through this, like, you have this thing. I know it's of the mind, but at one point you had these bodyguards with her. Why didn't she take them to the the underground? You know, it's all nonsense. And through this, you keep having Barbara basically say to herself, like, I know none of this is real, but I'll go do it anyway. I know. I I know none of this is real until the point... What if this is real? Yeah, and, and with that, it's like oh, wait, I, it's not real. I know just this is. I know this real, isn't real, fun. but I'll just live my normal everyday life. Like if I'm there and I'm like, I know this. I know that this isn't real. I'm not showing up for work. I, I, you know, Eric. Every day he thinks it's not real for some reason. I don't know how. <laughs> but uh, no. Earth, yes, yes, and uh, but yeah, well, I love the art, but boy, it's just, it's nonsense. And the problem is, I have read a couple other Hope Larson books that I liked I, that goldie vance book that she had i really really enjoyed it i think that this is one of the cases where she never really had a grip on on barbara i really don't think she had a grip on it and even in issues you'll get this like all of a sudden three pages you're like all right she's finally getting it and then it just goes against it again because there are parts in this that you're like okay this isn't that bad. You know, she's doing some stuff, and then all of a sudden it doesn't continue. It goes against it. Like you said, Reggie, she ends up kissing Kai, and that's what brings uh, her out. And just that the idea of all these people that showed up from her Asian trip that started it is nonsense and, and stuff like that. So it's just I don't think that this was a character uh, that she really got a grip on, and it's a shame because maybe there'd be another character out there that she would have been better with, and we'll never know. Like maybe it would have been Black canary or birds of prey even. Uh, maybe yeah. the bensons would have been better on this and she would have been better on on Actually, birds you know of prey maybe she might be good on harley yeah something like that, that. She, i think i don't think that. that she's a bad writer i like i said i've read some things there's never anything with the dialogue it's just the idea of what she thinks barbara should be and yeah, how she's just Barbara's a moron such a, a dumbass it doesn't yeah, make any sense and it's just she's always you know one step behind everybody when she's supposed to be the smartest gal in the room and she never is and it's a shame uh but yeah we'll see how it goes and i said when i was doing the solicits podcast on patreon i told eric today because he does not listen to anything that i do right. uh you know i listened to the flush team uh that he was talking about <laughs> on the boys toys and uh but i told him that of all the solicits in august uh, the Batgirl seems really cool because we have an issue where she ends up getting shot 
uh, with a like a kind of a new sonic gun by a villain that shows up and it actually disables the thing in her the implant oh, yeah, that. that allows her to walk. Yeah. So that's yeah. cool. And then they have an annual where she has to team up with her brother James Gordon Jr. to track a serial killer. That sounds awesome. And maybe it, maybe guy. it is one of those things where you're gonna really get lucky and this book is really gonna turn around. You have uh, a fill-in arc and then you have they really haven't really said that they have an ongoing team yet. Because uh, the team that does come on the second part, which I, I wish I could remember who it was, uh, they had announced that they're not even full-time. So we'll have to see. But it looks like maybe we'll get back to I, – I think they have to get out of Burnside. They have to get out of Burnside. And what scares me, though, of not getting out, we have not seen any sort of things online like, here's a new Batgirl design like we got with Supergirl and we got with uh, Catwoman and stuff like that. So I think we're going to continue on with this Burnside nonsense. I think it's time to get away from that so that the book actually feels fresh again and start telling some good stories and things like that. I think the Burnside thing actually cripples the writers as well and kind of ties them down to this Batgirl. And yeah. I don't really like it. I, I it really don't. It takes them away from you know, the rest of the stuff going on in Gotham City. You yeah, know, like, yeah. It just never has it to just deal with what goes goofy. on in Detective Comics. Yeah, basically all that happens in this ever is that she calls up Dick Grayson. He comes and they, they have to decide if they're going to smooch. That's what always happens in this book with Dick Grayson. And he seems to be the only one to show. But what, what would you give it there? What'd you give it? I gave. I said I gave it a four point five. I thought I said, and it's I, I all recall, art. But I, it's all I would art. give it a. I would give it a four out of ten, and that's all art right here because yeah, we I have the strange loop. Nothing loops, and I never understood the rules for this whole ray gun that just came out of nowhere because Fruit Bat said so. I just yeah. did not have a good time with this at all. But I will tell you, I don't remember what I gave last issue, but I liked this more than last yeah, issue. Yeah, I think I like it more too. It had a bit yeah. of a purpose. It felt like. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it ended, and that's you know you have Hope Larson going and. You know, we're not going to fake the funk and say that it was even a, a good run because I don't think it was. It was a very forgettable run that was, you know, very shoddy and, and back and forth and things like that. But we're going to talk about the next book, which it seems, you know, much to uh, all new Dave Chagrin, it looks like it's canceled. Uh, July will be the last month. There was no solicit for it in August. So I think that this book is over in July. And with that, uh, yeah, it probably should be. But uh, I think Reggie... I think we're gonna find out why very shortly. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about the Hellblazer number twenty-two, written by Tim Seeley, art by David Fabry, Christian Dallavecchia, and Carrie Strahan. Heaven, don't make me laugh. All I hear is motherfuckers rapping suck attached, living large telling me to get out the cult. I'm a sinner, gotta live by the Skinner. How the fuck do you figure? That I could say pray and the evil will go away. Every demon slayer gets ignored. Cause hell has got many, many more. It's a bore, but it makes them glad, I guess. Now we got Constantine and Huntress. If I was dream, they'd probably be frenemy. Since I'm a demon, they consider me their enemy. The joy telling me to get the job correct. To serve, infect, and break a demon's neck. Cause I'm the one with a trunk of funk and enigma sadness in the tape deck. You should listen to me, cause there's more to say. Use the resurrection spell to force my way to reality. The other suckers don't know, but when you call, I stay close. Stealing souls of the day, bros. Yes. yes That's probably indeed. the best we're going to get out of this issue right there, is my <laughs> homage to Ice Cube. Yes. Uh, this, this definitely is shades of that run I walked away from. Yeah, uh, it is. A year or two it ago. is. It's it's uh, Ben, <coughs> it's ben so Oliver much, still at the beginning. It's is was it Ben? So I, I always get them mixed up because there's, was there's the Oliver. artist and then there's the uh, deal. But yeah, uh, yeah, this is nonsense. I, I was reading this 
and I'm there, and first off, very wordy. And you have an, you have a series, and especially an arc that we haven't been that big on anyway. And not a lot's going on, but boy, a lot of people are talking and talking oh my more God, and talking, the talking more. And, and talking oh my and goodness, talking, the talking, talking, and talking, and not explaining shit. No. Though, like you think you think at the end we'd be damn experts, but in the end, I'm like, what the yeah. hell is even like? Oh, like what was the result of this? I don't even understand. Yeah. What it was, so this demon basically is chit-chatting with one of the day, the, uh, the day brothers. Yeah, the, the day, day brothers, brothers down in hell and reminiscing of the reason he can't stand Constantine is because apparently in the past Constantine dined him out to some angels. And they lured him up to heaven by mistake and the angels came and ate his ass. They ate yeah. him up. And yeah. so oh my demon- goodness, Constantine actually did something bad to somebody? Who we? So, so now the demon is trying to get back to Earth through Margaret Ames and he's going to bring all his bad Demon buddies with him. All the yeah. demons that constantly are screwed over yeah, in the that's, past. There's tons, yeah. Because she's, uh, you know, and she's made herself vulnerable by going, by doing all those old rites back in the long well, ago. Made herself vulnerable by that, and also and then because going to the of that, priest, that, yeah. that po- no, the poetry drink that he, oh, like, right, right. The mead, you're right. Exactly, uh, the poetry mead that actually threw in this weird, actually, idea about you know the Sumerian deal where it made her an Anunnaki, and I'm like. You are throwing a lot of concepts yeah, in this book without things explaining out things, there. really, because you're, like, I'm you're throwing you. terms and concepts and ideas at us, but then you spend half the issue dealing with the goddamn young brubs and yeah. a goddamn vampire. And a vampire. Like, the thing happened? is, when the was, vampire showed up, that is so this? overdone that it just goes on forever. And on I'm telling and you, on and I, on if was I was an editor... Of any comic, I have a, a little bit of a thing. This would be the first thing I'd do. You, you get the thing, you get the, the finished deal, and you squint. And if you actually see the words are more than the art, there's a problem. And there are pages in this where I don't even know there was art. I think it's all word bubbles. There is a part it, it, where... It reminds me of like old EC comics oh where the words are so much that like a half an inch of yeah, uh, there, panel left. There is one panel that has... Uh, Huntress in it, where you have a three-panel deal, where it's, in the letter, my father revealed that he knew of my mother's infidelity and betrayal, and it, that next panel has so much writing in it, that it almost is a landslide a- avalanche over Huntress herself. I, I thought that she was going to get killed by the weight <laughs> of the word bubble. There by is so much writing in that, and then she cries, and I'm like, really? I, I want to get the hell out of this, and you yeah. know, right there, you're halfway through, and I'm just reading this, and I, you know, I get the concept, but it's not interesting. It's overdone. Uh, the things that need explaining aren't explained. The things that I could care less about and do nothing for the the thing are overly explained. Well, well, I'm telling you, the whole idea, like you know, what the demon is, you know, we have half the issue talking about that, but the whole idea you do know, through the Sumerian stuff in there with you know Tiamat and the Anunnaki, yeah, yeah. and then we spend the rest of the issue where you know Constantine has to like you know pull some blood out of himself. While doing, you know, some like rights to it, some holy rights to make it, you know, anointed blood, like holy blood, so he can give it to, you know, Six the vampire to cure himself of the vampirism. While we also deal with Huntress's daddy issues, yeah, like, what, what are yeah. you doing? Was, was yeah, I know. It? It's like so much shit just thrown yeah. on a wall. Meanwhile, also the brubs are trying to break in. Yeah, from they're outside. trying to break in. And, once. Like, and, and, and we have to deal with is, the goddamn drama within their crew. Yeah, within them. I mean, and I'm like, really? I know. Yeah, like, like I give a shit about that. He kills one of those guys. And and the thing is, you'd think all of this 
would drive the stakes up really high. I can't help but feel like I don't think there's any stakes here at all. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't are feel spending like, all I don't of this like issue with Huntress and the underground yeah, is why, running around. Why aren't the Day Brothers just uh, running around killing people or something and they have to stop it? They're just there. And, and with that, the bros, the, the bros, I'm like, really? And there's you anybody like, who ever grow up with Eric, you call them Sips? Was that one of you guys? No. Even just that concept. I don't know this guy's name, but we call him Sips. Uh, really? And then he's just like, you got to get me. I'm not healing. I'm like, really? What are we dealing with in this book? And and really, again, there's a Reggie, uh, what I like to call his solid gold checklist of what happens in a Constantine book. And you're not checking anything nope. in, in he, this he issue. He doesn't do any magic. Nope. He doesn't really fucking screw somebody nope. over horribly. No. Uh, matter of fact, he does stuff that's heroic. For, yeah. As far as Reggie liking, you know, the the trappings of Constantine, the best part of the book was the spread where we see the demons that are mad yeah, at the demons. But and even with that, yeah, even with that, and I did too. I Actually, some of them have been in the series, but even yeah. with that, it's like you know, okay, we have Blathoxy the flatulent. Okay, that's fine, but really, you can't. Nothing is earned up to this point in anything in this book, this series, this arc, anything. Well, I so, mean, here, here's one way we could have introduced the demons that would have been interesting if they actually manifested on fucking Earth. That's and what I'm saying. Just do that. That's all you needed to do. Like, yeah, just have these demons where you have this whole idea where this guy is going to manifest these demons to come after Constantine or whatever. Let's do that. I don't need the the young bloods out there trying to break into the door and then Brubs? have their... That have their goddamn fucking drama. I don't need drama here, and I don't need sips, and I don't need them catching on fire. I just, what is going on? It, this is, I desperately want to like this book, and oh, God, I like it less and less as it goes, and this I said this all along. Totally yeah. lost and yeah. Tim Seeley came back, and it seemed like he had something. It seemed like we were like, yeah. oh man, it sucks that he wasn't on these whole time, whatever. I, again, is it one of those that he knows? I think that it is ending at twenty-five. That's what July, and it, you know, you want to get that last four ninety-nine issue, that that anniversary. You get a couple, you know, a little more uh, page length to tell the story to say goodbye or whatever. It, it's just why this I, definitely I, feels like an issue that is just kind of like it's hold, just running, there. holding. Yeah. It's a, it's a place holding to make sort of pat it I, out. I, I I couldn't say I don't know Tim Seal. He seems like a you know recently me and Eric have come to the realization that we like him a lot more than we thought we did as a writer. <laughs> but also he seems like a good guy. He seems like yeah. a, a decent dude. I would love. I wish I was friends with him just to say you know. You, you don't really care about this, do you? And he'd be like, eh, yeah. you know, they told me it's ending at 25 and to extend it. You know, I'm, I'm uh, you just know, his, his other arc was better than this. And maybe, yeah, that was. Was the only, maybe that was the only one he had in him. And then yeah. this, this was like, this was a favorite. I just think to, they were like, just up. end it. And he's yeah. like, well, can I put Huntress in? Yeah. All right. There we go. Away we there go. We go. Yeah, there's just nothing. But what did you give it, Reggie? So yeah, boring. Yeah, boring. There you go. <laughs> just to say at the very end, uh, then they do resurrect another day fella into the the body of of the bruv that they had captured last yes. issue, and uh, so now there are. But really, well, does anybody care about the Day Brothers anymore? No, I don't do you really care. What are they no, going to do? I, I don't really I, understand. Like whatever's going to happen. It should have fucking happened. Yeah, already, you know what I'm I mean? telling you. That, I, I think they're just going to go to work. Has some kind of demony power, but let's do it. Like, yeah. come on now, end it with again. Come like, on, wow. bro, let's do it. Come on, bro. But, I mean, let's look, go, we bro. Ended, we ended with this with the fact that he's resurrected. Big fucking deal. You yeah. already did yeah. that. We knew yeah. you could do that. Let's go to the new thing. Yeah, really. uh, this this 
comic is uh, pretty much <laughs> pure garbage. The art is not very good, but it's okay. Uh, not not the worst thing about no. it. If the story, I like the colors actually. I like the color work. The arts are yeah. okay. What, the what's weird is there yeah. are some parts I like a lot. It's definitely uh, stylized, but it's it's not it's not horrible. That's not my big problem. I ended up giving this a three point five out of ten. The way I feel. <laughs> I could drop uh, it to a three, no problem. I actually, I'm paging through this. First off, I see there's the Wolfman here at what the one oh, page, the that, bi- that big spread. This is how little I'm concerned with this book. I didn't even realize Swamp Thing was in that one panel. Yeah, it, where it, I'm it, like, it, oh, yeah, I'm like, oh my god, there's Swamp Thing uh, right next to the Wolfman. Yeah, nothing. Remember it, when my Skype thing used to say that I was the Invunche? Yes, yes, you that's did. That's what that's yeah. from. Yeah, yeah that's what he is. Uh, yeah, I, this is nonsense. And uh, yeah, I'd give it a three five. Uh, and that's all coloring right there. And, and, and you know what? I actually do like the lettering. They they have some very uh, unique. I like the lettering and the combo uh, coloring lettering when the demon is talking. There you that's go. Right. There you go. What, what would you give it? A? Three out of ten. The art's half decent. And where every time I thought I was going to get a decent story out of this, especially because you know. We actually get an explanation about what's going on. It just went right back into your boring territory. Yeah, yeah. And I was so furious because I've been dealing with nothing but your boring for yeah. weeks. For you know, what, Constantine, you're boring. Uh, with with that, um, what did you give it, Reggie? What did you say you gave it? I gave it three point five. In this okay, site, so I, at I least said, I wasn't the highest score. I was going to no, say, am I uh, the highest with a three five? <laughs> Holy moly! I, I didn't want that. Wi-Fi. Now I got an ad popping up because I have to see. Thank God somebody didn't give this a ten. There's two eights, though. Nonsense. You're boring. How? How? Eights. It's funny, too, because on the roundup now, the eight, eight, six, four, seven, four, four, three point five. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are not liking this. It's just, it just doesn't mean, and, and really seeing the good old days part four. Well, really, I'm with you, Reggie. Some of these books, they don't need six issue arcs. They really nope. don't. Like, I'm, this trade is going to be, you know what it will be? It's boring. Is what it is there. Yeah, boring. <laughs> yeah, boring. And that is it for us. We're going to go off. Tell us what we're going off to listen to with you and Chris, Reggie. We're going to be reading Mother Panic number three, yes. uh, which a Chris reviewed on the site, and it's uh, exciting stuff. No, it's exciting stuff. And I will say, not to completely spoil things, but you guys will be a little more positive than, than the uh, Hellblazer. They, uh, yeah. Yes, it'd be, uh, it'd be hard not to be more positive than Hellblazer, but we are. That is very true, but you are, uh, and yep. hopefully you won't be boring. All right? Get <laughs> yeah, boring. That's how we, we do all day at work now. <laughs> you know, just walk by and say that to each other, and really, we're, we're, we're like both telling Lemon. the truth. Liz Lemon, Liz Lemon does that thing. Ah, uh, you burnt. You burnt. Yeah, you burnt. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are, are done with you, and uh, I'm going to go to bed. What do you go off to do now, Reggie, before we I go I think by? I'm going to do other podcast shit. Oh, other podcast yeah. oh, Boy, it is very late. Uh, Eric's off to go watch the rest of the toys that made us, right, Eric? You're I might go to Burger King before that, though. Ooh, I'm kind of hungry. Wee. I'm Ooh. not allowed to do that anymore. I'll see you I'll there. I'll do it for the both of us. I'll see you there, Eric. <laughs> eating for two wait, now. Wait. I'm eating for two now. <laughs> I, will, I will see you in the drive-thru. <laughs> Tanya was mad today because I still drank too much coffee, and she said I need to drink more water. I said, but I make the coffee with the water. Exactly. Hey, There's uh, water. Come I on, baby. What do you want sa- from me? She says to me, uh, you have uh, water phones at work. Why You, you got to use those. And whatever. Yeah, I'm like, no, yeah, no. it kind of has some mercury and shit in the water. Arsenic. Arsenic and yeah. cyanide. Yeah, they Yikes. got they got, a, they got a really bad well going on, but yet still maintain these, you know, 
water fountains with with no sort of you know well warning water, to anybody. Well water with that that has arsenic in it and very bad amounts of arsenic. So there you go. Uh, what a what a world we live in. <laughs> that is ridiculous. But yeah, we're gonna go off now to listen to Mother Panic Gotham AD. Once in every lifetime comes a love like this. Oh, I need you. Welcome back to the Young Animal segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we have one, count them, one Young Animal comic to talk about here today. Which one is it, Chris? This one is Mother Panic, Gotham AD number three. We got Different Bat Channel, part three, by Jody Hauser, Ibrahim Mustafa, and Jordan Boyd. Um, and this is uh, picking up not too long after we left off last issue. So, uh... We do open with a scene briefly touching on Arkham's transition from Asylum to Institute. If, uh, you know, uh, Arkham Asylum is that scary place where the bad guys are kept, but not here. This is a more uh, holistic healing place, a new agey type of a... Right. (laughs) Or at least that's the facade, you see. That is the facade, because inside we meet Gala. That's that blood painter we met all those months ago, and Mm. she is rather troubled. She's reporting to her team that a certain member of her inner circle, or at least a member of her staff, has been working against the collective. Now, we learned last issue that that member was Harleen Quinzel who Gala has made an example of, or maybe uses a cautionary tale for those in her in her employ who might have similar ideas yeah. about turning against the collective. That's kind of how you have to be when you're like a, yeah. a crime boss or whatever. You, you can't let people <laughs> slide on the small things or else it's chaos. It's chaos. It's all out of whack. Yeah. Uh, we hop down to the sewers below Arkham where Mother Panic makes her way through and she's bending bars and uh, vowing to find her mother all along the way. Along the way, she finds Arlene Quinzel, who has either been badly burned in the face or slashed up real good around the eyes. Possibly both. She looks really bad. Looks like she has, like, a blood domino mascot almost. Yes, absolutely. Gross. Now, uh, Violet rescues her from her sewer cell with the condition that she share with her some information. Now, I've got to backtrack. When she goes into this, uh, the cells on the bottom and she's counting... You know, 16, 17. 17. Like, mm-hmm. This one's got to be it. I understand she goes into that one because that leads her forward, but I thought she was looking for, like, a special weakness. Like a, yeah. You know what I mean? Like she was going to she was gonna figure out some kind of a trap. or, did, But no, she just, you know, wrenched the bars off. She could have just punched a hole in the wall for all that matter. You know what I mean? She's got this, like, super suit. Sure. Anyway, yeah. so now <laughs> let's shift on over to Mama Panic herself. That is, we, they call her here the Oracle. And she's in her padded cell, which also has some Alice in Wonderland accoutrement around. Uh, she's mm-hmm. singing about baboons or some shit like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some song. She's always something crazy. And uh, Violet bursts right in through her armored door. Uh, doesn't even come as a surprise to Mama. She's like she's been waiting for her, knew she'd be coming all along. Uh, Violet goes to unmask herself, but Mama stops her, says she doesn't need her face to know who she is. She, she can 
always tell who her daughter is just by looking at her, even if she's wearing a weird triangle mask. Mm -hmm. So now the Oracle, that is Mama Panic, leads the way. She's been waiting to play the escape game for quite a while. Now they don't get far before Gala and her goons show up to block the exit. In fact, they're in the lobby, which is... Yeah. You would think the worst, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, let's go right out into the open. But, you know, we, we'll see in a minute. There was a method to the madness. Uh, it's here that Violet first hears her mother referred to as the Oracle, which answers any questions she might have had about whether or not this Mama Panic has any powers on this earth. She does, is the answer. There's a brief skirmish, and Violet appears to have the upper hand. And now as Gala goes to grab the Oracle, we can see a small craft hovering above the skylight. Then crashing through the skylight is the sensational character find of whatever year she first appeared. I don't remember if it was last year or the year before. Two years ago, something like that. (laughs) This is, of course, Fennec Fox. And she slaughters all the bad guys. I mean... Literally, like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, like her little, uh, her little flyer has guns on the sides and, and like Gatling guns and it's yeah, like, she, it's, tear, it's like Rambo, you know? It just tears them apart. She blasts them all in a single panel. Blast them all up. Uh, now, Violet uh, KOs Gala, which is kind of a. Uh, kind of a, you know, uh, uh, uninspired way to take her out. Uh, She grabs Mama, and they board the Fennec Flyer. As they fly home, Violet realizes that her other, the real mother, knew that the last time that they spoke would be the last time that they spoke. That's right. They're both psychic or what have you. Uh, I thought it was interesting, too, um, Gala's minions or whatever, this this force, they all Hmm. seem, you know, normal, but one of them looks like Victor Zass. Right, he's yeah, got, he's got he's, the hash marks, the hash marks on him, yeah. and it made me think: Are these all interpretations of people from oh, Arkham? Yeah. But there's really no other indicators on any of them. I really did. That's the I, only I, one. I was, yeah. I was like scoping them out hard. Like these, this could they could be anybody almost. But this, sure. The only one that has any kind of indicator is Victor Zaz, or maybe Victor Zaz. Anyway, uh, so now we hop over to a construction site where a pair of goons have dragged the Joker. This is that weird future Joker that we already saw last two issues, I think. Uh, he soon finds himself surrounded by a gaggle of folks, including one wearing clown paint. The clown proceeds to beat the holy hell out of him with a crowbar, while another one films the entire thing. If it isn't clear that the Joker is beaten to death or not, but uh, he's pretty sure he looks pretty messed up, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's pr- probably dead, it seems. Uh, let me tell you, though, using the Joker in the comics, that has certainly been beaten to death. Very good. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a Chris line, I gotta tell everyone. <laughs> now, we do see that the mastermind behind the beating is Jason Todd. Yeah. Yeah, wearing uh, his Red Hood outfit, outfit, but not the Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, now we wrap up our issue back at the Institute, where Violet's brother storms in to have a word with Gala. Now he's ticked off that the Oracle was taken, because Gala had given her word that she'd protect her. Then uh, Gala's figuring, you know, hey, if you want to see someone in your family, she pulls him into a uh, darkened lab where he sees this world's Violet. And she's uh, in one of those, like, Weapon X-looking tubes full of water. Yeah. Um, we had been led to believe that she was uh, killed in the uh, Gather House fire in, right. on this Earth, but uh, she wasn't. Apparently not. There's a little violet up the sleeve or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. so... Uh, that was kind of interesting, and then there was the backup that amazingly looks like you may have read. Is that is that true, or am I hallucinating? I, I read some of it, yes. Wow, that uh, that was something <laughs> very unexpected. Uh, it's quick; it's three pages. This is like what happened before 
now. This is what happened yeah. on that Earth. The, the collective comes down, and essentially, it shows that you know Harley and Ivy, Poison Ivy, are lovers. Uh, yeah. Eventually, the collective comes for them, and that's when Poison Ivy subsumes herself into the ground, which we saw in Robinson Park. Yeah, like three issues ago now, when she first got was looking for her mother, when Viola was looking for her, and. Uh, Harley just kind of ends there, but we can assume that she gets picked up, taken to Arkham. Mm-hmm. So it's cool, done, nothing to be mad at. And if you're getting, yeah. if you're into this story, which I think is uh, seems to be getting more interesting as we go along, as far as I can tell, it's kind of a little cool, little bit of background. Uh, I really wouldn't mind a little more story though. But that's you know, I guess that's a good yeah. thing. That's a that's a positive <laughs> thing we can say about it. So, uh, what did you think of this, Chris? I liked it a lot. Uh, like you said, there wasn't much to it. It's pretty quick. It's a very quick read. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's yeah, one really uh, one really climactic sort of scene in there. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it's movement. It's, it's forward momentum. Um, we know that Mother Panic's arcs usually go three issues. Uh, so we are three issues in, and we do get sort of an ending to this arc. With, yeah. It's an open ending. Like, uh, we do have, like, the big story beat happened here. Yeah. So, you know, we were building up for a couple Which of issues. Which kind of happened in the rescue. first 12 also, where there was there sure. were three issue arcs, but there was kind of a background thing bubbling. And there were time. threads, yeah. So this feels kind of the same way. I don't know if it would have ended this way had we not gotten the cancellation notice yeah. not too long ago. I don't know if maybe there would have been a more firm ending here to lead into the next arc, uh, where it might have had to be replayed to... Uh, to maybe make the arc flow a little bit more since it's only going to be the six issues. Yeah. No, if, if that makes any sense. I, 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 I get you. <laughs> the, 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 they're, they're now like, oh, we better wrap this story up instead of making it this this searching for the Oracle thing or dealing with it. Seems like it could have been extended over, you know, the, in the background of a... Or, or like we could have we could have had the next three issues be something totally different and then come back come to Gala back to this, three yeah. issues after that. Which I mean, is, who knows? Uh, but anyway, that, that's not... That's obviously not going to happen. So. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, uh, but I, 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 I dug it. I, I gave it an 8.5. Yeah, I, I, I see you You really did uh, seem to enjoy it quite a bit. And I I enjoyed it, too. I really, more and more, I feel like this is something more populist for Batman fans or, you know, fans of comics in general might be able to just pick this up and enjoy it as more of an Elseworlds kind of tale. Absolutely. Uh, I also like a little bit of the gratification. You know, there's this, you know... Uh, she does get her mom, and Joker yeah. does get the, his face caved in by Jason Todd, <laughs> and then I can't deny that felt kind of good to see that for once, you know, like, wow, sure. it's like, uh, even though it's not really, you know, going to have any effect on our continuity, this was, this was, uh, it's such a crazy dark book, it was almost like little brief moments of levity, and of course, your favorite character, Fennec Fox, in action, that's something that, uh, very exciting, folks. murdering people. This is yeah. This is still not for children. This is, that <laughs> that didn't change, folks. But uh, this book really, uh, I gotta say, I'm starting to feel like I'll be uh, sorry as to see this one go because I'm yeah. uh, really getting more and more interested in, in this weird world, and uh, I like the characters seem to have grown a little bit. I think I would go the same place. Eight point five, you know, on a bad day, I might have gone down to eight, you know, but. Sure. Uh, I'm feeling pretty positive about it now, so I give it an 8.5 out of 10, and, and I would say to people, even if you're not reading the Young Animal books, in which case we have to wonder why you're listening to this segment, but if you are, <laughs> and you haven't been, and that, you know, well, I likened it before, not in the same tone or even the same story, but if you like that Sean Murphy, uh, White Knight, what was it, right? Batman? I think it was White Knight, White yeah. Knight, but that thing that just came out, the seven-issue thing, 
uh, in the way that that was sort of like a reinterpretation of Gotham City and the characters, this is sort of like that too. And uh, if that sounds interesting, then maybe you want to give it a look-see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But next week, oh-oh. It's a fifth week. It's a fifth week, and we do not have any bloodlines uh, that I know of happening. So <laughs> there will be no young animal issue, but I think we might have something in store for uh, cooking. Just to make sure we get slapped onto the podcast. So uh, I think that's all we got from this week, Chris. Got anything else? Got anything else for him? Nope, that'll do it. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it young and animalistic. Yo, panic, y'all. Back against the wall. Feel the pressure. No way out. When I'm in Hello, Weird Science listeners. Welcome back to another week of Vermilion's Visions. Josh Vermilion here. This week, I'm going to be going back to the manga theme. Uh, this was recommended by Simon in the Get Fresh Crew doot doot Slack chat. Uh, so thank you, Simon, for the recommendation. And this week, it's going to be Battle Angel Alita, Volume 1, Rusty Angel. Written and drawn by Yukito Kishiro. Uh, it's the first six issues, or uh, I guess they're called uh, chapters in manga, aren't they? So the first six chapters of the Battle Angel Alita series. Um, so jumping right into it, the first couple of pages are actually colored. And that happens a couple times throughout the book, where the first two to four pages of a of a chapter will have some color to it. Um, and that, that, that spoils me a little bit because, uh, you know how I love my coloring. Um, not a big fan of the black and white. So I thought, you know, after those first couple of pages, I was like, oh man, is this whole thing going to be colored? No, just, just a few pages are, but you know, that's all right. It starts out with a scientist named Ido rummaging through scrap piles, looking for spare parts. Uh, he picks out an eyeball from an old robot head and moves on until he spots something that he that he gets really, really excited about. Laying in one of the scrap piles is a head and partial torso of a cybernetically enhanced girl. He gets hyped, he pulls her out of the scraps, and takes her back home. Uh, his fellow scientist is there, and he says, you know, Ito, you're crazy. This is nothing but junk. But Ito tells him that this girl is, is perfectly human. She's just cybernetically enhanced. Um, and somehow, after two or three hundred years, her brain has been preserved and has just been in like a hibernating state. Um, so Ito hooks, hooks her up to a bunch of machines and stuff, and eventually she, she does wake up. She has lost her memories and can't even remember her own name, so Ito gives her the name Alita and makes it his his goal to rebuild her and make her beautiful. So the next day, Ito sets out to look for more parts, uh, and he's actually got Alita scrapped to his back. And uh, we get a little information about the world that this takes place in. Uh, it's a it's it's in the future. It's a dystopian future. They all live on the ground in a city called the Scrapyard, and the majority of the people here have some cybernetic enhancements to help them live down there on the ground. Floating above the Scrapyard is a utopian city uh, called Zalem or Zalem, um, that none of them, none of the people on the ground are allowed to go up to. Um, it's just for the upper class people. And the scrapyard junk piles are formed from scraps that rain down from Zalem. 
so Ito is out looking for parts for Alita, uh, but he's not really finding anything. But, you know, he tells her he vows to her that he is going to make it his goal to rebuild her and make give her a proper body again. Uh, so now we flash to the nighttime, and a woman is standing outside of a bar smoking a cigarette. She hears a noise, and she goes to look to see what it was, and all of a sudden her head is blasted to bits. It's actually it's pretty gruesome looking, so she falls down, or well, her body does, but her head is just completely destroyed. The next day, Ido has the same arms that that woman had, and is installing those arms onto Alita. Alita is happy to have some arms again, but and and she thanks him. She thanks Ido for the arms, but she worries that they were too expensive. Uh, Ido tells her, you know, don't worry about it, and says his next thing will be getting working legs. So that night, he says good good night to Alita, and he heads out. She wakes up a little bit when she hears him leave, but just goes right back to sleep. Doesn't think anything of it. The next morning, Alita goes running off on her brand new legs and goes to see Gonzu, Ido's friend from before, at his shop. And Gonzu is impressed with just how great she looks now. And he just warns her, you know, you got these legs, you got these arms, you know, you look like, you look human again, you look complete. Don't go out at night alone because there's been a serial killer out there killing women. So Alita gets back to Ito's place and notices a scrape on his arm. He tells her that, you know, he was just being clumsy and scratched it while he was working on something. Uh, but she knows that he's lying and that he's hiding something. So that night when he tells her goodnight and heads out, she wakes up and follows him out. She has the idea, actually, that Ito is this serial killer that Gonzu warned her about. Um, and that he's out there killing women and that's where he's getting all of Alita's new parts. So that's what she's worried about. So she catches up to him and stays hidden, but, you know, kind of keeps an eye on what he's doing. He notices um, a woman coming down some steps, and he takes out and assembles his hammer. And he's got a pretty badass hammer. Um, it's it's propelled on its own, um, so when you when you rear back to swing it, you press a button, and then it propels forward real fast. Uh, so, you know, he goes back and he's ready to swing it at this woman and ambush her, but Alita jumps in and stops him. She begs him, you know, don't hurt the woman just to get parts for me. Don't, don't do it. Um, Alita finally lets go. The woman is nowhere to be seen. And Ido turns toward Alita and he looks pretty angry and he starts to swing the hammer. And it actually looks like he's swinging right for Alita's head. But she does duck out of the way, and you see that he was actually swinging at the woman um, that isn't actually really a woman. She's kind of a mutated human. She's more of a creature with long, sharp nails and almost bat-like facial features. Ido then tells Alita, you know, he yells, This woman is the serial killer. She's been going around killing pretty women because of the way she looks. Uh, so this woman gets the hammer away from Ido, and he looks like he's in trouble, really. Alita goes to tackle the woman so that she can protect Ido, because, you know, Ido saved her life and has built her into what she is. Um, but this woman leaps out of Alita's grasp, and as Alita is falling, you get a close-up and kind of almost see her eyes like they flash. And she pulls off some badass spinning kicks. She's flipping through the air, um, kicking, kicking this mutant woman couple different times and the woman eventually goes flying into the wall head first and her head is splattered everywhere 
lot of decapitations in this book so far. So Ito recognizes the move Alita pulled as one of the moves from the strongest martial arts uh, developed force cyborg combat. So um, once cyborgs started becoming a bigger thing, all these different kinds of martial arts were developed for them, and this one is the strongest, known as Panzerkunst. So they take the body to turn it in, and the clerk gives Ito 100,000 chips for it, which is their form of money in the scrapyard. Ido explains to Alita that instead of a police force, the factory from Zalem puts out bounties on criminals, and then the bounty hunters, called Hunter Warriors, go out and take them down for money. And the first chapter actually ends in a very non-cliffhanger way, with Ido reassembling Alita and telling her that her parts weren't meant for that kind of combat, and her agreeing to, you know, wait to use the Panzerkunst moves until she gets some new parts. So the rest of this first volume involves Alita pretty much trying to piece together who she actually is while Ido gets her better parts. And Alita actually decides eventually that she wants to be a hunter-warrior as well, uh, so we do get to see her use a lot more of that Panzerkunst technique. Now, I'm still not a huge manga fan, but this one wasn't too bad. The dialogue is still pretty over-the-top sometimes, and the pacing is really odd, but I'm starting to get the feeling that that's kind of just manga in general. For those maybe 10 to 15 total pages where the art had color, it looked really, really good. And like I said before, I think I got a little spoiled with those pages. I still can't seem to get behind the all black and white art. I had that problem with The Walking Dead, I had that problem with My Hero Academia, and now here I have it with this. I think overall... I did enjoy this this book a little bit more than My Hero Academia, but it's pretty close. I did think the art was a little bit down in that it was very tough to decipher what was actually happening in a lot of the fights. And I actually thought, you know, My Hero Academia's art was a little bit more clean and concise and easier to, to tell what was going on, where this one was a little bit jumbled, a lot of lines. Um, so it was a little bit tough to see what exactly was happening. But I did enjoy this story quite a bit, despite some of the uh, the cringy di- dialogue and the weird pacing. I was hoping that there would be a Battle Angel Alita anime that I could check out, and there kind of is one, uh, but it was only a two-episode OVA. Um, and in those two episodes, they covered the first two volumes of of the manga. So it changed quite a bit of the story to make this entire first volume fit into one episode. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend checking out those OVAs if I were you. So in the end for me, this one pretty much just comes down to uh, to the cool action sequences when, when you can actually tell what's happening, that is, and the character of Alita. She's a good character, and you are left wanting to know more about who she was and if she'll get her memories back. The whole concept of this world is, is pretty cool, and I think the world is set up fairly well. Instead of uh, just an info dump uh, about about the world in general in the third or fourth chapter, stuff is kind of gradually revealed throughout the book. And I think that when it comes down to it, if you like manga, you'll like this book. I really I really like the, the story, the main character, and the only things I really didn't like were the more kind of manga-y elements that I get the idea are present in almost all mangas, like the pacing issues, the over-the-top dialogue, and then again, you know, that, that lack of color. But like I said, if you do like manga, I'd say give this one a shot. For me, I'll give it like a 7 out of 10, uh, but it could be even better for manga fans. 
So that pretty much wraps up my review here. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to me uh, chat about Battle Angel Alita. I want to remind everybody to keep throwing those recommendations my way. Um, definitely, definitely want to hear what you guys want to hear me talk about. So you can find me on Twitter at Vermillionaire3. Give me recommendations there or hit me up in the Get Fresh Crew doop doop Slack chat. Um, and next week, I think I'm going to be doing Han Solo, which is a Marvel title from their Star Wars books. Um, but I really enjoyed that, so I want to go back to it and see if I still enjoy it as much as I did when I was reading it before. Um, and hopefully I'll have seen the movie before then, so I can kind of compare the two. Um, but that's what I'll be bringing you guys next week. want to say thank you once again. Remind everybody to go check out patreon.com slash weirdscience. Support them if you can. Get all those extra, extra shows that are filled to the brink with goodness. Um, so definitely go check them out. But that pretty much wraps things up here, so I'm going to send it on back over to Jim and Eric. Thanks a lot, guys. Bunch of rent raves. Actually, Eric, we have three. We have three rent raves. I'm going to start with uh, one. Three can I'm be a bunch, can it? No, it can. Why isn't it? Uh, here is the first one, Eric. I'm just going to play it. I, I oh. don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, afterwards, you tell me if one, we've offended people. Number two, maybe on a list. And number three, arrested for a hate crime. I'm not sure, Eric. Oh, God. I don't want to hear uh, this. Well, this is the thing. I don't know. I don't know. Here we go. I don't know. Yeah. Which side will not say? What do we not fit do? They say I know we'll carry best. I will show they say Nigeria. We know they ever carry last. <laughs> Kalima. Kalima. <laughs> well, what's going on? My heart is gone, Eric. Uh, I, I know. <laughs> there you go. That's Thank what the, you. That's what the rant and rave is for. Now, with that, I played that, and that threw me off so much that I didn't even mention, Eric. We have a rant and rave line, and sure. that rant and rave line is 641-715-3900, enter extension 452-328, followed by the pound sign. It's just that easy, It is folks. just that easy. You can even uh, call in with that. So I'm not sure what is going on, Eric, either. You don't know and what that was. There is a that. possibility 
that we have now triggered at least three sleeper agents in Belfast. Belfast, Eric. And here we go. We're going to go to the next one, and you will recognize this. You, you will know right away who this is. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Greetings, Eric. Nice. And hello, Mother. Hello, yes. Mike. So, first of all, I need to give a very special shout-out to the king of the Get Fresh crew. He is Mama universally knows. beloved. Yes, Richard. Richardson. Richard Richardson here. Long may he reign. And of yes. course, a shout out to everyone else in the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop. So I'm going to talk about the comics first this week, and then I'm going to turn the chair around and get real with everyone oh, no. about something that it might be a bit controversial, but every once in a while I have to, you know, get real with everyone. So let's start talking about the comics first. So I got three books this week. Batman yes, Detective Comics number 981. 10 out of 10, right? Who is the first victim? Who Who is the first victim? Aren't we all the we first are. victim? <laughs> we all? That's why I put in my review header one of my stroke of geniuses, Eric. They don't come much. My header is the last victim because that's what we all were with that storyline. So, yeah, I, I, we're supposedly never going to find out. Isn't he in all of us, Eric? Or hasn't he been in all of us? Hasn't he? I hope not. The first victim is out there. Who is, was the first victim? Yeah, so that wasn't touched on. Um, yes, it was the victory lap with everything and... And people ate it. Yeah, up. kind of a disappointing, you know, look, this is the new future, blah, blah. Everyone goes their separate ways. And um, I think I'm giving this one a zero out of ten because it did mention Harper yeah, Rowe. Harper which Rowe. <laughs> uh, I read Jim Warner's excellent review on uh, the yes. award-winning website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, and he did not mention the fact no. that they mentioned Harper Rowe. Which is Aftermath. an automatic zero for me, which is reflected in my comment, which That's was put up quite late, admittedly. That's a spoiler, Eric. How dare I spoil such a thing of a mention of Harper Row? Um, so, yeah, that it was that was the end of Tynion's run. Kind of went out with a whimper there. Um, Wonder Woman number forty-seven. Actually, quite enjoyed this one. This the just. As Eric Shea mentioned in his review on the award-winning website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, oh, uh -huh, uh -huh. it was um, very, you know, th there was a big fight, and I didn't mind seeing the fight between Super Supergirl and Wonder Woman. I thought it was uh, quite entertaining, because every once in a while I like to see a, a knockdown drag out. I did enjoy the Fates, although that got a little bit silly with their disguises. That's all in good fun, because they are the Fates. <laughs> and it got a little bit of um, explanation about Jason's costume. There should still be some more stuff coming, I hope, so... Wonder Woman actually um, moving in the right direction for me. Quite enjoyed that issue. Yeah, we liked it a little bit. And then Batman Beyond number, and oh, it's the variant cover, so I can't even see 20. what number it is. But anyway, um, oh, number 20. There you go. Uh, Batman Beyond number 20. I Are they actually making a series I want to read now? It's, it oh was actually goodness. quite um, uh, enjoyable this week. So the ending left me baffled and wanting more. I know who is coming up eventually, so that's got me excited. Hopefully, Jorgen's going to handle that right. And I don't believe for a minute that, uh, no, you're not going to be Robin anymore. I forbid it. Yeah, that's not going to last because I like the way that he's actually got a Robin costume, and he actually went out How can with I get um, so is it Matt <laughs> and I mean, Terry and Matt, the, the Batman and Robin, 
kind of a nice issue all around. I enjoyed this one, okay. actually. You know, got some, and Dana, you know, she, if she's going to come and tell him I can't compete with Batman, well, he, he's got him something on the side there. And it's like I said there. in my comments on the award-winning website, weirdsciencedc.com. I'm sorry, weirdsciencedccomics.com. Um, I did say that um, I wouldn't mind Terry and, and Ten, uh, Melanie, making some little robot, ba robot babies, because oh. apparently she's still a robot even when she's in her costume. So there you go. So um, all in all, pretty enjoyable week of comics for me, except for the uh, letdown with Batman. Uh, I'm sorry, the Detective Comics number 981, yeah. just kind of a... It's funny, too, because, boy, you go and go and look at the roundup. Boy, 10 out of 10's like it's, it's Christmas, Eric. Everybody loving it. Kind of a let down there, but was you there, Eric? You there? I'm just thinking of the idea of giving people here. It's Christmas morning. Unwrap this. What is That's it? Right. It's a ten out of ten. That's James Tynan. That's Christmas. his Christmas. They're like, what? What am I getting for? Here's for the man who has absolutely nothing. Oh, a ten out of ten. Thank you. It's called Bat. And it was a gift, Eric. A gift. Batman Eternal. So that you know, kind of par. Now I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas next year. Just it's just a ten out of ten. I, I don't even know how you even you know have that as a gift, but I will give it to you. But of course, for that oh. letting you down, isn't that right, mother? Um. So let's see. Oh, also, I read the review on the award-winning website WeirdScienceDCComics.com from Eric Shea about No Justice Number Three, and it looks like it's. A I thought it was going to be another one of mine. <laughs> Everyone is loving it, and it looks wonderful. I mean, uh, Snyder has uh, really got a good story going here, and everyone's in agreement. It's his best ever and his greatest yet. Yeah, so anyway, glad I'm not spending money on that one. Oh, my goodness. And uh, anything else? Did read Deja Thoris from last week. They, it's issue number four. They found Elysium and lots of water, so there you go. They, they found some water, so that, that series is moving along quite nicely, too. Of course, that is a... Uh, from another company, so we won't talk about that here. <laughs> so, um, like I said, I was going to talk about something, uh, oh, the bit of nonsense first. So, um, I don't know if you saw last night on, uh, well, I think Jim saw it, Eric saw it probably, on Twitter. I did uh, go to Smoky Mountain Brewery. Had uh, Actually, they had a special. It, really? <laughs> when is he not there? You, when you call in and tell us you didn't go, that's going to be the shocker. I'm telling you, when he's like, this is controversy. You know, I was at the Smoky Mountain Brewery. Well, really? Really? Some salmon. That was nice. Had some salmon, oh. little mac and cheese. Big Bob that I used to work with called it salmon, Eric, and it took me a while. Idiot. We know that. It took me a while to understand what he was saying. Cheese, and um, yeah. So I got salmon. Gives me very bad gas. I don't know. Everything about gives you. you very bad gas. Correct. I took my Smoky Mountain Brewery Growler. I took my Smoky Mountain Brewery Growler uh, koozie. Is that, is that like a bear? A, is that a bear? <laughs> You son of a bitch. He's, come on there, Growler. All right. You know, I know the prices are a little high here. It's fine, though. It's good food. No, no, no. I always order the potato skins. Don't try to make me change it up. No, no. They they don't have honey here. And I <laughs> and see. took another Growler. I'm making myself laugh. Ah, Eric, where are you? 
Yeah, why aren't you stepping in here? Stepping in with uh, with Eric, I need. Um, we got some friends of ours, for, some friends of ours, and filled those up. One with strawberry Hefeweizen, one with Mountain Light. Now and of course, we've we got some other beer tonight because we're heading to the place where you can't get Wi-Fi except for the Wi-Fi hotspot they installed. So we're going out to the country and we're going to drink some beer, maybe shoot some guns and have some uh, pizza. So that is our plans for um, this Saturday night on this lovely moon. What the hell kind of night is that? Shoot some guns. That used to be every night we I'd go to my grandparents. Fuck that. Fuck that. I, it's a good time. I, I'm telling you. I'm they not lived a guy... on top of a mountain on a horse ranch in West oh. Virginia. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the tales that that ranch would tell. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not a guy who's ever going to go and say, like, this person should have a gun or that person. But, you know, I hate guns yeah. so much for just myself because I know I am a klutz. Eric has seen me. Eric has seen me where they're like, hey, uh, can you pick up that uh, piece of paper? Somehow I have a juggler. Fucking my juggler vein is cut by a paper cut and I'm bleeding out. Oh, okay. I, I have the worst time. There's no way I should ever hold a gun. Though my, my dad one time made me hold a gun and then got mad at me how I held it. So I'm like, okay, fuck you. Memorial Day. <laughs> nice try, he said. Weekend. So my dad is one of that. My dad would sit there and we would take the kids over, and he always want to show the kids the guns. And yeah. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not comfortable with that. And he's like, uh, what, what's the matter? What's the matter? Yes, hold. Like I'm safe. I da, da, da. And I'd stand there and I'd go, really? You're safe, ours, yeah? And then he's like, yeah, I'm always careful. I took my classes and that. And I would just go and I'd point to the fucking three holes in the ceiling that he fucking shot through the ceiling three separate times he did uh, because he thought the gun wasn't loaded. We weren't there I at this thought point. he was down there celebrating. No, he was. Well, that's the the thing. He he was watching, I don't know. Yeah! He, didn't watch, he, he was watching possibly MASH, and he was uh, happy because at that point, Radar knew that a helicopter was on its way before everyone else. All right! Boom, boom, boom! Shooting it up. Ah, yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. Also play some games, cards against humanity. The McRib is back. There you go. <laughs> anyway. This- what? It, the summer's over and I could get me the Tasty Claire? Woo! <laughs> Start shooting. This is where I get serious. So. Uh, uh, he played Cards Against Humanity. We missed with our nonsense. I usually don't like to get political or talk about, you know. <laughs> Again, Mike, you, you always go to the Smoky Mountain Brewery and you don't shy away from politics. I, I have a feeling where this is going, but right. we'll see. We'll see. Hey, you know what? He he always loves to pull a twist, though. And he, he probably knows that there was something big that at least I would have been aware of, but big enough that you are as well. So yeah. it might be a twist. Here we go. That people are talking about on the podcast, but this is something something that's been in the public eye lately of all the media, you know, regular media. I'm thinking this is not a twist. Sports media, everyone else is talking is about it. Still. And, you know, wherever you turn, you, you can't get away. From- when, when, here's, here's where Mike, <laughs> the thing is, we'll see. But Mike, he, he, me and him are very similar in a lot of ways that if he's setting up a twist, you have to really overdo it. Oh, yeah. So I figured I had to bring it up here. Of course, I'm talking about the village people. <laughs> yep. So, um... <laughs> what kind of setup is that in the sports media? Last, on the Pop Culture Podcast, people. I believe, it was uh, Eric Shea posited the question, why don't they bring in new characters to village people? Yeah. You have, you know, the, yes. you have, you know, the, the Native American, you have the, yeah. the cop slash sailor, the uh, leather man, the... Leather daddy. <laughs> leather man? 
construction work. I, I always considered him the biker guy. That's yeah. all I wanted. He's the biker guy, the leather man. Worker the and, leather daddy. Uh, the, uh, yeah. That's what he is. I mean, I yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. The, yeah. Anyway, you have you have all the, the, the regular village people um, right. characters. And you were wondering, Eric was like wondering why we didn't bring another one. Well, I want yeah. you to look at Kiss. So, you mean the star man? Kiss start off, and you had um, Paul Stanley, the star child. Okay. And, uh, the child. Uh, the space, space man. Uh, Gene Simmons forced the demon or the bat demon. So funny that we had no idea this is going on. And I mentioned that with Reggie this week, the demon. Whichever way you want to go with that. I go the demon. And then you had, um, so we'll see, Ace, Ace Frehley was the space man. The space man. And Peter Chris was the cat. The cat. Yeah, uh, if anybody, if any, I was just going to say, if you ask anybody, hey, who's your favorite kiss, you know, and you go by the personas even too, and they're like, oh, Peter, Chris, the cat, I'm like, no, 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 get the hell out of here, (laughs) I will never talk to you again, and really, back in the day, because I was into, like, everything scared the hell out of me, I've told you this a hundred million times, somehow kiss intrigued me so much, and there was a, a bunch of Halloweens, probably like six straight Halloweens that I went as a member of KISS, and also never as Paul Stanley. I would never... First off, I didn't have the hairy chest that he likes to display a lot. I was usually Ace. Ace was my favorite, just the character-wise and everything, and then found out later he is an awful person, an awful, (laughs) awful person. And as they say, Eric, you you never want to meet your spacemans, is what they tell you. And yeah, when I heard about the stuff he would do, basically to rile up Gene... It was awful stuff. And those are all... And Gene's kind of a dick anyway. But all great icons. And then, then you had a change. So Peter Chris yep. was kicked out of the band, left the band. So, you know, his, he said, she said, he said. Yeah. And so they brought in Eric Fox. Uh, I mean, Eric yeah, Carr. Eric and Carr. Cor- Rest in peace, buddy. Boom, boom. R.I.P. Of course, he was the Fox. He became the Fox. He Eric was, the, was the Fox. And then Ace Frehley left the band. And so they still had the makeup on for a bit. And Vinnie Vincent came in as the new yeah. guitarist, and he what? Is that is that an onk? What? An on, <laughs> it was an onk face. What? 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 Dancing Mike is getting to is these changes were awful, but they, you know, it's a little different. Who? What? Yeah. So I don't know. I think if after you run out of your uh, when you start start trying to introduce the new characters, they they really don't work out that well. So. Sometimes, but I don't see them now. He's going to say they're not that popular anymore. I don't the see anybody is, running I don't around. I remember Vinnie Vincent as yeah, the Yeah, yeah, he was. I had to go yeah. look it up right now. I'm he like, was yeah, probably like, I, I, is he, was he called the Pharaoh or something? I, I barely remember. Like the lost something Egyptian like, god? <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't have, you know, hey, I'm going to go see the uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, and you have some guy out there, look at me, I'm Metal Arc Lemon. Hey, Curly Neal, what you going on? They, they don't go with that, so they change hey, up Bubble their Hey, Bubblegum. Come like the, uh, these new age of DC heroes. Shh, that doesn't work out well. Um, that was the cone of silence, I, just I guess. And I think that oh, brings it back man. out. I don't know. I yep. just hear the reviews. But anyway, so yeah, that's that's. I think that's why they don't bring in other village people because I don't think you would. I don't know. I don't think the other characters would work well. But in that spirit, yeah. Um, you had you, you guys both had your the sanitation worker. Yeah, you the know, top five of the window washer. <laughs> There's so many opportunities there. Elevator inspector. Yeah, I mean, you have all these. The IT guy. I mean, you, you can get it. You bring it up to the nowadays. You know, bring it up to current times. The awful Twitter guy. The guy He's, in an animal costume twirling a sign. 
Yeah, that would be good. That would be really good. <laughs> the, the guy who dresses up for those insurance things and tries to make you honk your horn when you go by. I hate those people. The guy who will give you cash for gold. <laughs> I like that guy. I really do like that guy, Eric. You're on to something. Rejected. The awful ex-boyfriend. There you go. Village people uh, characters and uh, new new people for the village people. So... I came up with my own top five. The meat packer, Eric. Five of rejected village here's people the, characters. So here we go. Here we go. Um, number five is the competitive eater. All yes, right. I think he would come on stage <laughs> with a That's big right. hot dog, a bunch of buns, and a bucket of water. And there you go. The competitive <laughs> that, eater is number five. Number four is a um, number four is a beekeeper. That would be that would be a great costume for one of the village That's people. A good beekeeper. Uh, number three. Number three is the Gungan. The Gungan. You so want to go to the YMCA, betcha, betcha. Uh, so, yeah, the Gungan. Uh, let's see. Number two would be uh, the guy wearing the denim vest and a sash. Yes, the guy wearing a denim vest and, possibly in Buffalo. and a sash, possibly from some northern <laughs> New York City or Canada. I was just thinking of another one I probably want to say, but I'd like the traffic guard, Eric. <laughs> He's doing all the moves and stuff. And, of course, number one rejected village people uh, character would be number one with a bullet or uh, some kerosene would be the burn victim. Yes. yes. The number one uh, rejected village person no, is the, the burn victim. Yes. There you go. So that's uh, that's what I've got for this. Uh, and, also, our new, and our new member, the Dracula. Yeah, also the Draculas and the Wolfmans and also the guy who lost his legs and now has blades. The just to get, people. Just to, get, just to get Eric upset, a guy with blades for legs. There. Week. So uh, anyway. Um, like I said, that's all I've got for this week. So, um, let's see. Until next week, let's see. You got to turn that spotlight off. You got to power off that. And, and let me tell you, I see the timestamp here, Mike. You're not fooling me. You're not fooling me. <laughs> Patreon spotlight. And remember, people, it's patreon.com slash weird science. Patreon.com slash weird science, where you can join up and get a plethora and a virtual, oh a veritable cornucopia. Of Including possibly a movie commentary podcast with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Is that possible? Is that what might be coming up? Coming I, I don't up know today? if the vote over yet. I know it's not over yet. It's still going, but it's it's between the movie Weird Science and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, both of which I would have fun talking about. Shows. Um, you will get uh, shows featuring the the guy kid Jimmy Alvin, who is everyone's favorite, of course, the man child. One show, one show wonder that guy was. That, that one did. It took me a lot to do that. Oh, Eric yeah. Lee. Um, you'll get shows like from Eric, Eric Shea. Yeah. You'll get shows from um, the the cellar dweller. If yeah. you don't know, the cellar dweller is going to do some more Friday the Thirteenth reviews very soon. I heard that. That's what I hear. I anyway, um. I heard I, that. I said it this way, so Jim won't be able to hear it, but it's the same. I ruined the joke. <laughs> um, let's see. And also, you will hear um, shows, lots of shows, um, from the Big Kahuna, the Big Cheese, the A number one, Top of the Heap, uh, Captain, My Captain. Richard Jim Richardson here. The Patreon oh. uh, side of the well, well, well. Uh, family a podcast there so that is again patreon.com slash weird science uh watch out because every other monday not this monday probably next monday those guys from the pop yes. culture podcast will pop up and culture that ass keep it weird and see you in 
seven. And there you go. I uh, I ended up doing my new show that I usually do earlier on a Saturday. I ended up doing it late night, like quarter of one and right. going it past one o'clock. And I told you, and I said it while we were doing it, or while I was doing it and talking to people listening, uh, that I got an awful nosebleed right in the middle of recording. And shit, your nose. shit was everywhere. Blood everywhere. Guts. Fecal matter. Possibly limbs, Eric. It just, I just I like said, to imagine you doing the podcast. You just jamming toilet paper up your damn nose. No, I, I actually was at one point. I think that people would be able to hear. I was just holding my nose shut and talking. So I was like, all of a sudden, the podcast That's was like, what's going on? All yeah, the I'm news like, we have. Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, I'm like, Jim's up. And I'm now for the indie news. Stuff. Oh, I, I yelled a bit about Jim's up. Now we're going to talk about the indie news here. That's how it ended up. I was having some problems, but I didn't want to stop because it was already so late. I was on oh, yeah. a roll, Eric. I was, I was like lunch meat on a roll. Actually, I was getting very goofy and didn't know what I was talking about and just making up stories and talking about stuff. I forget what I was talking about. That new show's nonsense is what I'm saying. But we have one last rant, right? Thank you, Dancing Mike. I'm the beekeeper, the more I think about it. That is a great costume. It's, it's so funny, too, because as I think of the village people, for some reason, as the, these other things are being presented, for some reason, I, I think in my mind they're strippers out of nowhere, and then I have to pull myself back. They ain't strippers. I'm like, I, I was, I was just sitting here writing too. Like I was thinking of the bloody nose stuff like this. Heart conditions like hypertension, high blood pressure, yeah. and congenitive heart failure can also cause nosebleeds. Yep, there you go. There you go. <laughs> ah, yes, there you go. Uh, also, circle. also, it was like 300 degrees in here, but yeah, it was probably my blood pressure. What the yeah. hell? You we only live once, as they say, Eric. And why not live it on the roller coaster ride that I call life? Now, were you getting? Typically, you know, a little bit over-emotional while you were talking about something that the nosebleed started happening. Possibly. So you're saying that you think that maybe my blood pressure went up and then it, it happened. That could be. Something could have triggered it. Maybe a certain comic creator that was a jerk to me. But yeah, that, yeah. that may have been. Uh, here is the last rant and rave of the week. And this was an emergency rant and rave and actually is uh, a public service possibly. And Weird. also a very concerned Rimmer who ended up uh, calling. Maybe he called the wrong thing because he wanted to get help for a man. Uh, because there was somebody this week who had some really bad problems there. Emergency rant and rave nine one one nine one one emergency rant and rave. Uh, you need to get everybody together right now. We gotta we we gotta talk about what we're gonna do about this. Tom King has posted on Twitter, and we don't know his current condition because uh, he's not posting pictures every step of the way. So we're not really sure. All we know is he's he's been almost uh, uh, severely paralyzed, maybe another near death experience. We don't know. That's the problem. Uh, the story, the story we're getting about this accident that he had walking his dog when he tripped and fell. The pieces aren't really all being put together, so we're not really <laughs> sure what happened. Which means we probably won't actually get the answers. Uh, we're never going to get the real details. Kind of spinning it all together, stringing it all together. What, however, you would say oh, that I just uh, everybody needs to gather together. We need to we need to get our thoughts and prayers, our thoughts and our prayers and our and our energies. Uh, directed towards Tom King, we need all, all we can get, all the positivity we can get. We've got to send it his way. It's funny. It's, it's almost as if this news story resembles how he writes his comics as well. Way, uh, it's very scary. He posted a picture of his dog yes. uh, covered, covered, I mean covered, 
in his. I'm telling you, I expect that in that you know those crazy scenes where somebody gets shot, and I'm talking about like when they parried it, and even like the Simpsons, that blood splatter that everybody yeah. gets on him. That poor dog, Eric, he was splattered with blood. Oh my goodness! Blood in his blood. Because his dog. I'm going to call it Ace, the Bat Hound, Super yes. Super Bat Hound. Came to his rescue, and it's the only reason he survived this fall. And I'm I'm getting hold on. He's I, getting more. Okay, info. I'm getting a report. Yeah. Okay. The fall was was exactly half a foot, and um, <laughs> he's lucky that he's not paralyzed from the neck down. This yes. is it's catastrophic. Lucky. It is. We all need to band up. together. Thoughts, prayers, prayers, and thoughts. Yes. Thoughts and. Prayers and round circles, or gather around the flag at school if you got to. Yeah, if you're you listening to. to this, gather your classmates. It's time to pray at the flagpole, um, and and I, we got to get them together. We got to make this happen, and we got to save Tom King. He saved us yes. so many times. I think he now we need to save him. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Hashtag. Thoughts and prayers. Hashtag. Yeah, uh, Tom King fell this week. He was walking his dog and fell and posted pictures of his bloodied up face, his wrapped hands. And I I guess I guess I'm old school, Eric. I, I don't know. Uh, if I fell walking my dog, uh, I, I would first off, as I did when I told you one of the worst oh, falls I've ever That's taken. I thought about. I walked off my porch and it was it was uh, it was icy. icy. I hit the top step. And I flew, like, I'm telling you, I might as well have been in Home Alone, Eric. That's how high I flew. I landed, hit my head, which got cut open, was bleeding, laying there. And the first thing that I thought was, I hope nobody saw this. So I'm looking around, (laughs) and and I'm looking, and nobody saw it. And I got up. I was like, all right, now I realize I kind of did hurt myself. All right, time to go to work. I drove to work, and I, hey, Eric, look at this. I fell on my steps like a fucking moron, and nobody saw me. Thank God. And yeah, uh, again, I am a guy who, uh, you know, I played hockey, and during a hockey game, you could possibly get a, a you know, get hit and get stitches in the locker room. Uh, you know, possibly at one point, I think I had a, an 18 stitch deal under my eye. You go in, you get stitched up. And you get the hell back out there. Yeah. And this is before the, such things as, you know, concussion protocol. But yeah, uh, and I know that's, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, trying to toot my own horn. But seriously, he, he fell and he posted these pictures. And then like with these things of like, thank God my wife came to, to save me. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? That's, I'm telling you, I, if I fell, I'm, I'm walking Bella. Where you go? And I fall. First off, I don't even understand the progression of falling while walking a dog and somehow hitting your nose, your eye, and, and almost breaking both wrists. If your wrists are hurt enough to wrap, that means you stopped your fall. How the hell did, did he do like a, uh, the worm? And ended up, I don't understand this progression. I just imagine I, it's one of those things. He went back to his training with the tuck and roll, but he's been I, off it so long. I don't he know. He just fell on his face. I have no idea. I have no idea. This is why you shouldn't get out and walk your dogs. But I, I, I'm imagining I fall, boom. Oh, my God. Let me call Tanya. Beep, boop, beep. And this, uh, I'll tell you another thing. I, she has no idea anything about this story. I'm going to ask her on the Jim Has Issues with the podcast what she would do if I did have that happen and call her. Because I'd call and I'd be like, oh, my God. I just was walking Bella and I tripped and I fell. Uh, I hit my face. 
Hello? Are you there? She would have hung up. She would have hung up and then probably just uh, laughed at me. When I came home, I would have been the joke as I always am. Nonsense. But yeah, he went on and people acted as if the world was coming to an end. And that's the other thing. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking of some guy, uh, you know, oh, man, I just survived that plane crash. Oh, my goodness. Let me get on Twitter and see what's going on. Oh, I haven't read Batman in a while. You know, I've been in a coma for three weeks. Uh, here we go. Uh, tripped and fell walking his dog. Oh, my God. Thank God you're okay. Get yourself to the hospital. You're a national treasure. Okay, I'm done with Twitter. <laughs> that's what's going on. Like, this is the big no, tragedy of the world. I'm out. But yeah, uh, I told you though, I, there's no more uh, saying things like this about Tom King on the podcast. This is a Tom King free zone, Eric, except in song, correct? So correct. we're going to leave this now and go back to the books, but first we will have a song. He treats a fan with pictures acting like we even care. Cut his eyeballs through his nose and he lost his hair When Andrew walks dog, the usual way broke his glasses His wife had to come and save the day When Tom King falls When Tom King falls down Well, I screamed it back like he was gonna die back with the last section of books and we're going to start with batman beyond and that means mark is here with us how you doing mark hello doing hello. good all right that's what i like to hear i am not but we'll get into that <laughs> later we will get that's unfortunate. having a lot of crazy router and uh, internet issues but we're going to start off this section obviously with the batman beyond it must go on and hopefully it will uh, but we're going with Batman Beyond. Eric, give it to us. Batman Beyond number 20, written by Dan Jurgens, with art by Marco Castiello, Mark Morales, Will Quintana, and Travis Lanham. Mar Mar Matt McGinnis is finally Robin Beyond with suit and all, but his time as the future boy wonder may be short when Terry isn't impressed with his abilities to follow directions. When the two go up against Scab, a Joker was gone and lost his mind and is shooting up the police headquarters because of a monster. Yeah. The monster. Uh, is is Scab heading off to the sanctuary, I wonder? Is that still around? Because that's no, all I can no, think I, that of. That was all shut down. You know that. That's all oh, I no, think was of. It, was, was the, is the sanctuary inside Neo or Gotham City? I, I don't know where it's going to be. Hopefully then it's, it's it is, outside maybe, of my mind. If, not, if it's yeah. outside, it's gone. 
Well, here's the deal. Who knows? Because with Detective Comics this week, who knows what Brother Eye's up to and everything. I don't know if everything isn't changed, but that's well, not we what we're all know where about. it goes because this book still has yes, the list. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that nobody's paying attention. Uh, maybe not even Dan Jurgens, but here we go. We're going to start with this, and yeah, the big thing is is that Matt is uh, Robin, and he's fully Robin, and you get about seven times where uh, Terry says, "I don't think he should be," and then Bruce says, "Well." If he's not going to be, he's going to do it on his own. So it, this is basically Bruce is doing if what we don't let him drink at yeah, home. Bruce is being he's a shitty go out parent. And drink out there. They're the worst shitty parents. Where you hear, well, you know, my kid did get drunk and did all this, but hey, he wasn't driving because he was in the house. It's always that, you know. Basically, Bruce should wise up. I don't and let say, my kid no. smoke pot in the house. He'll just go out and do it on yeah, the streets. He'll just do it on the streets, and you know, there you go. And that, to be that, fair. I'm, I'm going to say to be fair with this specific version of that, because all that what you're saying is like, yeah, no, those are stupid parents. Yeah. Um, this is a bit different. It's a I mean, granted, I don't that think Barbara be, thinks meta, so. it would be meta commentary. But I mean, it's not an uncommon thing for teenage heroes to just. Yeah, sneak out. And no, do it, it is. So they would sneak and out, he, you know, with equipment. That... He has experience with it. So I, I, I think this one specific time. Bruce makes a point. Well, he it's makes like, a point. You no, know, he's just gonna he's just gonna take the equipment from yeah. downstairs and do it himself. This is this is At a comic uh, that you know, you're gonna have Batman and Robin. So the point is is that's what they want to write. So it's gonna yeah. happen anyway. Uh yeah, I think Bruce maybe he could destroy all the equipment. He could shut down everything and just say, you know, or the just lock that out. Yeah, yeah. Send them to the sanctuary. Isn't that where everybody's <laughs> heading? That's all Not I know. Sanctuary. Uh, this is every book. To a sanctuary. That's because everything's going to be pushed to where I'm telling you, every book has somebody who's going to be pushed to that sanctuary. I guarantee you this would be a little odd. They're going to use time travel. They'll send them back. Uh, but yeah, you have this whole deal. They'll use the wristband that's probably still in the yes. case. Yeah, they, they can do that. So there you go. You have Jack Ryder. That, that's the big deal. Which, He's doing some news. Uh, not Adeline Stern? You don't like Adeline Stern? No, I don't Jack like Ryder? Adeline Stern. Well, I like Jack Ryder. Adeline this Stern. First, sh- yeah. What's that? Oh, sorry. This first page is interesting because in the, uh, the, the act, I know I always go back to the show stuff, but in the show, the, the reporters that you always saw, they were just like AIs. They were, they yeah. were computer programs that they gave personalities to do the news and it was kind of commentary and stuff. So I just, I, it's partly a weird choice that they have real people in this, but you could always make the argument, oh, you just had an AI take over the world. So we just, yeah. we got rid yeah. of the AI and you get Jack Ryder. And replaced it with actual reporters. But the thing I really wanted to bring up was that the news 52, like Man. this is, I, I actually kind of like the fact that we introduced it last arc, and now it's coming back yeah, up. Yeah, it's and coming it's back. It's going to, to play an important role. And yeah, I like, think it's okay. just to shove Jack Ryder in the story. Good job. Uh, but yeah, Jurgens, at, you get a point in your column. Eric so likes it. Adeline Stern. I, I don't think she's as hard-hitting. I, I don't think that she really looks at her sources, Eric. I think that she's not as good a reporter as Jack you. Ryder. Uh, but then, yeah, in the meantime, Barbara's there. Uh, and I do like the art this issue. I actually so, like oh, Marco no, Castiello. So much better. Yeah, I really like it. I love the barber. That's the best barber we've got. She keeps since getting younger. It, yeah, she, she does. I don't younger. mind. Like she's looking sexy to me, you know. <laughs> every every new artist, she seems to slowly get younger, whereas Bruce seems to get older and older. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's weird. Yeah, Benjamin but yeah, she's I, don't know, I think he actually looks a bit younger than the decrepit Bruce we've had previously in this issue. Hey, he looks uh, very stately. Is what yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, but they, she's there, hold up, and you have uh, a massacre. Yeah, yeah. Scabs really. shooting up the place. Scabs just shooting up the place, which we get later, where Terry says this is very uh, not scab like. 
Uh, no, Scab Scab's is a usually, pushover. I yeah, love he's Scab. A pushover. He, he was always such a goofy. If Scab's thug. not doing it for the credits, he ain't doing it. Yeah, well, well Scab now is doing just killing because he's gone insane. He thinks he yeah. sees Batman all There's over the place, the demon bat. Yeah, it is a monster. Uh, Barbara's, you know, like, what the heck's going on? Uh, there is no monster here. Batman's not even here. And- I'm pretty sure that there's maybe 20 Gotham PD officers no, yeah, Barbara, from before, no, from before the war left no. at this point, because any others that were desk job people are now dead. Well, here's the deal. Like, uh, me and Erica were arguing about Thanos' plan of, of destroying half the universe and that shit would shut down. Really? And it hasn't Eric, even been a month yet. And Eric has now shown me. Well, there you go. That, that's always his plan. I didn't say he succeeded. Uh, you have, uh, with that, you have, uh, these guys, they've, they've recruited guys. There you go. They've recruited. Yeah. Guys, by the way, to Deadpool, he dies. I, I just—that's a spoiler too. <laughs> and I heard that Solo, uh, in that Han Solo kills Chewbacca. Uh, oh, I don't God. know if that's true, but I've heard that on the internet. Time uh, yes, but yeah, me and Erica have argued if Thanos is, you know, his big deal of half the universe. What would happen if half the people died? Well, I see now in Neo Gotham, they would just hire more people to well, be cannon fodder and die. Same thing. I think it's the exact same thing we have in present day Gotham. Because police officers are dying all the time. The job fair is always just open for the yeah. freaking uh, Gotham PD over yeah, there in Gotham. Yeah, there's not a really – really, uh, I would think that by now, especially in this future, that the Gotham PD would be more of a Gotham suicide squad. That they would just get guys who did somewhat bad things, get them on the squad to, to die – to take uh, a let's bullet get some and robot yeah, suits. Yeah, yeah, or robots. There you go. But yeah, with that, you then go back to the mansion. You have the complaints and arguing with Terry, arguing with Bruce, and this happens a couple Continuing times. Continuing from the last issue, and it happens a couple times here with the idea of, hey, if we don't train him, uh, then he's just going to do it on his own. And he even says, like, what are big brothers for? And I thought back to me and my brother, and I thought beating the shit out of your. You know, that's what I think big brothers are for. Hey, that, did that's didn't you been. once protect him from one time with my member? grandfather? My grandfather, one time, the enemy of my enemy. <laughs> I'm telling you, only one time. And, and in fact, <laughs> I, don't I got know. also in your mind, you protected him from witches who were trying to poison. Yes, you. I did, and then possibly a toilet that was a uh, doorbell to hell. So I, I yeah. did protect him so from you, that you as well. Protected him from monsters. Basically. Yeah, I did. I well protect him from shit that I made up in my head and thought I was being. You're as crazy as scab. Yeah, there you go. I'm scab yelling. Oh no! Don't flush the toilet. That's why it was weird. Uh, I thought that the toilet at one point as a youth uh, was a, a doorway or a doorbell to hell. That is why we had a lot of. Pl- Plumbing issues. As a kid, a lot of problems in my house. Uh, but yeah, you have this whole deal where Matt's going to be a uh, Robin, whether you know Terry likes it or not. So he's going to have to accept it. Uh, and then you have Melanie show up, and they're going to get kissy kissy uh, because that's what she wants. She's been on Terry. You have a couple quick callbacks too, uh, which we don't get tons of with editor's notes in this book, but we do no. have with her stealing the the photo uh, yeah. and that sort of deal. And with that, it's okay. I mean, they obviously Dana is getting pushed out of the story, and she hasn't oh, been it, around that much. So. Oh, and this is uh, she was around all of like every issue last arc. Yeah, but, but um, you, but the, really, I don't even remember you standing yeah. there. Yeah, she wasn't doing uh, anything. He has nothing for her to do. A speedster and running all the way from downtown to uh. Yeah, yeah I'm saying she is in. The, uh, she doesn't do anything. But um, nonsense. no, the thing that bothers me with the whole Dana thing, because this is exactly what I said was going to happen. They're going to they're going to show up and then there's going to be a force love triangle. But no, oh, yeah. the thing the thing that really bothers me is, is they're still together. Yeah. 
Is that, you're like, not, wow, you're not a player? Is that what you're wow. saying? You don't like stepping out? <laughs> what happens on Wayne Manor stays in Wayne Manor. That Come is on. true. And plus, you know, it's, he, yeah, he's but got... But they're not in Wayne Manor. He's a man of options. They're on the grounds. Yeah, he's, he's in the forest. What happens in the forest? I don't know. I, I actually think it took him by surprise. You know, that the kiss lasts a little longer. in the back room of the bar stays in the back it's funny, room It's of the, the bar. longest kiss, but it seemed as if uh, it kind of did take him by surprise. But... You see, Dana. Yeah, I mean, a surprise he gets into. He's yeah, out of it. It's, exactly. He's out of it anyway. It's not like it's not like it's just out of like nowhere. And he's like, "What the heck?" It's, yeah. Nope. Arms coming around. No, that's it's, fine with the thing. Is Dana gets out of the car and just basically calls and breaks up with him anyway. So you know, it just seems well, she's like she's trying to save the relationship. She's yeah, like, but he's not going to go with that. And that's yeah. the thing too. She's trying to save the relationship, and she's on the phone leaving him a message that he's getting all kissy face with Melanie in the woods as she's walking back to it. So like, look. You're gonna choose Batman. You're gonna choose me. And mm-hmm. if she, if he chooses Data, we're out of a book. Book over. Book over. <laughs> Just like I said, if Matt decides to not be Robin, then you got some issues. But the thing is, it's weird. She gets out of that car. She's on the phone. Listen, I'm leaving you a message. I'm gonna be there in five seconds. What is she doing? She thinks that it's one of those answering machines, like my mother still thinks. She calls my cell phone. Pick up. Pick up the phone, Jimmy. I'm like, mom, it, it's it's a automated, you know, I don't hear this. This isn't back in the day where, where I'm screening calls with the goddamn answering machine. But, yeah, she says that, but it seems like Jurgens. Uh, I guess either wants the conflict that you thought was going to happen, Mark, or maybe uh, he just wants her out we of the book. I don't know. We don't have enough drama going on. We're going to have I mean, some last, drama. Last, some issue, la- last time we saw her, she was just throwing shade at Bruce and, and leaving 80 times, and now she's gone. But we gone always and... throw shade at Bruce. I don't yeah. understand how that's relevant. I just, I'm, I'm saying I, mean, I, I don't think he has anything for her game. to do. I don't think he wants her in the book. I think he and wants to change And at least Melody can get in costume and help. Yeah, that's I, I think that's what it's all about, that he really doesn't have anything for her to do except sit with Bruce. And obviously they don't get along. even brought her into the book. Yeah, I know. I, I, maybe that was something that he was forced to do. I don't know. Well, I, look, I have no idea how much longer this, this series is going to continue yeah. on, but I, I guarantee by the end that this whole love triangle that we're going to we'll have be on, Melody's going to do something to and screw Dana up. And Dana will be back. back oh, and then Dana will yeah. come back because we have to put our status quo back to the way it was because – you can't, you, everybody has to put the toys back in the toy box the way they were whenever they're done, it seems like, anymore. Yeah. You can't have character progression that goes out like outside the norm for some reason. Everything has to be the regular little bit that you know of and it has to continue that way. And it just gets kind of frustrating because every story you want to tell, it seems like it's handcuffed to just be the certain thing until it can't be that anymore. Okay, put it back to where it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's just odd. Like, like Mark said, why even throw her in the book just to do this? And she's just been standing around, like I said, just yelling. But maybe it's that he wants somebody kind of a love interest in costume. Uh, but yeah, they go off and now they hear, uh, that there is trouble with Barbara and they head off. And that's where you get the other thing with, uh, Batman. Like, you know what? You're going to have to take him. He's going to go on his own. All right. This, this is how you get people killed, Bruce. And yeah. he goes off then. And yeah, he says, listen, you know, you, you stay behind crowd control. You get people out of safety. Yeah. You get people to safety yep. and that's it. Just do this. Yeah. Get out of and- the way. And he's off. Yeah, the prototype suit that he's you know, doing really on like that. Suit. Can I? What did you say, Eric? Sorry. I said I really like this suit. Eh, and I'm kind of on the other side. I'm like, I. Yeah, because they they mention that this is a this is kind of a prototype. temporary prototype yeah. stopgap until they get something the equivalent of the Beyond suit. And I can't wait for that because I just. Mm, 
I, I don't know what it is. My prediction, I, Matt dies. That's my look, prediction. I also don't know how it flies because <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the flying around. uses the jets and the boots. Yeah, whereas yeah. this one we earlier saw him flying around with the suit, just the top part of the suit, in his tennis shoes. Yeah, yeah. And you see there is some sort of propulsion coming from his back, uh, you know, at the one point when he yes, jumps up. There is, so I don't know how. Shirt. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that works, but yeah, it's weird. Why wouldn't why wouldn't a Bruce already have a uh, suit for him? I think Matt dies. He's gonna well, die. Oh god! Honestly, I think what the the bigger question is is not why wouldn't he have a suit for him. It's why would Bruce even like be like side with Matt until he had something yeah, ready? Yeah, he just sends him off. Like the the stuff last issue was kind of an emergency situation. Yeah. This is not a. All hands on deck. We just need somebody out in the field to save this guy. Yeah, it's, yeah. Batman could do his job. Yeah, yeah. And they send it. Uh, and like you said, Matt isn't even supposed to do anything, really, except kind of get people out of the way, which seems to be only Barbara because nobody else is alive. It seems uh, there's everybody's dead. a couple dead. other people. I'm we looking. I don't see anybody alive. Uh, where he's... The panel where he's helping Barbara up, you can see two other people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I must have missed it because I'm going through there. I don't well, see that- anybody... That's the funny thing is overall this book is paced out – this issue at least is paced out decently well until we get to the action where yeah, – yeah. and I can't believe I'm making this critique. It goes too fast. Yeah. Well, I, uh, now I, <laughs> I see a blonde-haired girl. I see a blonde-haired girl at one point. So, yes, I see that. Uh, but, yeah, there's not a lot of people. But, yeah, it but, does go very quick. It, it does, which is, like you said. It goes very quick to the point where they get in there and Matt immediately starts going to like he he helps he's helping Barbara up and he's talking to other people and like let's get you guys out of here yeah that's the he he does exactly what he was told to do yeah. then um Scab gets a I guess an Uzi yeah, submachine like or whatever Uzi. out of a bag oh and God. starts shooting um and everybody dives for cover and then Terry yeah. just ends the situation immediately turns around and is like uh you didn't get them out of here. Uh, apparently instantaneously what's going uh, on here slow yeah. poke why didn't you get the goddamn yeah, sand yeah. out your pockets and it, it, it's, it, it's like it's like uh you guys landed he said let's get out of here bullets started flying before even you could react yeah. terry and it's just like eh. it this didn't matter it's like, it, he it was just gonna yell fast. he was gonna yell anyway i just think it's set up that he'd be oh, like, he could have okay. done a perfect job oh yeah he would have like, matt could have done everything that he was right supposed to do i'm like i told you you're finished it just it ends, like, and then he's going to go back to the cave then, and then Bruce will say, listen, uh, he's going to do it himself <laughs> because that's what it seems that this is all set up. But then, yeah, you have uh, yeah. Uh, Miss Stern who heads back to her uh, apartment, I guess it would be, uh, from her you know, deal. She says goodbye to Jack Ryder, goes to her apartment, and there she sees a bat. You know, venom. It looks like bat venom. Uh, venom. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to place yeah, it. Yeah, about venom to attack. Is not a bad description. Yeah, and I think that you know, obviously, seeing Jack Ryder involved, you think that something's going on with him. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how that uh, turns about. I know An that aged creeper showing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I know that creeper is supposed to be coming up in the solicits and things like yeah. that. So, and I don't remember if it was this solicit and they're just really pushing it already, or if it was future solicits. I don't know. I Their solicits remember. are all messed up because yeah, they. Every- they Solicited issue four for uh, two months from now for issue three, and then when they they solicit when they actually solicited issue four, it's the same solicit. So there's two of the same exact solicit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, it, it's okay. It looks like maybe Jack Ryder's doing like the uh, the uh, fireman who starts the fires. He's reporting the news, and now he's actually uh, creating it with this. Well, this possibly. doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like a creeper situation. Yeah, I don't know. This, this doesn't scarecrow. even feel like a, a Jack, like not even the creeper, a Jack Ryder thing. Yeah, I don't know why like, they'd put him in there to later solicit the creeper as a villain if that's not this. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it's going. And again, the solicits, like you said, are all screwed up all the time and uh stuff like that so i have no idea how it's going but yeah i like the art uh, this week a lot i enjoyed the art in this a lot too oh, the art was great like especially and, that last page yeah yeah it looks really good uh the thing i ab- really like that robin beyond suit yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i don't even care because once they said it was it. a prototype yeah once they said prototype I was just like, okay, you know, there we go. I was like, go. okay, he's gonna have as many, he's gonna have as many versions of his uh, Robin suit as a uh, Golden Age, uh, uh, oh, uh, Dick Grayson with his like four or five that just appear on like last panels of things, and yeah. they were like, hey, uh, vote on this if you want it. Otherwise, we're just gonna stick with the old one. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking right I, now. Say, it looks like a cool futuristic Robin suit to me. Does, I, that's all I does. need. I just, I don't get why there's no like cowl, why there's no like protection yeah, for his head. Yeah. yeah. He's – Eric loves it. Eric, Eric told me to – I don't hate it. He didn't come in and say – I, I just think it's there to show him kind of in a very standard Robin suit before they and do And even the whole cow later. thing, even when we had Tim Drake in the cow like when he was Red Robin, I never liked that look for the character. For some reason with Robin, you want to see the hair fly and you want to see just the domino-like mask. I say we. I mean me, obviously. It's just something that's iconic to the character. I think when you take that away, it takes away from the character itself. Yeah. And I, I was – if, if, yeah, and if anything, I'm looking at uh, the Creeper's abilities, and he does have hypnotic intimidation as one of them. So, and maybe that's. I do, saying. however, think that there's a, a part of the art on the last page uh, that is a big hint on who the main villain is. Yeah, yeah. Knowing uh, who the main villain is because of solicits yeah, that came yeah, out. Yeah, we, we've that seen who that solicited. is. I just, I and yeah, I, I still think that he's involved somewhat. But yeah, we we heard who the big. I mean, we can spoil it. We're a spoiler cast. It did say that Scarecrow is going to be in this. Which is, book, and right? you see all the gas coming yeah, out around yeah, the so. the piece. I was like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like it is. I I actually forgot all about the solicit that said Scarecrow. <laughs> so that makes a lot more sense. So we'll see how that plays. And that's going to be one of those things where Bruce is going to have to kind of. You know, step up his game and and possibly then, yeah, either say there's no way, Matt, you can't be involved. And then Matt does go out on himself. I mean, it's so pushed that you have uh, Matt with that. So who knows how that's going to be. But what's another reason that a yeah, cowl yeah. is is good? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Filters in it. Yep. Yeah. And you'll need it. Uh, and maybe that's why they spell again. They want to give you an impressive suit later when it's needed so that it can kind of show Bruce's thinking and giving him something more later. But we'll see. Uh, Eric, what'd you give it? I give this issue a 6.5 out of 10. I enjoyed the art in this issue. It's just a bit where we have to go back and just keep arguing about whether or not Matt should be a Robin or not. It's, it's getting a little kind of stale and I'm afraid it's going to keep going. And also the whole thing we spent a lot of the issue doing with, you know, Melody showing up and Terry just kind of feeling out of character for him just making out with her out of nowhere, even though he just got Dana back in his life. So, like, I enjoyed the issue overall. It's just a few aspects that really kind of brought it down because it just felt, like, unneeded or out of character. Dan, I'm going to give it a 7. I-, I like the art. It's enough. It goes forward. You have Matt fully as Robin, it seems. Uh, you're setting up that stupid love triangle, and it looks like, again, now that I uh, remembered him and Mark uh, reminded me that it's Scarecrow, that's pretty cool. 
And yeah. having that as as a cliffhanger, we always said that he's good at the cliffhangers. Pretty good oh, cliffhanger right there. Great at the yeah, cliffhanger. pretty good cliffhanger there. So uh, that I might actually be as excited for the next issue as I've been with this series just because, you know, the Scarecrow, that's pretty cool. What about you, Mark? Uh, I'm, I'm also giving it a seven. Like, I have problems Ooh. with this. I have yeah. I have problems with this. But I had fun. Yeah. And I, there's the part of me that knows that it's like almost every time we've gotten burned because we've usually had fun with the first piece yeah, of it. Yeah. But it, it was overall better paced than most of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the art so much better. Um, we're actually kind of moving forwards with the story. Um, while I don't care for the love triangle part and, and some of the other yeah, parts. Yeah, we'll see how that plays. Um, and something that I wanted to point out that I, I forgot to, there's this little AI thing that both Bruce talks to, and it, it's basically it's an Alexis. Um, Alfred? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alfred. And then there was like a Melissa or something from uh, with, that the uh, reporter has. With Stern, but, uh, yeah. And it uses the exact same font and speech bubbles. And I'm like, hmm, that's super interesting. I wonder yeah. if that's going to play into it at all. So, which crazier things have happened, like the Joker with the Yeah, with the yeah. Joker. It's so, Melissa, she calls it. She's Melissa, Melissa um, open the door, please. But and I, I had fun with it, and unlike most of the time, I didn't come away negative, feeling negative yeah, about it. Yeah, I didn't this. either. Um, I had fun. Only, the only thing I didn't have fun with was the variant cover, and I know you guys don't care about covers, yeah, but that cover sucks. That cover's terrible. It's from uh, it's a parody of All Star Batman and yeah, Robin number nine. Just, yeah, it, a it series that terrible. I do not care for. Um. And now, in some way, Batman Beyond is associated with my All-Star whole deal Batman is uh, uh, Matt and has a big head mode. His head is humongous for his body. It's just like I don't, stupid. I don't, yeah, I, grow into I, did, it. I didn't like that. I cover actually at all. really like the normal cover and really despise. It's not like it's just like oh, it's boring. It's mm, do not like yeah. anything about yeah. this. Yeah, and I'm gonna look it back now because I never really look at the covers, but I actually think I like the variant. Uh, I better. hate it. I hate it. Oh, I, I think that he it. looks like a big-headed monster, Matt. He just looks ridiculous. Kinda? He looks he looks very manga-esque, and it just doesn't it doesn't look. He, right he looks manga-esque. His face does, but the yeah. rest of him doesn't. Yeah, and yeah. His, his waist is the tiniest. That's thing. what I'm saying. It, it, the proportions are way off. It's ridiculous. He's a little boy. He's a little boy, yes. Uh, though Bruce puts and, him out there. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's an overall good issue if you yeah. if you're you've been reading i recommend picking it up if you haven't i can't say that there's any incentive to pick it up yeah yeah unless you want to unless it, it, it intrigues you that it's batman oh, no. or robin here and then you can which, go in and which see is a that. fair reason to which pick they it up. yell it you know matt yells it out all right batman and robin's back and yeah you can kind of jump in if you've been wanting to i know it's not from listening to us because we haven't really enjoyed it all the time but if you have been intrigued to get it and this wouldn't be that bad of a jumping on no. point, actually, honestly so. it's the best jumping on point uh since really the start of either of the runs yeah yeah i agree i agree and and maybe this is where the story picks up we got the scarecrow like we said we have jack Ryder. that's pretty you know two pretty exciting things and maybe there. one time we'll get back to the joker yeah yeah we yes see that, that would be maybe uh, we'll have a whole deal that would be fun wouldn't it well that that might be why he's bringing robin in yeah I mean, yeah it might be jokers tend to have that's gonna die yeah that's it that's how he dies he's gonna die but yeah we'll see but we're gonna move on now 
uh, to the last book. Mark, I, I have to tell you, this is not the last book of the night. It was going to be. It was uh, really it, going to be. We, but I changed it up at the last second. Uh, in honor, thankful. in honor of you. Uh, so now, uh, thank you for joining us. And we're going to go here. off to what the last book is, which is Mara. All right. Mara, Queen of Atlantis, number four, written by Dan Abnett, art by Lan, a funky cold Medina, Norm Rapmun, and Veronica Gandini. Dan Abnett continues his slow ride to this whole Meryl will be Queen of Atlantis story, and while I still love seeing Ocean Master in any way I can, this book is starting to tread water, just like everything else. No pun intended, Eric. It was uh, intended. No, it was not. I could have come up with something later. It's funny because in the story, even Ocean Master comes up with a little uh, water pun, but... Uh, while this story is giving you bits and pieces that are leading to the finale of the Aquaman versus Corrin Wrath uh, story, I don't have a blurb, Eric, is what I'm struggling oh, with. Oh, I now. know. I do. Remember, I was writing <laughs> it while we were talking. The and problem is great. we were writing it, and I got halfway done and never finished it. This is the best thing on the podcast right now. Oh, Keep going. Goodness. Now I know. Well, what did I just say? Well, we are getting towards the end of the Aquaman versus Corn Wrath story. The idea that this is so tied into that story is really hurting this one as well, Eric. There oh. you go. The problem is you have – and I, I've said this in my reviews. I think I said it last time you. we talked about this in the podcast. Is that – well, what happened is when I, – I believe that if we had Aquaman still twice a month, there would never have been this book. We would yep. have been jumping back and forth. Each month we would have gotten one story with Aquaman that we've been getting, and this Marrow would have been the other part, the other issue, almost like a uh, you know Greg Rucka's Wonder Woman yeah, Wonder where you yeah. go back and forth. I almost guarantee it. Uh, that you will look great, Eric. I guarantee it. Uh, but yeah, it's just odd because you have a mini series that is so tied into the events of the main book, Aquaman, that really you can't do anything. You cannot do anything with this except each week kind of get a little closer to what we're going to get. I don't even think at the end of this, like, really, you're leading to a war. Right, you're leading to a whole thing with, but that is going to take place in the Aquaman book. I so I say, I, as far as I know, we're going to have the final battle with Aquaman and Corrin Wrath. I don't think there's going to be a lot of rebellions going well, on. Well, and if I there is, wrong. if there is, it would be in that book. Like if if we get to the point where this ends up just being like, hey, we can't help you, but issue number six, think okay, of us later. Yeah, and, and just imagine where. Years from now, you're like, boy, I like Mara. I, uh, I'm going to get this, this, you know, trade, and you don't have any, you know, connection at that point to the Aquaman book. You're going to be wondering, like, what the hell is this all about? Like, what's Why going on? Why isn't this called Ocean because Master? Because you can't have any sort of, you know, changing events that would mess up that book. And so basically, what you're getting is you don't like a companion piece. The, I don't mind it, but I, I mind it more when it's its own thing and not really being spelled out because really if, if next year you decide to read this without ever reading the Aquaman deal going on now, you're not going to know what's going on. I mean just the setup of Look, her how do you, even – How do you say that? I know that Orm had a really good life on the surface yeah, and he that. might like – 
you know, Tua's going to make sure what that about he when, that What life. about when Mara says, when Mara's grandmother goes, yeah, you know what? I'm a little wily, like your widowhood. And you'd be like, what are you talking about? You only would know that. Even the idea of her being queen and how they said that is really, there's, I'll give Dan Abnett I'm credit. I'm queen in exile. Yeah, well, I, I'll give Dan Abnett credit in some ways that he doesn't over, you know, whelm us with these editor's notes and Agreed. trying to do that. Like we said about the flashbook earlier. Um, you are just going forward with this. It's not quite a standalone story, though. And no. with that, I actually think that it would have been better served. I don't know if this is why they, they did it this way because of, you know, money and Mara really never had a book of her own. So this is the big thing. I actually think this is more of an Ocean Master story and would have been That's better said, yeah. off as a miniseries without Mara. I mean, Mara can be in eventually because of how she was exiled and stuff like that. But I think that this is more of a Orm story going forward than really a Mara because the stuff that's happening with Mara, it's already started in Aquaman. And by the end of this, it's just going to continue in the Aquaman book. I mean, we may end up with Mara being the main character in the Aquaman book when it comes down and Aquaman kind of going off. Who knows how it's going to go? Uh, you would still be Aquaman because it's Aquaman. But yeah. with that – uh, it's just odd. Mara seems to be there to be the mar the name on the marquee, and with that, you're learning more and setting up Orm going forward about being redeemed. And even then, he may end this with just saying, "You know what? I understand this surface I did world. This I like it. I'm going thing. back. Been there, done that. Yeah, but I'm in out. The, yeah, and in the end of that, though, that is the biggest, you know, transition." In this book would be Orm because Mara's here. We, we know what Mara's done. Yeah, really. I'm going out for a, a pack of coral. See you later. Swim you Unfiltered later. coral. Oh my goodness, it's the best. But yeah, it, it's more of that. But in this, I do have to it's say, COVID. I don't mind. I, I'm not. I'm not hating this. I, I this know. is it, not something. I'm you, it's a very and nice series. It's just yeah. not groundbreaking, and well, nothing really big happens throughout. As a mini series, it's lacking. As what you called it, a companion piece, it's fine. It's yeah. nice, and and I like it. Again, that's what, I see it as. what it does is it gives you your twice a month Aquaman book again, because yep. that's what it does feel like. I do like the way he does Orm, and I do love Orm just talks shade no matter what. Uh, he is there <laughs> trying to beg the Zebellions to to help them. He Ocean can't help himself. Beg. He can't help himself at any point that he can say that they are beneath him, that they're trash. Hey, he look, does. check this out. We kind of need you, Zebellion scum, but yeah, uh, I, I'd appreciate it, it a lot if it you came along laugh. and just you know, did what I said because you were yeah. beneath me. Yeah, listen, uh, but still, you, you guys you know, we're are kind morons. Of equals if you guys yeah. were lower. You, know? you guys are morons. I, I mean, look at this throne room. I mean, it looks like Eric's fucking kitchen with all his goddamn eBay wins. This is nonsense. They look no, like hoarders. Their, their throne room looks like they're hoarders. Uh, but yeah, it starts off, and we start off where we had it before, where Orm and Mara have to fight uh, this big monster, uh, in able to. It's an a ceremony. Yeah, an octodon. An octodon that's a ceremony to prove your worth. You have to prove through combat with this octodon. With yeah, so they're, they're fighting it. Uh, you have Orm like, listen, woman. I fought an Octodon before. What, what do I look like? Who do I look like? I'm Chatula. Uh, but they're fighting and, and Mara, and it's a continuation of, come on, 
Let's work together. This is how we're going to make this work. It's nice. He actually does. I, I it's, it's so funny to me too because they're like, oh, hey, look, they're they're talking about how they have they're both their prowess in hunting Octodon yeah. is awesome, and it's like, all right, Orm, follow my lead. I love it too because Orm gets smacked by the tentacle, yeah. and then Mary yells out, Orm, I said avoid the limbs, but yeah. at the same point she's freaking you know tied up by yeah, one. she's like, tied on. Who are you talking Sweep about? Sweep the here? leg, Orm. She's yelling it. He's not listening. Uh, with that though, it's funny because he's saying. This, like I said, he's he's throwing shade all over. They're fighting the Octodon, and then you do then see the king, and you see this old lady. She's just introduced right here, Lamia, and uh, you also see uh, Neris, the king, and I'm trying to think, what Leron. is the... Laron, yeah. I always want to call him LeBron. I'm going to hit the thing. But yeah, Laron's there, and Laron, you see, it's very, very forced in this, that he's going to be like the guy who saves the day. He, uh, he loves Mara. This guy must have a really great great you know like you know his staying power in this whole monarchy whatever he is in the freaking kingdom he knows he has tenure or something because the stuff he's talking about throughout this whole thing even when the like you know maris talk about later on but i'm to be the queen of atlantis when this is all over and nearest he loses goddamn mind there's just a lot good job my lady way to go gal uh yeah he he's there and he trained her so this is like i i think that basically this is his last straw of trying to prove that he did right but uh yeah you have this octodon there he's fighting and they have it hey the king nearest is like hey lamia is this a fiercely bred octodon she's like really you think i have a lot of time for that no no i've been starving him for weeks and i only thought right away they just got there. Why were you starving this monster you always for weeks? Have to prepare for company. But what? What company? I'm telling you. She does say later, like, "Oh, I have my, you know, the grapevine." Uh, but I don't think she yeah. knew this She's was happening. She's got her grapevine within Zebel, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, she she has been starving this poor octodon, hoping. And to me, the other thing is, I get the idea of the octodon here. It's kind of a special thing, too. Like, if this was somebody who just came some other Zebellion or whatever, you'd have them fight like we see later. You know, other Zebellions. They'd just fight, and you'd give the thumbs up, thumbs down. This is a special occasion. She has just been starving this monster for her own kicks. That's all she's doing. She is evil immediately, which ends up proving right yeah. by the end. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't trust her. Freaking. When is Zebel go as the Zebellions the, do? I'm telling you, she's the Michael Vick of Zebel. Uh, <laughs> they're there, and then you go back and you see Tula talking uh, to Aaron, and it, it goes on and on. You you go back goes, to them. I'm telling yeah. you, we every time we go back to them, it it's starts the same again. discussion yeah, until Tula again. decides, all right, I'm going to go down there to make sure he does the stuff that we've been yeah. talking about over and over again this issue. It's funny to me. Yeah, it's funny to me because he's like, huh, you know, Aaron, uh, Orm, he, he always does something wrong. She's like, not my arm. I know he, you know, he's kind of a, uh, you know, hard headed sometimes. But look at but these pictures. There to keep yeah. him on the. And, up and then and up. I, I love it too. Tulia sees these pictures. It's like she has seen the worst thing. Like it's so shocking. Like never saw him smile before. He must a be selfie. Good. That's oh all it is. God. And it's so funny. Uh, Tula is like, hey, listen, you know what? Uh, he's he has to work with Mara for this to work. I think that he will, but. 
I want to make sure that he remembers who he's fighting for. It's like, this is what you're fighting for, boys. Uh, and she's going to go. And then Aaron's like, no, no, no. I, I can just email him the pictures. And, no, no. That's not the way of Atlantis. She's going to go off. And then at the end, you see that. But I don't it, have a waterproof phone. Yeah. Oh, no. But yeah. And then you go back and then you do see that Mara and, uh, Mara and Orm have defeated the Octodon. They, they have killed it. Poor, poor Octodon is done again. Uh, the starving I, I never even had. Never even had a meal. But yeah, that's where you have where Orm, like, he's done this. They want to convince these people, hey, listen, we, you know, we need your help. You will give us an audience now, you primitive barbarian. We have proven ourselves to your heathen ritual. And even Mara's like, I don't know if I would have put it that way, but, you know, let's go. We go back to Aaron. Ixnay on the heathen ritual. We go back to Aaron and Tool, and they're like, you know what? I think that Orm might be a little bit better as we walk along the ocean, but we'll get back to that. It's the same thing. So they yeah. go, and they're trying to convince uh, Niren, listen, you got to help us. If you don't – and it's well done. I don't mind this. It's basically the whole idea that you get – you get this in a lot of stories, movies, TV, whatever, when you have this sort of situation where you go to the king and say, listen, you got to help us. This guy that's going to take over Atlantis, Corrin Rath, he's bad. You don't even realize. I don't even realize. This guy's a monster now. He's a he's, bad dude. He's a, he's a fish monster, and we don't even know that right now. But he's bad. He when the he abysmal arts that, demon. When he takes over, you know, Atlantis, you're next, and the world is after that. And I like this because Nerus is just like, really, Zebel. Zebel lives, and Zebel does what Zebel does, and it's always been an issue with Atlantis, and we always survive. You know, fuck that. And I, I get it. That's usually what happens in these stories. Like, you think we're weak? He can come here. We'll fight him then. I don't need your nonsense. And then even says, well, if we go with you and we lose, then we are. We're the biggest target now. They're going to come after us. So, no, we're not going to do that. And if we win, what if we get another piece of shit king on there yeah, who hates yeah, us anyway? Yeah. And this is the best because then they're like, huh. You know, there is a way that maybe this next monarch can kind of be, you know, hip to the Zebellion cause because that's Mara. And I'm telling you, at one point, I'm like, I'm like, Maris, how can you possibly say to somebody who's underwater, say it, don't spray it? I mean, it's oh almost God. impossible to say it, not spray it when you're underwater. He does it. It looks like All he's over. vomiting salt water on her. Uh, and she's just taking it. It just, she's just there like, I don't know what's going on, but hey, and it's so funny because he, it starts off with them saying like, he's like, what? Cause he thinks they mean Aquaman. Yeah. He's like, oh, Aquaman, that, that surface breather, that air breather. And I think Orm's like, yeah, I know what you're talking about, buddy. But he's like, Fuck listen, Aquaman, guy. he's like, no, 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 it's me. He flips out, yelling, oh, my goodness, you were supposed to be, you know, my queen. You were supposed to be this, that, and the other thing. And that's where you have Mara's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't really like you. And you know what? Look at me. Look at, look yeah. at this old thing. You wouldn't want me either. I'm thinking Maris is like, the hell are you talking about, woman? It's funny, too, because the way it's drawn, he's, you didn't love me, Nurse. And he, she puts her arm on his shoulder. I swear to God that the thing is, he's looking at the arm. He's about to cut her arm off. And he's like, we would have been a miserable match. By the way, 
I'm the queen. <laughs> what? He, he flips out, runs where you have uh, Laurent. They got good way to go, girl. He flips out and they explain where it's even pushed later. Zebel don't go for them ladies. Zebel no. is not really forward thinking. Uh, Zebel Men really, don't bow down to women uh, and women I, are in a place I'm and Zebelians you know, make sure they're kept there. Zebelians better not get on Twitter. Because if they start tweeting their ways on there, they will be attacking me, and should be. I mean, the way they're doing this, this is way over the top. Though, it's Goddamn a really, dark ages over here it's, I'm telling you, it's a really good back and forth because it kind of is the way an old Orm would think. Yeah. But now that he has Aaron, uh, well, he's, I, he's changed. He's changed. So it's one of those things where even there you're like, who look at Orm. You know, a year ago, he'd be right with the guy going. And, uh, yeah, it's trouble. She goes off then. It's so funny. And Aaron's like, fuck this. I don't need this. And, uh, Laurent says, listen, he's just mad because you, you, it's almost like he's mad because you have a higher paying job than yeah. him. You know, he, he's not, he's not one to go on vacation and let the woman drive, Eric. This isn't how he rolls. And he goes it's off. That's not how I roll either. Yeah, it's funny. He goes off. They're like, eh, let him blow off some steam or possibly spit up more goddamn salt water. Uh, I'm going to go see somebody that I wanted to see all along. And she's like I, I noticed this well you know I noticed her you have this narration continuing it's nonsense I, I it, it's not that much anymore but it's just weird this weird narration yeah, and, you, that first issue really threw me off after that I, I guess no, I, got I think I just it don't even, but it's more. still like at one point they even had like yeah she is using her powers the way we see this a lot of the times the narration is there and it, it doesn't even advance anything it's just like Going with what we're seeing, so I just I think it's nonsense to even have it. But she goes to see that old lady that was starving the monster. It's her grandmother, and she's like, "Hey, Granny, what's going on?" Granny's like, "Oh, you know how it is. I'm a woman here. I don't know if you realize they don't treat us very well in Zebel as a woman. Uh, but I still have my ways. I've heard yeah. some things. I I know what's going on. That widowhood, all this stuff, and basically just like, throws. I, I in. might not have been queen of Zebel, but I had my ways to stay yeah. in power yeah. after your grandfather died." I'm telling you, it's like she's, you know, I was like a first lady, you know, I can do my things. But, yeah, I, I've stayed some bit in power. I I have my ways. I and starve octodons. How yeah, much I mean, better can really, I get? Yeah, and really, I'm like, okay, you were the pretty much the queen. There there doesn't seem to be a queen of Zebel, and not even like I was the, you know, it doesn't even spell out like I'm your grandmother. It's I was the wife of your grandfather. She does right. call her grandmother then, but it, it's almost like you don't even have that. He's really pushing that idea that maybe patriarch part of it that doesn't matter at all that the no. woman's side of the family doesn't matter and i can only think i'm like she was what would be the queen and now she's training monsters i mean that really is she's really fallen in, in this deal uh but then you have orm talking orm's there with naren naren is trying to kind of get under orm's skin he even says he is at one point because he's like you know you're nothing now. You used to be Ocean Master. I mean, Ocean Master was badass. I don't like the name. He did say earlier, like, yeah, that pompous name. But uh, it's funny to me too because you throw shade to the name earlier. But when he's trying to get Ocean Master, oh yeah, come on, man, you were the Ocean you were Master. Ocean Master for Neptune's sake. And he's like, look, I, I can. You want to see something funny? You want to see a joke here? Which guy don't you like? You don't like that guy? Okay. 
That guy's dead. They kill him. That, that's, that's power. power. Don't that's you power. miss that kind yeah, of power? Don't, don't you miss that? And it's so funny that because I you do. have that, you have that <laughs> circle with him, but he has his helmet. God, on. I wish I could order people to kill other people, and that'd be amazing <laughs> for me right now. He, he's sitting there, and he's I, like, I, I can't even I get really, Tommy to do the dishes after I, supper. I wish that you could see my eyes right now because I'm really thinking about it hard. But I have my helmet on. But if you really, could see me drool huh, underwater, I'd be doing it right now. You, you can get rid. Of people, uh, let me write down this name. T O M M Y. Here you go. That brat, while you're at it, S A L T Y. Never like that dog. I can't even, so th- I can't even order him to throw a perfect spiral. <laughs> he's, he's always running around yelling shit. Nah, he wants me to tell these stories. What am I, fucking mother goose? I'm a, I'm Ocean Master for Christ's sakes. But yeah, you have that deal. And that, that's him trying to get under. And it's nice because you yeah. are going back and forth with the idea of Tula you, and Aaron. We do have the redemption of yeah. Ocean Master here, but it still is the Ocean Master. You go back to old ways at any yeah. fucking drop of a hat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, and. Pretty much that's what everybody would expect. I'm saying everybody in the comic even. You know, yeah. the people who know him, Tool and all that. But Tool is there, obviously, like we said. And I think that what we're leading to is an Ocean Master going, you know what? You're right. Wink, wink to everybody reading. And then what happens when Tula does show up and she does get captured by the end? She thinks that Ocean Master is bad again, but he's actually playing both ways. But uh, with that, it makes me laugh, too, because we go back to Amnesty Bay. Tula comes out. She's dressed up in her, you know, her Atlantean Aqua guard. girl kind of yeah, costume. she's there. Why are you dressed like that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you, you didn't know Amnesty Bay Comic Con's going on. I'm heading down to the freaking, you know, the fire hall. What are you doing in that? I I have some shopping to do. I always go out shopping in my Sunday best. Don't you know? It's pretty obvious she's going into the ocean to go get Orm and Marin. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, they're there. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) pretty Pretty scale. Pretty skilled. You're a dumb boy, aren't you? <laughs> right now, I can tell because you enjoy Monopoly. Get the hell out of town. But uh, you're like, listen, I'm going to go. I'm not going to pretend you and Tommy didn't factor into my decision. <laughs> no, no, they pretty much did. But I'm going back. I'm going to remind, uh, you know, I'm going to remind uh, Orm what he's fighting for that I hope he remembers. And with that, I can only think that we have a side book now. I want the side book. It's called Eric and Tommy Lighthouse Keepers. And it's all about all the ships that are now going to crash into Amnesty Bay. Who's working the lighthouse now? There's nobody there. It's They've all, all automated. Left. Oh, it's, somebody has to turn something on. They, they've never, they just got there. I'd feel weird. Wouldn't you feel weird? You just got there. You went to go get your boyfriend, and he left. You were left with his half-sister, and now she's leaving, and you're just in this house. And he, she says, you'll be sa- stay here. You'll be safe. And don't mind about the lighthouse thing. You know, whatever. Uh, I really Saldi don't think you have nuts. to push the switch anymore. I really think that it turns on when the sun goes down and turns off when the sun comes but up. Why, why would they have a lighthouse keeper then? They're, they are. They do have lighthouse keepers. I yeah. think something has to be done. Well, if uh, something goes wrong. Yeah, what happens? That's what I'm saying. Then it's you flip trouble. The switch. Oh, then you flip the switch. Uh, they're going off. Uh, Soldi goes nuts because she is attacked by Zebellians. It looks like they grab her. Uh, they're going to take her. This seems to be something like. Uh, I, I actually. 
it's weird because they're going after Tula, and do you expect this to be to convince Orm or Mara? Because she's more of a friend of Mara, but yeah. I don't know that they would know that, though she says, listen, I have my people. This is her grandmother and Naren are kind of together in this plan. Yes. It looks like these people are more are Naris. This this seems more like the grandmother, though, uh, doing this because she goes to Naris and says, you know, hey, I'm doing this. Oh, yeah, I'm getting under Orm's skin. Uh, but, yeah, I'm wondering why they went after her. Uh, and to get her and what they're going to say or whatnot, because I actually think that the real, the better plan is if you're going to go along with them and then try to take Atlantis the, yourselves. This is what I would think that Neris would do, right? He would say, "All right, I'm with you," but then in the end of the day, he'll try to be the king. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to get at by what are they getting Tula to say? All right, we have her captive, so we're not going to help you. Or is it going to be, you name me king when we go? But you can wait for that later. You can just agree and go. I just don't know what the plan would be to get Tula All right, Mary, you're going to marry me now? We're going to kill this witch? Yeah, yeah. Well, it might be one of those where he wants to marry her because then he would be king. Then I'm the king of Zebel. You're the queen of Atlantis. Now yeah. we have a brokered free Maybe, relationship. Maybe, but it's just weird that, to grab Tula involved with something that they are there to beg you to do something. You can kind of go with the plan and then turn later, but we'll see how it goes. And even that, I don't know how much you know like uh like uh thing that like you know how far this is going to go because it seems this whole plan is based on his grandma took Mara's grandmother saying yep she needs to be punished for freaking being a yeah, treacherous yeah. goddamn well, wife to the rest it's of just us. a weird like what is the the punishment would be no we're not helping you get out of get out of here you know we're not going to help you you're, here's you're another husband. hungry octagon. your your future husband will be killed by corn wrath and you can live by yourself on the surface there that, that would be pretty much would be you know the punishment of you you screwed zebel now get the hell out of here uh but yeah you have tula you, whatever they're going to say they're going to do but yeah I, I don't mind it i i thought it was okay uh it's just not much is happening because no. it's tied into another book that's going to end in july so or the story end in july so you can't do too much but i like the stuff with orm it's just overplayed with a orm smiling oh my goodness orm smiling holy moly who would have thought it what's you know, that orm, orm smiling anybody is talking yeah, about orm, yeah, is terrible orm himself is good and i love that little circle where he's just staring he's i just, do <laughs> i do want to kill people i miss it so much uh but yeah i gave it a six out of ten i like the art a lot it's just not progressing much, but it's a positive 6 out of 10. It's not angering me. I had some laughs. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I'm actually enjoying this miniseries more than I am the actual Aquaman book right now because I like Ocean Master more. And the whole Mara and him thing is a really cool dynamic. This issue, t uh, too badly, is actually padded out a little bit too yeah. much so. So it actually brings my score down because I really do enjoy the art. Uh, to a 6.5 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, that's, that's fair, but that's it. That's the podcast. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is The Flash. So I can't remember. Number mine. 47, I believe, right? Yeah. Yep, and that is mine as well. That's a pretty easy pick this week. Next week, though, we have a weird week. A weird week indeed. It is annuals week, but we have a lot of other books, including yeah. starts of things and weird stuff. And uh, I'll tell you what we have right now. And, and again, we have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash weird science where some of these books would actually be Patreon only uh, exclusive. We, exclusive. We have a spotlight uh, on the regular feed that comes out every Thursday. I may talk to one Eric Shea this week, and we'll see because we don't have a lot of books. Maybe yeah. we'll skip the spotlight and have all the books, uh, you know, remaining on the regular thing. We're going to see. Now, there's also a funny little thing, and I will mention some other books at the end. 
because I'm going to throw something out there, uh, mainly for the Patreon's ears. But we'll we'll get to that. We have Bane Conquest number eleven. We have, and you know, you're, you're looking forward yeah, to that, right? Batman. We have a little Cobra. Batman Prelude to the Wedding. Robin versus Rachel Ghoul number one. That's something that I, I actually I was going to say that's something people have been looking forward to. I haven't heard anybody talk about these no. Prelude to the Wedding. So we'll see how that is. We have Doomsday Clock number five, and that's Great. a shock every time that shows up. But yeah, we have Green Arrow annual number two, uh, where we're going to get the Benson sisters on this annual, and they will be taking over the book then from here on out. So that's kind of a cool thing to look, a little peek into what we're going to get. We have the Green Lanterns annual number one. We have Justice League No Justice number four that we uh, weren't aware of or were sure of earlier. So yeah, we have yeah, that ending. Uh, we have Man of Steel number one. The Brian Michael Bendis thing, that's, that's huge. So we're going to see how that is. Raven, Darter of Darkness, number five. Not so huge. And you, who, no. what, what, there you go. Raven, Darter Gotta get a new Darkness. Night Force coming out of this. Number Come on, Jim. Five. Night yeah. Force. Yeah, in this book. Uh, and that's it. That's the regular books. Now, they're also for people who, you know, like that sort of thing and are going to buy some books and maybe want to be aware of these. Uh, Aquaman Jabberjaw special number one comes out. You have Bat, uh, Black Lightning Hong Kong Fooey special number one. God damn it. You have Super Sun's Dino Mutt special number one and the Flash Speed Buggy number one. Now, since we don't have... <laughs> There you go, speed buggy. Here's Dynamite. <sighs> Actually, I don't know anything about Dynamite. Uh, Jabberjaw, though, is pretty funny, too. Yeah. Aquaman. There it is. That's all you'll get. I, I hope that they write that out, too. And I'm reading it. I'm like, nuggin, nuggin, nuggin. I don't understand what this is doing here. And then the speed buggy is, I don't even know how you... Uh, yes, but what I wanted to say is we're going to be putting up our poll for the Patreon. If you are God, not aware, on the Patreon, uh, we do have a badass crew that we talk about at the beginning. Boop, the badass is of the Get Fresh crew where we give the roll call at the beginning, and they get to vote on what the Patreon spotlights are along with all the other podcasts and things that we do. Um, so usually when we don't have – if we have a book that we're not going to be talking about in the podcast, obviously I would not throw it up there. I am going to throw these up there on the Patreon poll, just letting the Patreons know and the badasses know that if you don't pick them, you ain't going to hear us talk about them. But if you want to, if you want to force Eric into going insane, then we can do that. Uh, I may actually, to even get worse, I may have it as a four pack. Uh, that if we're going to do one, we may as well do them. I'm not going to say we're going to do a three-hour podcast on them, but it might be the four of them that will go through them real quick, but that would be the full spotlight then. Maybe I'll put them in sections of two, Eric, but we'll see. But that that is one of the things. So basically what I'm telling you, anybody who is not on the Patreon, there is 0% chance that you're hearing us talk about these, though they will be reviewed on the site, but there's a good chance that they might be voted in on the Patreon. So boy, wouldn't you want to join the Patreon to hear the flash speed buggy, Eric. Isn't that I'm drop what out of the Patreon because of this? Nah, that's how they force you into the thing. So we'll see how that goes. But that's the end of the podcast. Thanks everybody who uh, contributed, mail, rant and raves, reviews, Eric Shea, Hi. all that stuff. But Eric, what do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. week. Keep it weird, weird, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh,
it sounds funny but I just can't stand the pain I'm dropping Batman tomorrow Seems to me king you know I've done all I can While you beg, stole, and you borrow Yeah, yeah Ooh, it's why it's easy Drop a Batman without moaning Yeah, I must have been high